Welcome to the Lost Podcast with Jay and Jack. I'm Jay. I'm Jack. And today we're talking about Stranger in a Strange Land. So, Jack, what did you think of this episode? Well, uh, I didn't have time to think about it, really. Uh, I was busy mowing the lawn, which you were supposed to do. Oh, well, you know, I was busy helping Mom with her puzzle, which you were supposed to do. Yeah, well, where is that intro theme song and bumper music? You know, Jack, it's not easy maintaining a semi-professional recording studio and researching topics for the Ramblecast. Oh, yeah? What do you have so far? Uh, I'm thinking Tide Detergent versus Cheer. With or without bleach? Uh, Why do you have to make everything so difficult? Uh, Well, on this edition of The Lost Podcast, we'll look back at last week's episode, Flashes Before Your Eyes, and look ahead to next week's episode, Trisha Tanaka is Dead. Hey, I got an idea. How about we actually discuss this week's episode? That might be a better use of our time. Oh, speaking of time, it's time for listener feedback. Woo! Yeah! Okay, but first, Jack, why don't you tell us your shitty, I mean, uh, crackpot theory of the week. Isabel is Jack's mom. Thank you. Here's our first listener call-in. Um, hi, guys. Hi. Long-time listener. First-time caller. <clears throat> um... This is Clark from uh, Minnesota. Um, I would just like to question, uh, bring forth this the idea. Um, well, that is to say, um, I think that it's really interesting. Um, well, I mean... Um, All right, that was another great uh, listener call-in. Yeah, that was really great. Thanks, Clark. Thanks for, uh, thanks for calling in. That was a very interesting theory. Um, I, think you're, I think you're right about that. Well, you know, that's it for today's Lost Podcast. Uh, tune in next week, and we'll take a look back to the pilot episode, and then we'll look ahead to the series finale. It was all a dream. Welcome to the Lost Lowdown, podcast number 21, with your hosts, Claude and Justin. What's up, guys? How's it going, guys? Um, today, we are talking about Stranger in a Strange Land, um, which... Um, I thought it was sort of boring, <laughs> but uh, what did you think, Justin? Uh, I thought that it was kind of boring, but um, but I thought there was there was a lot of little things in there. Um, flashback pretty much sucked. Uh, it was a it was one of those weird transitional episodes, but um, but I don't think it was too bad. I mean, I I don't know. I guess I guess I, I'd say it's average. Yeah, you know, they really sort of spoil us with. Um you know, those those really action-packed episodes. I think we get sort of spoiled, and I wish it could be like that all the time, but... Yeah. You know, there's only so many times Caden Sawyer can not escape from the island. Right. From any island, so... Before they have to let be let go, no matter what you say, Kate, no matter what you say, you made a promise to Jack, whether or not it was verbal or written, you made a promise, a promise with your heart. <laughs> and those can't be broken, you also made a promise to Sawyer, or James, as you like to call him. Okay, oh, sorry. We're calling him James now. <laughs> well, he's James when he's in trouble, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, James, I don't want no food. <laughs> <laughs> ain't you hungry? No, James, I ain't hungry. I don't know. How did she phrase that? It was really weird. Yeah, that was weird. It was like she this, like, like it was like this circular response. Like she just took what he said and just put his name in it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was weird. It was nice. It was a nice comeback. 
But anyway, um, so let's dive right in um, to this episode, which, you know, we, as we talked about in the last podcast, uh, the preview for this episode <laughs> said it, it was going to reveal three big mysteries. Um, and unless the three big mysteries is, you know, how does Jack like his sandwich, you know, uh, mm-hmm. unless that's one of them. I think we're missing a couple mysteries. That one did get resolved. Yeah, and, yeah. <clears throat> and you know, he likes grilled cheese with toothpicks. Yeah, he he somehow he misses the toothpick, which I got to tell you Jack, don't eat the toothpick. <laughs> Even if it's tasty, don't you're not supposed to eat it. It's bad for It's uh, not parsley. <laughs> like it's not a garnish. And it's grilled cheese. It's, you know, Toothpicks are completely ridiculous, as we pointed out back in the yeah. The there, there's no need, believe me. The cheese will hold it together without the toothpick. <laughs> that's, the, that's the magic of grilled cheese. Yeah, believe me. And if it's American cheese, it's it's you know, it's like oil. It's like a petroleum product. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. I think it is. Um, so the first episode. I'm sorry. The first scene. Let's <laughs> talk about the first episode. No. The first scene, um, we have. You no, know, it's funny you say that or make that error. Um, uh, <clears throat> I just want to throw out there. I, I read an interview with um, uh, Bai Ling, who plays Jack's, uh, you know, paramour in the flashback, mm-hmm. and uh, she said, "Yeah, I did. I did three episodes," <laughs> and everybody was like, "What?" Three episodes. Oh wow! But it's she. I think she means three scenes, even though she did more than three scenes. But anyway, um, it seemed like she made the same kind of weird scene episode confusion. So okay. you're basically saying that I am a Thai woman, perhaps. Oh, I don't even know. Is she? Is she even Thai? No, she's Chinese. Okay. Chinese well, maybe maybe that explains why his uh, tattoos are in Chinese and not in. Uh... Uh, Taiwanese? I don't know, is that the language? No, Taiwanese is for Taiwan. Oh, yeah. Thailand. So is it just Thai again? I think it's just Thai. Yeah, okay. You're right. Um, Yeah, I, I guess that's something we should talk about, why he was in Thailand, got these tattoos from a Thai woman, yet they were in Chinese. Right. Um, I it's guess been brought it, up many times. Also, it's just what circumst- they say is not what they say it says. And oh, really? I was we'll warning about that. that. Okay, good. I was warning about that. Yeah. But maybe that's what they say, but maybe that's not what they mean. Oh, okay. <laughs> and maybe me. and maybe that's not what they mean to say. Mm-hmm. Ooh. So we'll talk about that and more on the next Lost Lowdown. Why don't people mean what they say? Because they lie. People are liars. They are, aren't they? Yeah. People are <sighs> like Ben. Mm-hmm. They'll lie to you. They'll tell you they'll let you off the island if you save their life. And then you save their life, and they don't even let you off. Man, but he he said okay. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> um, right after this episode, um, no, I'm kidding. Right after this scene, we'll talk about that later. Um, so the first thing we have, Kate and Sawyer, they're paddling towards the island again, which we should really give the island a name because I'm tired of calling <laughs> it the island. Let's call it something. Let's call it like Bubba. give it a name, like Bubba. No, that's uh... bad. How about um? How about Lost Y? No, that's bad. That's really clumsy <laughs> sounding. 
Uh, how about, uh, how about, um, hmm, what can we name it? Darmalan? No. I don't know. I guess we'll just call it the island. Yeah, or the main island, if you want. The main island. Yeah, I usually say main and mini. Or secondary. How about primary island and secondary island? Okay. Yeah, let's not do that. So anyway, they're paddling to the island, and, um, you know, Kate wants to go back for Jack, and Sawyer says no, blah, 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 you know, the same stuff we sort of saw from the previews. And uh, and then Carl, who, you know, I at least, I forgot he was in the boat, <laughs> was like, <laughs> um, he's like, oh, no, yeah, you, if you go back, Ben will kill you, um, which, which is weird, because it's, I still don't know why Ben wants them dead. <laughs> You know, it doesn't even like he was the one that ordered. I I'm very confused. Yeah. Well, or well, what was weird, and this is I I put this note first actually because it's in the it's in the flash the the sort of you know last time on Lost uh, little intro uh, when Ju- you know we see Juliet shooting Danny, and she basically had to shoot Danny in order to save Kate and Sawyer yeah. like Ben wanted. Right. I mean, and it, it it's really weird that she's being tried for doing something that Ben told her to do. Now, maybe it's one of those laws where, like, you know, even though, you know, that was sort of what you needed to do, you're still in trouble because you did it or something. Like, Yeah, and, like, I was thinking the only thing that she could have done besides that is to maybe shoot him but not kill him. Well, if she was a really good shot like he was, he could have. She should have could have just shot the gun out of his hand. <laughs> he was a damn good shot. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, I think he was a sniper in a former life. I don't know, a sharpshooter. Um. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. Maybe that's a problem. Uh, maybe they just didn't want her to kill him, and you know, don't kill him unless you have to, or if you have to, kill him, or. Well, do you do you think there was a specific reason she decided to kill him? Like maybe, I mean, besides the Kate and Sawyer thing, do you think that she she thought maybe you know after everything blows over he might be really pissed about everything and and still like maybe he would be, you know, if he you know if he finds out that she wanted to kill Ben, he might be the most vocal one trying to get her you know in trouble. Yeah. So maybe she maybe. Was, like, put him out of his misery. Maybe. I mean, he was kind of this loose cannon kind of guy um, yeah. this whole time. And it seemed like he he wasn't going to be satisfied until he killed some Sawyer. <laughs> yeah, he really wanted to kill some Sawyer. <laughs> so, uh, uh, it seemed like, yeah, killing him like or killing Sawyer seemed like the only options there Yeah. Um, to resolve that whole situation. And I don't think the show wanted to kill Sawyer, so... Yeah, you can deal with how Danny... You, you need some Sawyer. You really can. And with Colleen and Danny dead, that whole story dies. Well, they can be together now. Oh. In Dharma Heaven. <laughs> Dharma Heaven, indeed. Which is Seattle. Right. Um... So and then Carl says the 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 quintessential line God loves you as he loved Jacob, mm-hmm. which I, I sort of took as you know a product of the uh, brainwashing. It was you know it was just you know minutes before that he was list- right. looking at that stuff, so he just sort of repeated it. Um, I don't know if that really meant anything specific to them, but um, 
I mean, yeah, I didn't think so either. I think that they, you know, the writers might be bringing it up again just to sort of emphasize it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, because it flashed by pretty quick in the previous, in the not in Portland. I guess that wasn't the previous episode, but uh, uh, having him say it again, you know, gets it recorded that this was there. And but I agree. I think he's just, you know, incoherently mumbling stuff from his brainwashing. Yeah, it exactly. Didn't seem, it didn't seem relevant at all. So but I think okay. I think it might be at some point. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. We'll see. I, I can't wait to see what this whole Jacob thing's about. Yeah, I can't even. Yeah, I'm, I can't wait either. So the next scene, we have Jack in his cell. Um, you know, in the in the aquarium cell or whatever, and uh, Tom comes in and he says, "We're moving you." And and Jack Jack thinks they're you know they're just gonna go put him to death. And he's like, "Well, what? Tom's like, what kind of people do you think we are?" And Jack basically says, "You know." <laughs> He sums it up. You can sum it up and say he basically says you're the kind of people that you have shown yourself to be, which is murderers right. and kidnappers. And, and I love how he starts. Oh, I don't know, Tom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how about this? How about that for starters? Yeah. Oh, how about this too? Yeah. I forgot you want about... a list? There's a lot of shit, man. Yeah, there's you a lot of shit. Were, were there to you know take Wall from his father and blow up the raft? Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, man. You really. <laughs> Uh, that that moral superiority is annoying, and it was really nice. It was really satisfying to me for someone to finally call him out on it. Yeah, I mean they they've tried to do that before, but then they always come back with the you know we're now your enemy or how Tom does it. You know he's Tom basically says this whole glass house thing, which I thought was a little cumbersome to. He's like. Oh, I'm gonna walk over here. You see this thing? Yeah, Jack. <laughs> you need some stones. Like it's like it was really a cumbersome comeback, but and and it bothers me because I I think there's some sort of fallacy there. Like like what he, you know what the meaning of that whole you know what is it? If you're in a glass house, you shouldn't throw. Uh, stones. someone in someone who lives in a glass house shouldn't throw stones or something. Yeah. Um. And, you know that's fine. Uh. In general, life or whatever. But if you really think about it. Uh, no matter what Jack has done himself or whatever, th- that doesn't excuse what the others have done. Like, yeah. That's like saying what we did isn't bad because you did bad stuff. Like, yeah, that, exactly. That's just a fallacy. It's not, you know, that doesn't address the stuff you did at all. It's it's just like, well, you're bad too. Like, you know, that's that's not... Yeah, but it just bugs me because I don't, I don't think it's a proper response. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's trying to say, how can you judge us when you've done bad stuff too? Which is, which is an interesting point, but it still doesn't negate the fact that you guys have done this stuff. You and know, I haven't about... seen Jack do anything as bad no. <laughs> as the stuff they've done. No. So, you know, I think uh, uh, you can... There's not... It's not... To me, the, it, I'll never buy that this is a relative thing. Like... The others started it all. Everything that was done against them was retaliation. Exactly. You know, and if they hadn't shown up and started kidnapping people, there wouldn't have been a problem. Like, yeah. I don't see the Lossies attacking the others' camp if they just found it, you know? I don't think they'd do that. No, they definitely would But, you know, they need the drama, and I think I think the writers are trying hard, and I think... I think we're going to get, I think we're getting close to understanding, you know, now that we, you know, some of the things we'll talk about with Cindy, we're getting close to understanding, closer to understanding, um, the, the ethos that the others have, this, the, what their, what their sort of nice. ethics are. 
Ethos. Did I get some points for Ethos? I'm going to give you nine points. Whoa, holy shit. I got nine points. Love that one. I almost Even didn't, though I know it, I love it. I almost didn't say it. I was just going to say something else, but I was like, I'll just say Ethos. You so rarely wow. get a chance to use it. That's like even though I knew the word, it's, it's a word that you can't use very often. That's why. yeah, and it, and it made sense. So yeah, lots of wow, wow, ladies and gentlemen, I just got nine points. Wow, I don't know, I don't know what to do with myself now. I guess I guess I'll try to continue somehow. <laughs> um, we're getting closer to understanding, um, you know, what their ethics really are, what you know their their basic belief system is. Um, because obviously they don't think that some of these things that they're doing is, you know, wrong in quotes. Um, so I think it's interesting and I think, I think we're getting closer to figuring out what's going on with that. And, and I wish, you know, in this situation, Tom would have said, you know, you know, sort of actually something more along the lines of what Cindy said, where, you know, it's, it's not that simple. You know, there's other things going on here, Jack, that you don't understand, right. not just, Oh, you've done bad stuff too. How can you talk? I mean, cause that's, you know, that's just a lame comeback. It doesn't, it doesn't change anything. So. Yeah. Like it's the kind of argument that works in real life situations. Cause most people are sort of swayed by that. Oh, yeah. you're bad too. Who are you to talk? But it's just not like logically there. That doesn't address the issue of the bad things the others did. You know? Yeah. It's along the lines of like, what if we do this thing? Oh, what if we don't do this thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's it like, is well, very similar. You're not answering my question, you know. <laughs> So, I'm not going to answer yours. So, okay. Uh, the classic argumentative technique of just contradiction. Exactly. See this thing you said? I'll ask you that thing. <laughs> the opposite of that thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, let's see. Um, oh, another thing I wanted to, wanted to ask about that, that whole, the whole glass house thing in terms of what Tom said. I, I was wondering, does does that mean that they think Jack is really is really a bad person, or is he sort of representing every other person that's not another? Like you know, mm -hmm. when he when when he says you, Jack, you know, in terms of being bad or or inferring that Jack has done bad stuff, is he basically saying you in terms of everyone else that's not one of us? You know, like you you all non others. Everyone else or just, you know, the plane crash survivors? Um, maybe both, but I guess specifically the plane crash survivors. But I think, I think maybe in general everyone else. Because to me, I was thinking it was between the plane crash survivors and Jack specifically. I didn't think about them referring to everybody else, you know, that's not another, like, in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and that although they probably do have feelings of moral superiority towards everybody, I, f else I feel too. like they would. I mean, I think if they feel you know morally superior than the plane crash to the plane crash victims, then uh, then that w it would lend itself to just about everyone who's not who hasn't joined their 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 bandwagon. Right. So yeah, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. But he may have. Yeah, it's not clear. He the way he says it, it's you know. Yeah. So the next scene, you know, they take Jack out and they have him in cuffs and they're they're walking down the the little corridor and Juliet comes by and she gives a really a really sad hey hey it was the saddest hey ever yeah it was sad um and then we see we get the we get a nice shot of the 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 enigmatic the sheriff mm -hmm. uh, who we'll come to know as Isabel. Um, and then the next scene, we cut to the flashback uh, in Thailand. Jack is on the beach. Everything's great. 
Uh, he buys a Coke from a little kid. You know, life is grand. Yeah. He, he even has a kite in his in his backpack. I mean, what more do you want He's going to fly a kite on He's going to go fly a kite. You know, it's awesome. And so the first part of this whole thing of, about Thailand is I'm assuming this takes place right after or very soon after he breaks. He, he sort of breaks up with his wife. He gets Presumably, that divorce. Yeah. Presumably. It's odd though that they don't really address why he's there. Oh, that's so they can have another flashback. Yeah, I guess so. God. I just assume there'd at least be some kind of explanation. Well, so. I'm I'm on the I'm on the the idea that um I'm on the idea. That's a weird phrase. I like it though. I'm on the idea that um <laughs> that that Jack's yeah, I like it. I'm gonna go with it. Um, I like the idea. I mean, I'm on the idea that uh, now I'm changing it. That uh, that Jack's dad, Christian, is the one Sarah was having the affair with, or you know, really? Yeah, I I I'm going I'm going to go with that for a couple reasons in this episode. Uh, or I guess one specific reason is when he brings up his dad later. He says, "I'm tired of talking about my dad," which I feel <laughs> like I feel like I can definitely see that I can I can see them giving us a flashback soon. Where it's it's it takes place after you know Jack and Sarah meet at the at the divorce attorney's office, and before he gets to Thailand, and it's basically you know we basically find out who she has the you know affair with, and I think it's the dad, and and you know so when he says I'm tired of talking about my dad, it's specifically because he was involved in this affair that broke up my marriage that I just left you know America from, so that's where I think it's going. I I thought Tale from Two Cities was the is. Is um, is Sarah having an affair with Jack's dad? Flashback. I feel like we've already got that, and the answer was no, because at the end, you know, you see her with this other random guy. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. You do see her with him. Okay. Well, I I, I don't know. Maybe she's got two people. I don't know. It would be odd to me if they had that whole episode, and then in another episode they reveal that they were sleeping. Like that would just be really odd to me. That they that they had their chance to deal with that plot already, and they passed it up to do it later. I guess they could though. Yeah, I could, I could see them doing that, and it's sort of like that guy at the end. Did they kiss? Uh, I don't think so. I I feel like that that guy could have just been a friend. He could have. I, I don't think. I don't think it was concrete, but it's at least you know. There's yeah. a, there's another guy there who it could be. And I think that could just be a red herring, though. I really do. I think okay. it could be a red herring, and they're they're you know because everyone's like, oh well, we we know who it was. It was this it was this random guy, and then when we find out it's the dad, it's like holy shit, what? <laughs> <laughs> just like that. <laughs> okay, is that what we'll do? Yeah. No, I mean. I would believe it. I just that it it seemed to um, seem to argue against it. Yeah, and it seems like that was the time to reveal it if they were going to. Well, I just feel like don't you think they need to, or they should at least uh, sort of sort of want us to know what what happened between between that episode and and this episode in terms of the flashback. I agree. Yeah, I do. Because I think there's room for something, you know, for some some stuff to be there. Otherwise, the comment about he's tired of talking about his dad could just specifically be, you know, the whole thing with, you know, his turning in his dad. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, his dad, you know, because when we first get the flashback of Jack, one of his first flashbacks when he, when he has to go find his dad, 
you know, it's the the mom puts forth the idea that uh, he's done this before, run off, whatever, and mm-hmm. Jack always has to be the one to go get him. And we haven't seen him do that except for that one time, right. you know, in the in the early part of season one. So maybe when he said he started talking about his dad, he he had to go get his dad again from some drunken vendor from somewhere. So mm-hmm. it's got to be one of those three, right? So. Yeah, probably. I just, like, if they did another flashback where he's like, I think my dad's sleeping with Sarah, like, it would just be, you know, beyond redundant. Yeah. I mean, the dad did get that. I mean, it was that whole cell phone thing with with the dad and Sarah, so they had that, too. Well, yeah. I mean, that whole episode was him suspecting them, too. Yeah. You know, but but then, you know, there, there was no... There was no real resolution to it, but you did have this other guy at the end, and, you know, the dad calls her and says that he attacked her, and, you know, I, and I'm left assuming that, that they have some kind of relationship, but they're not, like, you know, getting it on. What other kind of relationship can a man and woman have? I don't know. Oh... So, uh, the next little scene here, we have Jack trying to put together the kite, and of course, he's really inept. He can do, you know, fine microsurgery on your spine, but uh, putting together a kite is just beyond him. They do not teach you how to do that in medical school, believe me. The skills do not transfer. Um, and, and my question is, you know, fine, you know, we get the, you know, Archer asks him, you know, why don't you know how to fly a kite or put together a kite and he says well we didn't do that when i was a kid and but i'm thinking you know most kite every kite i've ever bought came with instructions on how to put it together and i'm assuming jack can read i mean i don't know i'm just assuming he's in in thailand it's a thai kite with instructions in thai and he couldn't read them and there's no pictures no pictures okay i don't buy that but uh, whatever, we'll 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 go along with the writers and this idea that may, I mean maybe he just saw the beautiful woman and he wanted to mm-hmm. have her help him with the kite, you know. It's a it's a pretty lame excuse to get them together. A very romantic comedy excuse yeah. to get them together. Uh, well, and, you know, I kind of felt like there was this um, sort of deviousness to because she's just like I mean she's just there on the beach building a sandcastle. I'm like, come on, really? By yourself, you're building a sandcastle on the beach. All right, and then you're right next to this like handsome American doctor, like whatever you know. I mean, everybody, yeah. Oops. (laughs) 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 So I don't know. I I I felt a little bit like um, it was sort of a setup that she was you know looking for an excuse to sort of meet and talk to him and whatever. I did too, but the way it worked out in the end, I don't believe that anymore. Yeah, Yeah. like it, it seemed that way. It was one of those. It could be. I guess if not a romantic comedy, it could be a thriller where she's psycho. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe she was trying to get money from him or something, or yeah. I don't know, but... Some kind of other motive, and that's why she was there. And It, it seems like it could go either way. Yeah. Um, they still try to make her mysterious, but I don't think she was, you know, she had any kind of... Uh, Ulterior motive. Intentions. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the next scene is that they're flying the kite and we, you know, we get, we get introduced to Atra and, uh, and she goes, you're not from around here, <laughs> which is the most obvious statement that she brought in the whole episode. And, um, so the next scene, we're back in the cage where Sawyer was, but now Jack is there and, um, the woman, the sheriff comes in, Isabel, and, uh, you know, we, we find out Juliet's in trouble 
And um, um Oh wait, is I this think you skipped over a scene or two? Did I skip here. a scene? Because yeah, now I'm thinking we see Tom first. Yeah, right? there's a scene with Tom and Jack in the cage, and there's a Kate Sawyer Carl scene. And there's a Jack and Juliet scene. Oh, I'm thinking. Okay, sorry, I took my notes wrong. All kinds of stuff before that. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What I meant to say was Jack is in the cage. Tom comes over. He and he asked about the woman, and he says that's the sheriff. Sorry. Oh, okay. She's not there. He just asked about her. He said that's the sheriff. Juliet's in trouble, and then you know he denotes that uh, he knows that the camera is there, and Tom's like, "Oh, that's right. I forgot it." Ben told me that you were in the observatory room. Like it was just, it was the most like it was like duh. Come on, you knew that. Don't pretend like you forgot. Come on. I don't know if that was bad acting or what. I just I just didn't buy that. He was like, oh yeah, I totally forgot. Ben told me that. Like yeah. I I think. I think I don't like the line. I I think the delivery is okay, but it's a weird thing to say. It's just a weird thing to say. I mean, why protect? Why pre- Whatever. Yeah. Um. And uh, I think we're. I I think we're supposed to believe that he really did just remember that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess there's a lot going on. Maybe he, you know. Yeah. Like I think that's supposed to be the intent, but it's just it's just a weird. Yeah. It, it came off bad. It seemed like unnecessary exposition. Yeah, it was sort of unnecessary. I think they were really what they were. What actually, I think what they were doing was setting up when Alex comes and knocks out the camera. Yeah, they wanted us it. to know that the camera was there, where it was. So when Alex comes and knocks it out, we we sort of obviously know it's gone. Even though I feel like we would have known anyway, but you know, um, yeah. I love that line when 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 Tom is like. Hey, let me ask you something. You know, you risk your neck to cut them loose, and they run away and don't ever look back. Thanks for the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh man, thanks for the sandwich. Like, shut the fuck up, Tom. I'm eating my sandwich. Okay, I don't want to talk about that. Even though it's not grilled, thank if you. <laughs> We're gonna talk about anything that's not this delicious sandwich. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if you don't want to talk about the wonders of cheese and bread, <laughs> please leave me alone, please. Uh, that's Jack. He just cuts people off, and yeah, it's his style. You know, it's really a thing that he's done of late. This whole like really mm. intense i mean he is on he's been on edge probably like what the last two weeks three weeks or something yeah since the beginning of the season yeah and i mean he's i mean it's like i mean even more on edge than being stranded on a on an island you know but like yeah so he's 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 pretty jumpy and jittery these days which i like because he'll you know you don't know what he's gonna do you know? yeah he's wild card jack hand me that towel hand me the towel <laughs> <laughs> just do it yeah okay Kate, tell me the story. Tell me the story. <laughs> oh God, crazy yeah. Jack! He didn't get the chance to do that as much when he was, you know, back home at his nice place where everybody likes Jack, sort of. And, yeah, you know. Uh, Man, it's yeah, gonna it's... be it's gonna be weird when 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 everything is said and done, you know. And I, I well, I'll say this, and then I'll make an addendum. It's gonna be weird when like Jack, Kate, and Sawyer are all back in the in the camp, you know, yeah. where, the, where everybody else is, and and because it hasn't been like that for a long time. But then yeah. I th- I really think by the time they all get back there, things are gonna be radically different in terms of their relationship with the others. 
And yeah. I, and I think once they get back, the show is going to sort of be in a new direction. I agree. Yeah. So this whole thing is the catalyst for the, you know, learning more about the others and, and getting them, you know, tied into the others more, you know, there's been, there'd been this like, you know, status quo for a while. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, this, this is sort of forcing them to, you know, have conflict. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree. I think, I think, uh, after the season's over, you know, they'll probably move on to something else. Hopefully. So the next scene we have Kate and Sawyer, uh, bickering about what to do. You know, they're, they're in the, they're in the little raft and they're, they're almost to shore and Sawyer wants to go to shore and make camp cause it's getting dark and Kate wants to, you know, keep boating around and, and, and try to make it to the, to the main camp. Uh, you know, but he sort of takes charge and, and I love when he says, uh, well, if you really want to help, you can make the fire and I'll carry Carl. And I'm like, well, okay, Sawyer, let's think about that statement. Cause if anyone was going to carry Carl, it was going to have to be you anyway. So what kind of deal is that? And carrying Carl is going to take like three seconds. And Kate making a fire from scratch with no matches is going to take a lot longer. Like, he's getting the better end of the deal. Mm-hmm. He's going to do something that's easy that he would have to done anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think he just played a little quick mind game on Kate and tricked her into doing the, the hard work. Aww. And she, but, but, and I think it's funny because she looks at him really hard and really long. And I think she sort of realizes, like, that's not a good deal. But then she's really partially, you know, pissed that he's ordering her around. Right. Which which comes up later. And so, blah, blah, blah. The next scene, Kate, Sawyer, and Carl are uh, scullier, as I like to call them. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kate, Carl, and Sawyer. Scullier. Scullier. Oh, God. It's... Yeah. Scullier. <clears throat> Lovely word to say. Yeah. S-K-A-R-L-Y-E-R. Thank you. Um, they're at the camp. Earlier. <laughs> oh man. Uh, they're at the camp, and Kate doesn't want to eat, and she calls him James. No thanks, James. Like it's it's that thing you do when uh, you know, when somebody's in trouble or something, you don't like them. They, you you call them by their name, and right. But now she's it's using even his worse real name because he doesn't go by James. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then um, I love it when Carl. What does Carl say? Um, you shouldn't fight. Oh, uh, you shouldn't fight. He's like, when the hell did you wake up? <laughs> I just love that line. What the hell are you doing alive? What the <laughs> fuck? What are you doing? Oh man, uh, sorry, I has some good lines. He's not that great in this episode. His, I thought, I thought he was trying too hard, like with his lines. A lot of them in this episode, like his quips, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, but I like that one. That was the. Was like, when did you wake up? What are you doing? Why are you talking? And then um, Kate starts to ask Carl all the questions about, you know, the others. And we find out they only work on the mini island and, um, you know, they live on the main island and that they give the, the people and the kids they took, you know, a better life and better as in better than the other Losties have. Um, so right. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So I, so, all right. First of all, they work on projects. I want to note that. Um, yeah. We work on projects. That's, uh, kind of weird. I can't, like, I, I really don't know what they're doing. Like, yeah, anyway. Before, well, I think definitely one of the projects was whatever they were digging and building and clearing land for. Yeah, I guess so. We ever going to find out about that? I forgot about that, man. It's yeah, that, that went the way of Echo's Church. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, poor Echo's church. Uh, that was a waste of time. Yeah. Oh, man, he's going to build a tank and <laughs> go take down the others. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to build a time machine. Um. So, so okay. Uh, I, I'm curious about what sort of projects, which they are too, but um, also this whole thing about giving the kids a better life, better than yours. Yeah. Um, is that the only reason they take the kids? Uh, I think that might be the big one, uh, the main one. I mean, my first question was, is living the way they do really that bad? I mean, when when the hatch was around, things were pretty nice. They could take a shower. They could wash their clothes. Yeah. You know, they were they were eating regularly. You know, Jan's always catching fish. There's plenty of fruit. Like, it's <laughs> it's really not that bad considering... Yeah. And I mean, obviously, living in a house or whatever is would be better, but better, it's like yeah. it's not like they were starving to death and stuff as like that. As far as stranded or, on a quote unquote deserted island, uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's I'd pretty say, good. I've you know, in the first season, they had a few problems, sure. Yeah, but uh, I think those were all sorted out, you know, and the others were aware that they had the hatch and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, the last time I was stranded on a desert, deserted island, like, it was a lot rougher than these guys have it. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. So, okay. Oh. So, the only reason they take the kids is to give them a better life. Okay. So, if that's the case, question number, this is a, this is like a nested sequence of questions. Great. If that's true, then do only the kids deserve a better life? Or, or. Or what about the adults they take? What's the what's the criteria for who deserves a better life? The good people. The good people, of course, yeah. right? Okay, so so they took the good people alright, to get to get a better life. Alright. <laughs> Simple as that. So everybody that they haven't taken is taken as not good? I mean that just seems crazy. They didn't take that many people. It's- they didn't. Now obviously there's more to it than that, but I mean I, it's one of those things where there's, there's, you know, to me it's getting to the point where it's all about what the writers really, I mean, obviously it's always about what the writers want, but I mean, like, it's going to come down to what specifically they want. I don't think it's going to necessarily be a logical answer. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. It's going to, it's going to be whatever they think the others are about is what it's going to be. And it might not be a real logical answer, you know, because I mean, they can't really take that many people. You know, I mean, there was like forty something people that that survived, and I mean, if if realistically half of them were good, I mean, they really weren't going to take that many people. You know, right. like it would have been sort of ridiculous to take that many. So I don't, I don't think this answer is going to be really logical. It's just going to be sort of whatever the uh, the ethos um, <laughs> of the others is, whatever you know, according to that. So. It makes me wonder. Okay, maybe their maybe their life is better than life on the beach. You know, it certainly looks more similar to what they're used to. But then, if they have access to the outside world, why not send the good people home? Oh, you know, like especially like the kids who are flying alone. Like, don't you think them with their parents would be a better life than with you people? You know, I mean, isn't that no? Weird? Their parents drink. What? Their parents drink. Oh, their parents drink. I see. They're okay. drunkards. They're I don't drunk. know. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. You're right. 
it would but but i think that that's the thing like how would you realistically do that like okay you have these kids first of all like they might not even know where their parents are but i guess they could nevertheless take that way well i mean yeah obviously la but still like okay you take them you you know you, you take them to australia wherever the closest inhabited place is and then what do you do? You just give them to the police and say, "Hey, here's some kids, and and make sure they get home to their their parents in L.A." I mean, then you you would have to do some explaining on like how you got these kids, where are you from? You know? Oh, you just sneak up and leave them there, and then you leave. Just, you just leave them there and leave, and hope that yeah. they they. No, I don't. I don't see them doing that. I think there's more going on than just the better life thing. I don't think Carl knows. Everything that's going on. I agree. He doesn't seem like he's uh, privy in inner circle. Yeah, he's not privy to to what's really going on. I think he has he has somewhat of an idea. But I mean, they obviously tested Walt with with you know gave him these tests. You know, which uh, I would presume they did to other people and maybe specifically the other kids. Right. But um, I think there's a little bit more going on than just the better life thing. But I think in general, the others think they have a better life. And they want to give a better life specifically to the kids. And I don't know right. about the other people. But it doesn't extend to returning them to their home. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And maybe that's maybe that's too difficult. I don't know. Maybe, um, I don't know. Maybe they have access to the outside world, but it's not it's not very easy to get access or something. Like, it's, it's an ordeal. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I don't want it to be easy either. I think it'd be weird if, if getting off the island is just really easy. Like... You know, I don't know. This seems well. Weird that's what I keep easy. thinking. With as soon as they brought that up, I felt like, man, getting off the island is just like an episode or two away here. You know? Yeah. <laughs> no, because I feel like if that were true, I mean, I mean, and I think at some point, you know, now that you know, at the end of the episode, we saw that they had this big ship, and uh, you know, Jack, you know, I think, um, yeah, Jack, Kate, and Sawyer were all on the dock when when Ben told. Um, Michael had to leave, right? The coordinates. Yeah. So presumably, you know, they could stage some sort of, um, you know, attack and try to steal that boat and get everybody off and head for those coordinates. Yeah. You know, I mean, and you, and you could end the you could end the series this season. You know. <laughs> <laughs> um. What so, was the deal with the others? Oh, I don't know. They're so crazy. I don't know, but we're back in L.A. now, so who cares? <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. The end. The end. And then and then Harley's like, "Hey, I got a lot of money. Who wants beer?" <laughs> I do. It's all on me. Woo! Hey, Charlie, man. I'll finance your next record. Oh, thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Liam, look, I don't need you anyway. I've got a real friend. He's like a brother to me. All right. Um. <laughs> Um, oh man! So I was thinking this about Carl. He claims he had a backyard, and he and Alex would sit and name the constellations. Yes, yeah, yeah. So they're Isn't so they're so star-crossed lovers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking they really if, are <laughs> literally um, <laughs> the stars crossed them literally. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking that if he had a backyard, I feel like you know since he's sort of under 18, looking at least. Um, I feel like that means he, he should have some parents, you know, like it was sort of his parents' house in their backyard and like, where is his parents? Where's his guardians? Like what, what is his deal in terms of that? Um, and why, and if he does have parents or, or guardians, um, 
where are they, where are they and, and what do they think about the fact that Ben is doing this to Carl and, and presumably wants him dead? Right. You know. Right. So I don't. Maybe know. Maybe they don't have any power over. It. Ooh, I just came up with a crazy theory. Oh man. <laughs> Here we go. What if, and his, it's really crazy. What How crackpot is this? <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, this is like eight. Okay. Um, <laughs> wow. Ten I'm going like, to say Rizinski pregnant is a ten. Rizinski pregnant is a ten. Yeah, that's that's definitely a ten. This is an eight. What if, uh, eight or nine? What if um, uh, Carl is, is really, is Ben's real son? And Ben knows that. But Carl doesn't know that Ben is his dad, and that's why Ben doesn't want them together. Uh, well, see, Juliet, I mean, Alex isn't his real daughter, though. Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't work. I was thinking that was his real daughter, and so he didn't want them together because they're <laughs> brothers and sisters. Like, if they were raised together, it'd be weird. Yeah. It'd be like um, Shannon and Boone. Well, I feel like to a certain degree they which they would need to be raised together, right? I mean, it's a small community. They definitely should have known each other growing up. No, but I mean, raised I mean, like, together like in the same house. Yeah. You know, because you can know someone, you know, and see them a lot, but you know, it's different when you live with them. Yeah. You know, if they mm. if they live together, I could see like, okay, this is weird. But um, besides that, you know. Um, I can't imagine Ben having kids. Why not? It's just too weird to me. He doesn't the like... the Lord said procreate. Okay. <laughs> like he told to Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I um okay. I don't know. I don't know. I was just trying to I was just wondering about uh, you know, trying to piece together why Ben is against uh Carl d- being with Alex, and then who who is Carl's parents? So there is a question there. about how Carl got there. Um, you know, if he's if he's a, a native, or uh, or if he was, or if he was taken there, maybe by parents or something, or you know what, how he ended up there. Um, but you know, Juliet's only been there three years, and she had her own house. Yeah. So you know, not that I think he would have his own house, but. He could have just been, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really know. I don't know what to make of Carl. It's The whole situation is very weird to me. It's very strange. It's a very strange situation. I, I'm I mean, going to kill you because you want to, like, I don't know. <sighs> Whatever, Ben. I, I'm assuming he's, I mean, Carl could be 18, but I'm assuming he's like 16 or 17. He's supposed to be, yeah, I mean, well, Alex said, is supposed right? to be 16. Yeah. So, uh, so he shouldn't be too far. I mean, he looks fairly young for TV. Yeah, no, he looks like he's, he's probably like 25, so, you know, yeah. playing a 16-year-old, which is, which TV, is pretty good. 16, 17, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's always how it works. So, uh, if they yeah, wanted him, I, I yeah. agree. I think he's probably about that age. Yeah. So he could have his own house, but, um... I don't know. I just got this idea that that he he would be at someone else's house. It doesn't seem like he would though. He seems too too little. He seems yeah. He seems too like you know not very. He seems too naive and and young to to be on his own. Um, now, I, I could see him like maybe living in a house, not necessarily with his parents, but living mm-hmm. alone seems preposterous. Yeah, and I mean, I think to a certain degree, I mean, there's got to be people who take care of the kids that they take. 
you know, yeah. and, and, and maybe and he cool. lives with, yeah, and maybe he lives in some sort of group home type thing, mm-hmm. you know, and he's obviously probably one of the oldest, but, uh, yeah. but, you know, when he says my backyard, it's not necessarily his house, but yeah. Anyway, um, I guess it's possible that he was taken too. Taken from whom? I don't know, but <laughs> since Alex was, and she's about the same age, I guess that'd be weird. They can't. They shouldn't have been taken from the same group. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like he was born on the island uh, because of that comment later on about not knowing what the Brady Bunch is. About that. Um, <laughs> Do you want to talk about that now? Yeah, it's a quick thing. Okay. So I agree. That's exactly how I took that. Yeah. And then I would go read the forums, and they, they you know, mess with my head, because they remind me, wait a minute, in the season premiere, they were reading Carrie, and then there was that episode, Every Man for Himself, where uh, where they made reference to Pulp Fiction, uh, when they were about to, you know, stick him with a needle. So, you know, and then, you know, Ben shows him the thing in the World Series, and tells him about world events. Like, they have an awareness of pop culture. It's... it's it, you know, it's not insane to think that they would know about the Brady Bunch. Um, so. I don't think it's insane, but I think specifically that he says, "What is that?" It's saying he doesn't know. He doesn't know what that is, and I think, I think they, I think they have limited. You know, people growing up on that island have limited access to, um, you know, to the outside world in terms of the media and stuff that they they are able to consume. And I think, you know, watching and being familiar with an old seventies TV show was sort of on the, you know second or third level of what they would be exposed to. You but know? Like, it's possible. I mean, if they can Oh, it's see... definitely possible. I mean, they definitely... But that's the thing. In order for them to do that, they would have specifically... Ha- I mean, what do you think they have? Like, Nickelodeon or something? Like, you know, TV Land? I mean, that's the only way to really see Brady Bunch these days or in or in the la- you know, last couple well, years. Well, they could order DVDs. I don't see them ordering Brady Bunch DVDs. I'm sorry. I think there's more going on than that. Than the order Brady Bunch DVDs. I mean, they have a bunch of copies of Carrie. I don't see why they can't. Well, order but DVDs. I feel like I feel like I feel like Carrie is different because it's a specific, different type of work of art that's meaningful and like you know, it's a book that they can talk about. It's not just like something frivolous to like a watch, you know. Uh, and I feel like uh, whose idea was it to? It, was it uh, see that? And that's the thing too. It was Juliet's idea, right? To read Carrie. For that book, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, they did have a book club. Yeah, so I feel like, you know, and I feel like Juliet, you know, coming from the outside world sort of is the reason that they would read something like that. Yeah, um, but they, I mean, they have the ability to get it. And also the Pulp Fiction thing, like, how do you explain them seeing Pulp Fiction? What do you mean, what Pulp Fiction thing? The When they when they made reference to Pulp Fiction in the Every Man for Himself episode when they're about to stab uh, Sawyer with a needle. What what do they say about Pulp Fiction? I don't remember. They didn't say Pulp Fiction, but they said you got to do it like the movie. Oh well, yeah. Um, I think. I mean, there's a lot of reasons that could be. I mean, it depends on those those people. They could they could have recently come to the island too. So I don't know. But I no. But that's the thing. I feel like. And then, but then there's the question of how many of the others are you know. <laughs> old school others and how many are like recent yeah and i feel like carl is really young and i I mean first of all i think anyone carl's age right now would still have a very limited knowledge of what the brady bunch is i mean you you might be able to say brady bunch and like you know they might know that that was a tv show but they don't necessarily have ever seen it you know yeah um so and i think the fact that he is on this island it's even he's even more removed from that 
you know, if they if he said like you know The Simpsons or something, I would be like, okay, well, you should not only know that because someone your age really knows that, you know, on in America or something, but you know, it's a it's a big pop culture thing. But, um, you know, Brady Bunch is a just just obscure. That's the thing. I'm glad they said that because it's a just obscure enough. Uh, you know, or I should say just old enough to where he might not have gotten exposed to that, but it's still popular enough to where everyone sort of knows it. So it's right on that line, you know. Um, so I, I'm, but I'm, I'm going to take it, you know, I feel like Carlton and Damon are going to get asked that question. And I feel like they, I could see them saying, no, you're supposed to take it as he's never seen the Brady Bunch. Oh boy. It could yeah, be a red herring. Right. It could be a red herring, but. Um, and you know the other thing that about this that I wanted to mention was you know he says they they make up name for the constellations and I'm like how hard is it to get a book on what the constellations are called you know yeah. and I feel like and you know and it was also even weirder because he he calls it you know Ursa Theodorus or whatever and right. I'm like if you're gonna make up names for a constellation you know that's very close to Ursa Major Ursa Minor mm-hmm. and I'm like why would you give this sort of pseudo Latin name to this constellation when if you're gonna make it up just call it the teddy bear. You know, just call it the lion's head or just call it whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. Why did he do this faux real name for a constellation? I thought that was really weird. Did you, did that stick out to you at all? Yes. Uh, I agree. That was weird. I don't, I mean, it sounds better. Um, yeah, it definitely sounds better. There's a teddy bear constellation. That just sounds crappy. But, uh, uh, but why would you use that naming scheme unless you knew how those things were named in the first place? Exactly. Um, I don't see someone like that coming up with Latin out of nowhere. But, like, I guess I want to say, you know, they had a clip of the World Series. How hard is it for that? I mean, they have some amount of access to uh, forms of entertainment. And, uh, you know, it's not out of the... It just seems odd, since it's not out of the realm of possibility that he could see the Brady Bunch to make a point of that. I don't know. Well, yeah, I think, and I think, the, I think that's the reason they made the point was that even though he, it's the possibility that he, that he could know what it was, he doesn't. I think that's sort of the point. Which yeah, means that he sort of, and and I think the whole clip of the the World Series, I think they specifically got that to prove to Jack. I don't think like anyone on the island is sitting there watching and following sports. You know, I feel like they they have access. But they to got things. it. Is my point. Yeah, you know? they got it. They got it specifically for it. But that's the thing. Like they're unless somebody unless somebody specifically wants to get the Brady Bunch, they're not just gonna be generally exposed to the Brady Bunch. They don't. I don't feel like the others have like TV time where the kids get to go watch Nickelodeon or something. You know, and I feel like they, they, there's other stuff going on. You know, and that's why the book club thing is different because that's sort of more intellectual, more artistic. You know, to sit around and discuss this this book, this you know work yeah. of art. You know, I feel like that's realistic. But to but to have access to like you know novelty TV shows, I, I mean they have access, but to actually use that access consistently, I don't think they do. That's just my take. Yeah, I I guess I'm just saying they could like like it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me if one of the people one of the newer people enjoyed the Brady Bunch. When they were younger and thought like, hey, you know, the kids will like this, you know, get the Brady Bunch and show like, I don't feel like that's insane. You know, to me, that doesn't seem that unlikely. Like if they're if they're getting Pulp Fiction or they're getting whatever books that they want, 
uh, clips of of games and stuff. It just seems like if someone if someone there knows about it, they could request it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but I but I but I know what you mean. I, and I guess I agree. I th- I think we're supposed to take it that way because that's how I took it when I first watched it. And as per my New Year's resolution, you know, I'm gonna <laughs> stick with my instinct on that. Yeah, you know, and I think the Pulp Fiction thing is weird too because I think I think I think the writers were trying were trying to make a point about this is a take on Pulp Fiction. I know that's the problem. It's it's one of those things, and and this episode has this other part that we'll get into later where I feel like the writers um, they had this thing they want to do, and by doing that they create this other problem. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and I, I think it might be like that. They just. They wanted to acknowledge, well, we're pretty much doing the scene from Pulp Fiction, but then, you know, not thinking about the ramifications of what that might mean. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think for them, it's like, well, if we imply that they've seen Pulp Fiction, no big deal. Like, I, I feel like they're like, okay, whatever. The point yeah. is, we want we want it's cool. It'd be cool to do this homage to Pulp Fiction, and just so people understand it, let's make them say, do it like the movie. Because you know? right. I, I think most people would. I mean, I saw what was going on before he said that. You know, I think most people got it, but. You know, they have to do this sort of fail-safe where they make sure, you know, the large majority of the people understand what's going on, so they have that right. line. But Well, and when you do that, it can't be plagiarism or whatever. Anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's homage, because you specifically reference it. Yeah. You know, so uh, just for those who, yeah, whatever, might until, accuse them of ripping it off. Until I see them watching, casually watching TV, I, I, I'm going to assume they just, they don't do that. They don't just sort of sit around and... And watch TV and 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 surf the internet and like do all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I, the I, internet, you know, is problematic. I, I like to think they have access to the outside world, but you know, they're they're a closed off society. You know, they don't want they presumably don't want people knowing where they are and what they're doing. So I feel like they're going to make great steps to to be careful about getting stuff sent to them or however they get it delivered. Um, so I think it's, I think it's harder to get stuff than, than it's just like, oh, let's just order from amazon.com. I think, I think it's a little bit of an effort to get stuff to come to the island. And I think, yeah. I think specifically, you know, they got the World Series thing to, to prove to Jack without a doubt, you know, what's going on. But I don't think it was just like, let's turn on the TV and record because it was on a tape. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, they're, they're definitely not getting, you know, airwave signals, TV signals on that island. Yeah. Or, I probably not. I mean, especially with the magnetic force and stuff, I feel like that would interfere. I mean, they're not even getting radio waves, you know, which AM ray- waves will travel a lot further than TV waves. They're not even getting, I mean, they got that like one time, that one signal, but they're barely getting that. So I, I don't think they're getting TV signals. And I don't think they have cable. <laughs> I, I, I would throw out satellite as the only possibility. Well, but then how are they getting satellite, though? I mean, they're paying a satellite company to provide them with satellite? Like, how do you do that? You have to give them the coordinates of your island, which you don't want people to know. I'm just saying, like, because of the nature of satellite, it's possible, in theory, for them to have satellite. You know, the the way it works, you know, they they could have a little satellite thing and point it to a satellite in space, and they could get the But you have to be able Like, putting aside practical concerns. Well, you, I mean, it's not that simple either, though. You still have to have the the technology to decode the signal, you know, so because you know anyone can't just take a satellite dish and point it at a you know direct TV satellite. You got to have the hardware to be able to. No, well, but again, practical concerns. It's the, theoretically, it could be done. There's you know, there there's no 
you know, assuming they they can get the necessary equipment, it could happen. It's not it's not as crazy as you know running cable. Yeah. There. Okay. Well, you know, and so I guess I feel like if they want the other staff TV, they can have TV via satellite. But I I don't necessarily think they do. They yeah. don't seem like the TV watching types to me. Yeah, they really don't. From what we've seen them do so far, it doesn't seem like they. I don't know. They seem like they're always working. They're working on yeah. projects. Seem to have a lot of fun. Then again, this episode suggests that they don't really like being there and blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, um, let's go to the next scene. Right. Um, the next scene, sorry. We have uh, Julia. She comes to visit Jack in his, in his sad little cage. And uh, she brings uh, Polaroids of Ben's stitches, and they're, you know, sort of obviously infected. And and she wants Jack to come help him and fix the stitches and, and get him back to health and, you know. And my first question is, why does she think she's entitled to ask him for a favor? Maybe because he she helped his friends get away? She, no, well, she did that for herself. Well, you know... I mean, at the at the end of the day, she did shoot uh, Pickett, so maybe that's a little bit more why she's entitled. But I mean, in generally speaking, <laughs> um, she helped them escape because Ben told her to. Yeah, but you know, she's Juliet. She gets what she wants. You know, the one quarter pucker can get you anything you want once you perfect <laughs> it, man. Tell ya, tell ya. I got twenty percent off uh, my groceries the other day with the one quarter pucker. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Wow. It's diminishing returns, though. Like a half pucker, you probably wouldn't get as much. Half pucker, they're like, what are you doing? Because a half, pucker, a half pucker is too too overt. I mean, it's yeah. like one quarter pucker, they don't know what you're doing, but they know you, they like it. Right. <laughs> so it's just very beguiling, the one quarter yeah. pucker. That's, yeah, that's perfect. Because you're like, that's... something's different about you, and I want to give you 20% off your groceries. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I don't know. She's she's on to something. That's all I know. She's on to something. I agree. I think I that's agree. that's her gift. <laughs> <laughs> that's her gift. Oh dear. Um. Okay. So blah blah blah. Um. There's no real answer to why she thinks she's entitled. I I don't. This think seems a... odd to me. Yeah. I, I I don't I don't really understand. In light of what happens later, I don't understand what uh, brings this scene about. You know. Well. I think, I asked myself, why is she doing this? Why is she trying to help Ben? And I think it's because she's in trouble. She's trying to lessen her sentence. She's trying, she knows she killed Pickett, which is, you know, probably the worst thing you can do in their society. And she's, she's trying to do something good because she already tried to get Ben killed. So now she's like, okay, well, let me, let me try to make sure he, he'll be better and he'll maybe look more favorably upon me for that. So. So you think she's just doing this like uh, independently, not that they asked her to do this as some, you know, uh, um, measure to to reduce her punishment or something. Yeah, no, I think I think she probably said, hey, you know what, you know, like I think I think Ben or somebody, you know, had Juliet come to, to, you know, do a sort of a post-op, you know, update or whatever and. And she saw the stitches, and she took it, and she says, "You know what? I'll I'll get Jack to you know to come help you." And he's like, "Oh, Jack won't do it." And she's like, "No, I'll I'll get him. Let me let me go convince him to do this for you." Blah blah blah. And I think that's what happened. 
and uh, you know she took the Polaroid, uh, which I thought was interesting. She had a Polaroid camera, and because uh, otherwise, where they get film de- developed, um, right? Uh, I guess they could do it themselves. It's not that hard if you know what you're doing. They could, but it would be a pain in the ass just yeah. for that. I guess you could get a digital camera. I mean, but these days, yeah, that would be the thing. Yeah, they don't, their technology seems a little behind though. I was just thinking about the, all those tapes were all VHS. Yeah, well, they're living in what 2004, man. Oh, okay. That was, that, was all v- that was all VHS. That was before. <laughs> DVDs didn't come out to 2005, man. Oh, okay. I, I guess I forget. Yeah, dude. How long forget. ago this is. Yeah, this is a long time ago, dude. Um, I, I think she's just doing it because she's in trouble. And, and she sees that she doesn't have many options. She can either do nothing and, and her situation will be just as bad as it is. Or she can try to do something, quote unquote, good. And maybe things will be better for her. So it's a very right. selfish reason. And and at first I was pissed at Jack because he sort of um engages her on this idea that she excuse me, that um that he should help her or that she thinks she's entitled to help. And then in the end, of course, he says, No, I'm not gonna help him. I'm not gonna help you. Mm-hmm. And I love how Juliet kind of looks at him and walks away, and I know she's thinking, Oh yes, you are, Jack. I know you. You're gonna help him. <laughs> Like, you know she's thinking that because that's her co- – every time Jack says he's not going to do something, she's always like, yes, you will. I know you. And she's done that every time except for this time, and I think this time she's just thinking it because yeah. it, it, it comes true. It does. You know? It does. She's right. And I want to point out she gets the throat and it's complicated. It's complicated. Man. Every time I hear that, and I hear that on other TV shows too, and I'm just like, it's complicated. Like, I feel like Sun started that, but it's yeah, it's, it's everywhere. I feel like she started that. It's complicated. Go to like like nobody was saying that before Sun said it. You know, <laughs> before every, before everything was simple, but then you know, Sun got pregnant, and now it's complicated. Wasn't nothing complicated before? Sun I don't came know. Along. I don't know. Sun's pregnancy is like you know Pandora's box or something. Like, you know, once she got pregnant, life for everyone just became complicated. And and the weird thing to me is Jack says, who? And she says, it's complicated. And I'm like, is it that? I mean, who do you think? It's the others. Like, what's, why is that a complicated answer? Yeah, I, yeah, he goes, she says, I just killed someone. It's why they put me in your room. And he goes, like, who? Who did you kill? And she goes, it's complicated. And. And I, it, that's weird that she shouldn't, she couldn't just say, you know, and when, and when she didn't answer, of course, you know, the writer in me is trying to think of other reasons why she could say it's complicated. And I'm thinking maybe she killed someone else. We think she killed Pickett, but there's somebody else she killed, uh, too, um, or something like that, which I don't really think that's the case, but I was just wondering if, if it's complicated because there's more than one murder. I see. Um, which I guess we'll find out, but I I don't really think she killed anybody else. But I don't either. It just seems like a weird. I don't know. I don't know. Why couldn't she just say uh, pick it? It it seems it seems more you know. Or maybe uh, maybe it's complicated because of how or the reason that she killed him because she was trying to save. Kate oh, you think he's saying who did you kill? Yeah. Well, who, what do you think he's saying? I thought he I thought he was saying who put you in your room. No, no, no. He's saying, who did you kill? Obviously, they know who put him in the room. They, uh, he saw who put him in the room. Well, that's why I thought her answer was ridiculous. No, 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 no. He's saying... I'm like, who do you think put me in your room? Like, No, she just said I killed someone, and he's saying who. I see, I yeah. see. Okay, okay. It's still it's still a one-word answer. It's still but, not a great answer, but... 
it's yeah that guy maybe i don't even remember if jack knew who he was or not but uh that's yeah, this guy oh the guy that wanted to kill sawyer how about that he knows yeah. that yeah or he could have just she could have just said you know one of one of one of our own or you know and that yeah you know one of us yeah. or yeah that would be a reason it was complicated but i can't imagine they're not showing that to us i mean everything in this episode indicates uh that it's what we think it is. Yeah, you know, I just thought about this. I haven't, I haven't. This hasn't been an issue for a long time. But remember when we first see Colleen, and there's that whole weird like triangular relationship oh, with Colleen and uh, and Juliet and Ben. Yeah, and, and it, interrupting something. Yeah, and it seems like there's something going on, and they've never brought that up again. Would it matter if you were? Yeah, they've never brought that up again. No, they really have. And I was just wondering because I really thought something was going on there. Yeah. Um. And and I wouldn't be surprised if Juliet and Ben had some sort of relationship, especially considering you know last ep- was the, the episode before last I think when when uh, Tom says you know they've got history they have history you know right. so I I think that's something's going on there. Yeah, I mean that's um that seems to be lingering there in the background. I can't I can't see her having a relationship with Ben. He's too weird, but uh but I guess it, it, there does seem to be a lot of hints in that direction. Yeah. So. But then but then you still got to wonder about Colleen and Ben. Like what's what yeah. what would that be about? I mean, she was with Pickett who I mean, how could you not be happy with a with a nice merry fellow like Pickett? Uh, yeah, good point. Good point. There's, there's no way you could. Yeah. So there's, there's obviously some other explanation here. Obviously. Um, her brother was named Chet. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. I just, I was looking at the script and I saw that, uh, Asherah's brother was named Chet. <laughs> oh, really? Chet? Is that supposed to be a, uh, anyway, Sorry. Chet's a very tiny name. Yeah. Chet. Come on. Anyway. Um, um, okay, so... You gotta, you oh. know, that might be the great lost thing, or I don't know. They might never do anything with that, or they might, or something later might shed light on it. I, I feel like it could go either way. Yeah. I don't really know. Um, I feel like we'll probably get more on Juliet and Ben, but I don't know about the Colleen situation because it seems dead now. She's, well, she is dead now. <laughs> yeah. Well, but, you know, if, if Pickett was around, at least, you know, her memory would be alive, but now it's really not. Yeah. I mean, so, I could see if they do some sort of flashback and it's Ben and Ben and um, yeah and Juliet. Like, we get this thing with Colleen, but it's not a huge deal, but, you know, if they ever Yeah, do that would that. be the time to throw it in if they did a flashback. Because we definitely, we definitely need to see Juliet coming to the island. We've got to see that. Oh, I wish we would. I, I hope we see, you know, how she gets there, specifically how she gets there, you know, what mode of transportation, and then, like, uh, I mean, I guess boat at some point, but... Um, yeah. And then, you know, and then her early days. In the, I think that's really interesting, her early days on the island and getting introduced to oh. Ben or whoever is in control, in, you know, back then, presumably if it's not Ben. Um, so there's a lot there's a lot there. Um, that's what's I'd love to see that stuff, but I'm worried it's going to be like the time between uh, the end of episode 10 in season one and, you know, maternity leave when, you know, Ethan takes Claire. Like, we never got to see you know, how that all went down. And I really wish we could. Yeah. You know, it's like, man, I really want to know how he managed the two of them. And then like, 
you know, stopped and like I really wish I could see how that all worked. Yeah, but that's the kind of thing that's that that would be sort of tedious to show, you know. I mean it'd be interesting just to answer that question, but it's like realistically, how did he do that? Come on. Like, you know Well exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I guess that's why they didn't show it. They they really could show the Juliet thing, but I guess I fear that they won't because yeah. I really want to know. I think they actually might. I mean, we you know we we're just starting to deal with Juliet and you know with obviously this season, but I mean in terms of a backstory. So I think there's room for another. I mean, they can. Uh, there's not that much to tell. I mean, obviously they can. All they can do is her early days on the island, or you know her middle to early days on the island, or something like that. Like maybe before. Right. Uh, before we see her in the beginning of se- beginning of the season, you know, or before the plane crashes, I mean, yeah, you know, so what I and the, the other thing I really want that I that I'm waiting for is you know the flashback after the first five minutes of of uh, the season premiere, you know, after the plane mm-hmm. crash and they sent the people like, what next? Yeah, what next? Like, how did that all play out? And you know, oh, okay, Ethan's dead, and oh no, and blah 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 and Claire got away and now I'm now I Ben I'm gonna go infiltrate them or something. And there's also this Henry Gale guy and I'm gonna take it I I really wish I could see that play out. Yeah, I, I that'd be very interesting. I feel like It'd I, be sort of like the other forty eight days for the other. Yeah, which could be a very good episode. Yeah. If, if done right. I feel like, you know, well, well, something, something along the lines of, you know, after, after Ethan and Goodwin are sent out to their respective locations, you know, Ben goes to pres- maybe tell Jacob if Jacob's alive and in charge or whatever. Right. Uh, and maybe even the tattoo, I mean, not tattoo, the eye patch guy, uh, if he has something to do with the others, you know, what's going on. I feel like something along the lines of maybe like, you know, go secure the hatches or something, you know, like go, you know, go make sure that, you know, Desmond is still in his hatch if they know about that, which they should. And, right. you know, like, I feel like, I feel like he would send people to check up on the sort of major, um, major points of the island, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe to secure them or, you know, go, go, um, take, you know, whatever out of the medical hatch that we might need just in case they find it and steal our stuff or go and, you know, whatever. And, I don't know. Maybe they didn't do that, but I feel like I feel like there would have been some sort of uh, you know batten down the hatches since these newcomers are coming. Right. And I just I love to see how they react to the various things that happen. Mm-hmm. You know, what brought that stuff about, and you know, because we just we never really get to see. You know, how are they like? Okay, there's this kid Walt. We gotta get him. <laughs> you know, but he's gonna be on the raft, so we're gonna use a boat. But then we're gonna light this fire, and you know. <laughs> Oh man. Yeah, and that's the thing. If they didn't have that flair, they wouldn't have found him. You know, they had there was a there's a lot going on in, in terms of Walt being kidnapped then. And I guess the idea is that they would have got Walt at some point, uh, presumably. Um and maybe maybe they waited too long and, you know, they were like, Oh, we'll get him, you know, at some point and then they found out that he was building the raft and it was like, Oh crap, Walt's gonna be gone, so now we gotta go really get him right now. Maybe they right. would have waited longer. Um but I don't know. But there, there was just a lot of things that had to be in place for Walt to be kidnapped when he, when he was. Yeah. It was very lucky for them. But not for Walt. Oh, just do the, just do the flare. I'm sure they're friendly. Oh, I'm sure they're friendly. Everyone on the island's friendly, especially Mister Friendly. Mm-hmm. 
So the next scene, back to this episode. Um, right. Jack and Arctra are are in the the uh, the little restaurant, the Thai restaurant, and uh, Jack is eating something crazy, and um, and he's he's very brave. Um, he's a great, very brave man. <laughs> and then this, we get the line about why don't you know how to fly a kite? And he's like, you know, blah blah blah, daddy issues, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And he goes, you know, I have no interest. She's like, I have no interest in talking in your father. And he goes, that's relief. I'm tired of talking about him, which, like I said before, makes me think of Christian and Sarah. Um, which I don't know. I just, I just like that idea that uh, that, that they would be together because uh, it's just full of drama. Um, it is. And then, uh, and then we find out that Artra has a gift. She gets like, I guess, some sort of money in an envelope, some sort of payment, uh, which it's like. If she's getting if she's getting that for a tattoo, why didn't the guy pay her like when he got the tattoo? I don't know. Maybe maybe she just trusted him or whatever. Obviously, plot contrivance. obviously it's a plot contrivance. But I'm like, why did you get paid before? Anyway, yeah, it's like yeah, he's just gonna walk into the middle of a restaurant. How do you even know she was there? Like it's well, I think the didn't wasn't it the brother who brought her the money? No, it's a different man. Oh, was that a different guy? Mm-hmm. I felt like he worked there. I don't know. I felt like the guy who gave him the money worked there, and like, I don't know. I don't. Know. It's a small beach community, I guess. <laughs> Maybe they all know each other. Phuket is a small beach community. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> Sounds like a small <laughs> beach community to me. <laughs> it did. It did in the, in the episode. <laughs> Phuket, like what? A thousand people. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. Ah, it looks strangely like Hawaii. It did, didn't it? Oh man, yeah, I uh, it's it's yeah, it's pretty silly that she wouldn't just get the payment, but you know, Jack has to find out somehow. He does, and following her has to come later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the next scene we have the sheriff, um, Isabel. She comes to visit Jack. And, uh, you know, she sees the tattoos and, and she, she talks about, you know, what that she knows what they mean and, uh, versus what, uh, if she wonders if Jack even knows, which I, which I think is interesting in a larger sense because, you know, this idea that a lot of people get, you know, these, these, these tattoos in a different language, specifically like an Asian language. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and part of it is that idea that, you know, since they don't speak the language, they can't be 100% sure that's what it says. Right. And I've heard of people, at least urban legend wise, getting something and they think it says one thing and then they, they meet someone who speaks the language and it's, it's like, no, that doesn't say that. You know, that says something else, you mm-hmm. know, or, or it may say that, but it means something else. And so, yeah. So, um, what do you have about this, this idea that, you know, the tattoos are in Chinese, but they should be in Thai. Um, and you said you had something about that, uh, about art well, and for what they really say. And yeah, it's not so much about that as about what they really say versus what they say they say. Okay. Um, as far as them being in Chinese and not Thai, a few people have come up with theories. There's a Chinese minority in Thailand um, and the actress is Chinese, so maybe we can assume that she's Chinese in the, you know, thing. It doesn't really seem that way, but, uh, but it's possible. Okay. Um, so there's that. But anyway, uh, there's this page. I can't, the, the, the URL's cumbersome, so, uh, I think maybe I'll put it in the comments or something if you guys uh, want to look at it. I, I found it in this way that isn't easy to direct you to, but, uh, it's this uh it's this uh professor of 
engineering um, at this school um, uh, who's Chinese and who translated the tattoos a while ago, like before. I think this is like season two stuff here that he's translating it from. So uh, before this episode, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so apparently uh, there's these four characters, right? Uh, the first character means eagle. The second character means strike as a verb. The third one means long. And the final one means void. Void? Yeah. The long eagle strikes in the void. That's pretty simple. So uh, the four characters are a part of a couplet taken from a famous poem written in 1925 by the Chinese revolutionary leader uh, Mao Zedong. Well, you may have heard of. Oh, of course. Uh... (laughs) Pretty pretty significant political figure in the 20th century. So anyway, he apparently wrote poetry, which I didn't know. Um, and according to... Uh, so so that's the literal translation. Apparently, like if you want to translate what it really says, it's something like, eagles high up cleaving the space. So. And what does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean? Yes. What's, uh, the, what's the translation of meaning? I don't know what you mean. I mean that seems like a you know, a uh, you know a figurative, uh, you know, saying like you know, what does it mean? I agree. He doesn't interpret it though. He oh. just sort of says what it what it means. Eagles high up, what clinging, cleaving, cleaving. Yeah, interesting. Cleaving like with a cleaver. Um, is that what cleaving means? I don't know what cleaving means. I I thought it meant like clawing. Yeah, but interesting. Or maybe like flying through it. Oh, I see. Maybe that's. But he he does have the whole poem uh, on this page here. Um... Actually, yeah, it means to to split with uh, a sharp instrument. Oh, okay. So like like cleaver cleaving. Yeah. Um. Cleaving, cleaving the what? Cleaving the space. So like, so like an eagle, like it's, it's flying. Sort of like met- yeah. <laughs> what? Sorry. It's like metaphorical, I think. Yeah, yeah, metaphorical. That's what. Yeah, that's what I meant. Did I say figurative? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, that's interesting. An eagle, an eagle, cutting through space. Right. Huh. Okay. That sounds like that sounds like Matthew Fox to me. And according to this page, that's a pre, that's an extremely well known poem by Mao. And uh, uh, he said you could expect uh, Chinese high school students to know, you know, to be familiar with it and to probably have been forced to like recite it at some point. Wow, because it's pretty it's pretty famous. He also points out that the second character, Strike, is simplified Chinese, while the other three are traditional. So it's it's a little off. It's not quite uh, right in terms of what the way it should look. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, whatever, you know, I don't think you know it's, that's that happens a lot. But it's not too bad, I guess. It's it's uh... so anyway. Um, what it actually means has nothing to do with what they say. Um, I remember last week it was I was wondering uh when they revealed what the tattoo meant that they would hold to what it means or if they just make something up and clearly they went with the latter. 
Yeah, I was wondering that too. I was, I was, I thought it'd be interesting if, um, if it was actually what it said and it just happened to correlate very well for the show. Yeah, yeah, that would be, uh, that would be quite a coincidence. Or if they, or if they knew that from the beginning and they sort of set it up to mm-hmm. reveal it during that time. Um, but, uh, no such luck. They just made something up. Wow. So, but I, I'll, uh, I'll post the link. Uh, you can read this. Uh, there's, there's more here than I said. But, has, uh, I, I thought it was interesting. Has Matthew Fox ever talked about them in terms of like the five and the stars or whatever, which are apparently pretty, but as she says. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he has or not. Well, okay. Guess that's the, that's the end of your help. Sorry. <laughs> I can only help so much. Yeah. I wish I knew everything, but I don't. So anyway, um, uh, whatever she's saying, you know, I don't know. <laughs> That's not it. Okay. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I like the the line about lost in translation. Like, I, I won't be able to hear that phrase without thinking of that movie. Yeah, me either. For the next, like, 20 years. That's what it does. So, I want to ask you a question about this. No. Um, Do you think he knows what it means? Jack, that is? Um, yes. I think he knows what it means, because Atra told him who he was, and that was supposed to be the tattoo that he got. But it doesn't seem like... What she said and what he got tattooed seemed pretty different to me. Well, it said, okay, okay. She said, you're a great man and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, but it makes you lonely. And wait, what did she say? Let's just read it so we get it right. Instead of paraphrasing. Thank you, transcript. Um, you You are a leader, a great man. But this, this makes you lonely and frightened and angry. Now put it on me. It <laughs> <laughs> oh, sounds like a, sounds like a, sounds like a come on line. Put it yeah. on me, girl. Put it on me. Woo! Put it on me. <laughs> put that hot stuff on me. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, all right. This is a PG thirteen podcast. Is it? No, it's not. Um, okay, and then okay, but then Isabel says. Uh, what did she say? Let's look and see. He go. She says he walks amongst us, but he's not one of us. Um, I I think that actually correlates well, as well oh, as. Come on. Let me finish. God, you're not serious. I am serious. I think it correlates well in in terms of 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 something very metaphorical. This idea that that he is a leader and that um that he he you know he's a great man. And he it makes him lonely, which means his greatness separates him from from those that he can help. Which is sort of what she's saying is that he's he's not one of us. He's here, he's here to help us, but he's not one of us. Which correlates to he's not one of us, which means you know you don't have that connection to him, which makes him lonely. I think I think it correlates really well. You think he walks amongst us? You think he walks amongst us means he's our leader? Well, no, I think it means he's someone who's different. Right, and I think the difference. He walks amongst us means he's someone who's different. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, okay, he walks amongst us literally means he, he's, 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 he's around us. He's with us, but he's not one of us. Means, but he's someone who's different. He's not like us. It's basically saying he's different than the rest of us, and I think that difference is he is a great person. 
but this makes you lonely, frightened, and angry. Yeah, so wh- which which I think which in? I think correlates back to you know the fact that he's not one of them. Like it's not the idea that he's great, but he's still one of them, so he gets the best of both worlds. But it's the fact that he is great, which separates him from everybody else. He's not one of them, but 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 that separation also helps him to be to be great. It's like this. It's like a it's circular, you know. One part I think leads that's to the a next. big reach. I assumed that she just put on, she put that on, you know, she didn't do what she said. She put on, he walks amongst us, but he's not one of us, just to indicate, you know, that's, you know, because she didn't want to tattoo him in the first place. So yeah. I assumed she just put that on, and that he didn't know that's what it said. That was my interpretation. That That's a very valid interpretation, um, you know, that's not in line with your New Year's resolution. But, um... I think it is, because it was obvious to me. But you think that's what the writers want you to think? I do. Oh, okay. Well, you're wrong. Um, no, I, I, no, I buy it. I buy it. I think, I mean, I think, it de- I think, I see, I see your point, and I think it, it definitely could be that, you know. I mean, obviously, you know, she said, you're an outsider, I'm not supposed to tattoo you. And he doesn't speak Chinese, so she could have just tattooed whatever she wanted. Um, but I think it would have been it would have been sort of pointless, I think, to a certain point to say, you know, basically you're an outsider when uh, when she sort of, I think, knew what the consequences were going to be, which is that the guys are going to beat him up and make him leave the country. And so what's the point of having him tattooed forever to say you're an outsider when he's not going to be in that country? Like if it's specifically saying, you know, you're not Thai, you don't belong here. Why? Why have that tattooed on him forever? You know, I I don't see her doing that. I feel well, like I don't think she wanted to do the tattooing of what she saw on him because she, you know, she says it's against her people. I don't think she was willing to do it. So I think her compromise was to tattoo him with something that she thought was appropriate. But but if that. it wasn't if it wasn't something, I think if but I think if the guys who beat him up saw saw that 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 they would know that he didn't really get the tattoo that that's part of her gift. Which which wouldn't have been against you know whatever the custom was. No, but I but I thought it wasn't about you know it wasn't about the fact that he whether he did it or not, but that he was like following her and sort of forced her to do it, not not just like the act itself. No, I thought it was about the act itself because, like she said, there, there's going to be consequences for for you getting this tattoo, and and I feel like. I mean, what's the, why would she go, I mean, that's the other, the other question is why did she like sort of tell everybody that she did this, um, if she didn't have to? And I feel like if she, if she surreptitiously plays something opposite of what her gift was, you know, if she, if she does that, you know, if she does that, you know, this, this sort of lie or whatever, why would she feel the need to go tell people, you know, when she didn't even do what her gift was, which is, which was the point? Because she didn't like being forced to, uh, you know, to do something that that she wasn't, you know, supposed to do to outsiders. I don't I don't see I don't see that. I mean I think she, she liked them. She was she was upset that, that he got beat up and kicked out of the country. I mean they were together for months, you know what I mean? Well like, then why did she tell anybody? Well, I I don't know. I I don't know why she told anybody, but I don't. I, it doesn't make sense to me to tell somebody when you didn't even do anything specifically wrong. It doesn't like, make sense to tell them at all if you if you. Well, really... I I agree, but I think it makes more sense to tell them if you did the thing you weren't supposed to do versus you you were upset that he made you do it. And there was like no reason she had to do you know exactly the thing because he's not going to know the difference. So why do it? 
you know, if you don't have to. Well, because you because she likes the guy and she and that's her gift, that's her thing, and he's like, do it, and so she did it, but she knew that the consequ- one of the consequences is going to be he's going to leave, you know. I, I just don't I mean, see her being... bring about herself. I think I think if he if she had done it of her own free will, you know, she would be to blame to I, some I, extent and for I think, doing it herself. And I think that's why Jack says, you know, that's what they say, but that's not what they mean. What they mean is what Archer says that he is. What they say is he walks amongst us, but he's not one of us. But what they mean is that I'm a great man. Blah blah blah. I, that's how I take it. I, you know, that's that's just my take on it. I think I think because it makes sense to me. It, it seems like an extremely tenuous connection to me, and because I can't, I can't pull, I can't really pull any of the ideas of you're a leader, a great man, but this makes you lonely, frightened, and angry from that sentence. Like, not in any reasonable way. And you know, why not put put that stuff? Because it would, you know, then it would make sense. The other thing is when he says that's not what it means, I thought he meant more like that's not what it means to me. Well, I think that's both. I mean, obviously. And that like, you know, it it meant something to him because of his sort of experience or whatever. And, you know, and and also, like I said, I, I don't think he knew that's what it said. So... Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go with what, what they sort of seem to be telling us here. Um, and I think, and I think it makes sense the way, the way it plays out. I, I think it'd be weird that she, that she would tattoo something different in that situation. Cause she warns them. I mean, she's like, you know, why? I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't, I don't buy her motivation. Well, why she's not, not something do it. direct and, you know, well, sensible. because it because because it's why not one of those, what you said and some like metaphor where you have to work how do you, really hard to connect it. But how do you how do you tattoo you? I mean, you know, she's not going to tattoo you are a great man, blah 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 blah. I mean, you want to get something very metaphorical, very like meaningful. You know, you don't want to get something like obvious and simplistic because what's the point of that? You know, and I think it's like you know the fact what does tattoos really mean? You you know, it's hard to understand the eagle cutting through the void. Like, what does that really mean? You know, and I think I think that's why they came up with this phrase that makes sense, and I think it makes sense too in terms of where that is, Jack like is the with the others. Is direct and simple, and has an obvious meaning. But what you know what, what I mean? What do you mean? The he walks amongst us, but he's not one of us. Is direct and simple, but but and no, has no, an no. Obvious meaning. What's the so okay? What's the against, but what's the meaning? The meaning is exactly what it says. What's There's the what, but what's the what's the point of saying that? There has to be a point to that. Because that's what he was. I, I I mean I don't buy that. I just don't buy that. You know, like it it already yeah it's already simplistic. I mean because it's obvious. It's obvious he's not one of us. No one's gonna mistake him for one of us. Like why tattoo that on him? Why be like I, vindictive and put I agree. and put something like awful like that on him? Like I I just don't I don't think that makes any sense, especially for someone who was you know basically in love with the guy and pissed off that that not only was she in this situation but that she was gonna have to you know for whatever reason you know get him in trouble and get him kicked out. Um, I, I just don't see that. I feel like in that situation, she would have given him what he wanted, you know, in spite of the fact that he was going to have to leave. But, but to like not give him what he wanted and to know he was going to leave, I think is ridiculous. I think it doesn't make any sense. And, and, and I don't know why the writers would, 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 would have her do that. Why would they make her like ridiculous like that? 
I don't know why they'd have her give a tattoo. I mean, like that. you're basically if, saying you can't under, you you can't you can't connect the two things. But I think it still makes sense that they are connected. I think it makes more sense that that they are connected, whether or not you can figure out what the connection is. But I think in terms of the how the plot goes, it makes more sense that they're connected. Since it does connect directly to his situation in the flashback, it doesn't. It seems a lot simpler to me to believe that she meant what it says and not some weird, you know, loose connection with what you know she yeah. said she read. But uh, him. I, I still, and I think I come back to Jack's line. That's what they say, but that's not what they mean. You know, I think. Right, and I think I, but I think you know, I don't think he means like I think, like I said, I I feel like he means that's not what they mean to me. Not that's not what they mean. But I think that's I think that's both. I mean, I think, I think both. It is what they mean. I think both. <laughs> I think both. That's not what they mean. It's not what it means to me, and it's not what it means in general. Because I, I think, I think he's, yeah, I, I think it is what they mean literally. And I think that phrase, he he walks amongst us, but he's not one of us. I think is also reflective of his current situation with the others too. Well, yeah. So I think, and and once again, in a simplistic way. Not in a he's our leader, but he's. Tortured. I mean, I don't. I mean, you don't. You think it's 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 complicated the connection. I don't think it's complicated, so I can I can buy it because I, I think I'm not it saying sense. it's complicated. I'm saying it's not there. Well, you're saying it's 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 a it's hard to make that connection. Like it it doesn't because work. I don't think it's there. Not like not that I think it's complex. It's just like it's a big reach. Well, I don't think it's a big reach. I think it's pretty simple. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next scene. I didn't say it's not simple. I just there's interesting simple and like. Okay, I think. Know. How about this? I think it's a small reach. <laughs> Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Uh, let's see. We got that scene. Uh, okay, the next scene we have. Um, Jack. Jack is being taken to be questioned. Uh, by Isabel, and uh, they pass Alex in the hallway, and she says, "Why don't you go check on your father? I know he appreciated." They go into the office, and uh, which is, I guess, the this is the first time we've ever seen this this other little room here. Uh, they make they make this um, they make the hydra hatch look a lot bigger than uh, than they have before, with all these extra corridors and rooms, which is interesting. Um, and then let's see, they come in. Um, you know, we 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 find out that most of them don't even like coming to the mini island. And then she starts to ask Jack about uh, Juliet wanting to kill Ben. And he, he sort of laughs, you know, which is obviously he, he, he's sort of buying time. And I think partially he sort of thinks the whole situation is sort of ridiculous. Um, I think at this point he wouldn't mind just them killing him. <laughs> it's been a long ordeal. But um, so he laughs, which I, which I really like the fact he laughs when she asks him the question because a lot of times it's the opposite. You know, Jack asks a big question and they just sort of laugh or change the subject. And it was nice to have him do that for a change. Um, and then he just says, you know, he was lying. And <laughs> which and there's, there's something I don't buy. Uh, yeah, turning you people against each other is my best chance to create chaos. Like, Jack, you don't even buy that. Come on. Like, you had really, you had you had time to think about what was the best way to create chaos. Come on. Can I raise my hand and say I bought it? Did you buy it? Well, I when he said that, I'm like, wow, you know, I believe you. That seems plausible. But he wasn't lying. Juliet actually asked him to do that. That wasn't a lie. He wasn't just trying to create chaos. It was the truth. I know. I know. No, no, no. I know. I know it wasn't. He in the scene, he's lying. But yeah, no. uh, uh, 
You mean you, you bought that explanation, but yeah, I, I felt I felt like it was reasonable, even though I I understand he's not telling the truth. Yeah, you know, it. I I, I thought like that's sort of plausible, but then of course the sheriff's like, well, why are you lying? And I, I love when they do that. It's like you know, if you already know what the answer is, you know, I mean, they just want him to say it, I guess. But yeah, well, she's trying to be somewhat. Um... Um, I don't know, lawful or some sort of, you know, some sort of give him some sort of give her some sort of realistic trial. So, you know, they, she doesn't want to just say, well, I know you did it because Tom told me she wants hard evidence to convict her, I guess. So, which is good, I guess. They don't just like, I know you're guilty, whatever, even though she knows she's guilty. But it does come together pretty quick, though. What what comes together? They're like they're getting ready to like it's it's almost all over in the course. Well, of the yeah, I mean, but they well they do have they do have um you know Tom as a witness, so that that helps. Yeah, and I don't think Juliet she she never really didn't did she ever deny it? I guess we never really yeah. saw her deny it, but she didn't. She did. She denied it in that scene when when he said it. You know, she no, she but I mean, Tom, I mean, in this during her sort of quote unquote trial, we haven't seen her deny it, but uh. I mean, we're, presumably she is denying it. Otherwise, why come to Jack? Yeah, if she admitted it, it would be weird to even bother to ask. Yeah, but, uh, she did deny it at least that one time. So, yeah. but that was yeah. probably just that was obviously just a reaction to the situation. Yeah. I mean, she's not gonna be like, right. "Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot I did that." <laughs> it was a very to good. To me, scene. it seems like that's the thing she should really be in trouble for, not like the shooting picket situation. But I don't know. Yeah, well, it seems like they're. It seems like she's getting tried from multiple accounts, maybe. Yeah, but you know, there was that scene where uh, someone said, um, "Oh man, I suck." Hold on. Uh, uh, something about uh, killing one of us is bad. Uh, eye for an eye. Yeah, maybe Alex or somebody said that. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh, they're going to read her verdict, her verdict, and we all know what it's going to be. <laughs> That's interesting. I, I wish I knew how that trial went down. Um, is there a jury or they just like, somebody just says, oh, she's guilty, or they vote, or I don't know. I, I feel like that's probably part, part, of the, part of the reason Cindy and them were there. Yeah, that's another question worth asking. Um, seems odd to bring the kids to a murder trial, but uh, uh, we'll get to that. Um, yeah, we're pretty strict about killing one of our own, eye for an eye. It seems to suggest that she's just getting punished because she shot Pickett. Mm -hmm. You know, not, you know, that this other thing is just sort of a side thing, you know, but it seems to me like it should be the other way around because the other one was sort of you know, a necessary thing on behalf of, you know, Ben's orders, whereas her plotting to kill Ben, you know, this is this is something that doesn't have anything to do with following orders. This is really, you know, trying to stage some sort of coup. Mm -hmm. You know, so it just it just seems like they would they would consider that worse, but I don't know. They they don't, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. I... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why why they even need to worry about the whole Ben situation, but I guess they do. Uh, well, I'm saying is I feel like they should only worry about the, or at least like worry more about the Ben situation than about the Pickett situation. 
Well, I mean, it's it's attempted murder versus murder. Like, which which is which is worse? But like, murder in a certain circumstance, you know, murder on on orders, like necessary, you know, like if you if you didn't do it, you know, she wouldn't have been able to carry out Ben's orders. It seems like there should be some kind of, you know, exception. I mean, it wasn't even attempted murder either. It was it was conspiracy to attempt murder. And versus versus like, but Ben, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, Ben and, deserves it, but but I mean, it's, and it doesn't seem that, like first degree murder either because I don't think she plotted to kill Pickett. She only killed him because he was about to kill them. It wasn't about him. It wasn't, you know what I mean. Nevertheless, like it's she killed one of their own, which is obviously bad. And and even if it, even if like there's like there's evidence to bring into the trial where it's like, well, Ben told me to do whatever, blah blah blah. Nevertheless, the murder is more important, I think, to to try her on uh, than than anything else. And and maybe when that's over, maybe she gets off, you know, which she obviously won't because she killed one of her own. But I mean, even if she gets off, then yeah, I th- I just think in general the secondary thing is the Ben thing. Like that's that that's less of a deal than the fact that she actually killed someone versus that she. I just don't think that's the way it should be someone. given the circumstances. Well, I think it makes sense in terms of what we what they're telling us about their their society because you're talking about like a serious act of treason versus following orders and like killing someone that you didn't want to kill him it wasn't like she killed him out of malice she killed True. him because he was about to prevent her from helping them out which she was ordered to do but if you know i mean i'm just playing devil's advocate if you know that the the mo- the, the, the biggest cardinal sin of your society is killing one of your own then it should be understood that that yeah go help kate and sawyer escape but you should know that that does not include killing one of your own. Like, she should know that if it's that important of a thing to them, that 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 it would have been better to let Pickett kill them than for her to kill Pickett. I think, and I think that's what they, that's what Isabel would have would have said, and that's what Juliet. I mean, Juliet knows she was wrong to do that. She didn't have to kill him. She could have shot him in the arm. She could have, shot, you know, she shot him multiple times. Like the, the evidence that again uh, for the murder i mean she would she would she would be hung for that i mean she didn't have to shoot him that many times and 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 fatally wound him so i mean if she shot him in the shoulder or something and then he died like i'd be like okay you know she tried you know to to carry out the plan first and foremost but she she shot him in the chest multiple times but i still think there's enough circumstances here that that it's not a clear-cut murder you know i i don't feel like you know, certainly not first degree murder. There's there's a specific circumstance involved. She wouldn't have killed him under different circumstances. You know, maybe she shouldn't have killed him or she could have done something else, but Yeah, but know. she she didn't kill Ben. She didn't even try to kill Ben. All she did was talk to somebody else about killing Ben. I think that's far less than any sort of degree of murder that she was that was you know, for for Pickett. But if she carried out the Ben thing or if Jack did you know, then you're talking about real well, even But no, but all she would be, if Jack killed Ben or tried to, she would just be an accessory to murder, which is less than any murder charge. So it's still, any way you look at it, it's still less. But I consider her more culpable in that case. Far more culpable. More culpable for a lesser crime. But I believe she should be punished more, way more, in the case of uh, the Ben situation. Because... Uh, because she is, to me, she is, it's it's just as bad as if she did it herself. 
she's using Jack to kill Ben. To me, that's not that much different from killing him herself with a gun or whatever. She's using Jack as the vehicle. Well, I think it's a lot different. If you convince someone else to do the murder, I mean, that person is the murderer. You're you're just an accessory to the murder, which, you know, you won't get the same sentence. I agree in terms of the law. But morally speaking... I I think uh, you're you you are just as much to blame for that murder. True, as but you're not you're not trialed on morality. You're trialed on the law. You know you don't get ten years in jail because I feel of like morality. the others should try on morality though. Well, obviously they're they're sort of trying her on like biblical law or something like yeah. They've got their their whole set of whatever and uh, anyway whatever. Um, disagreement there but um anyway she's being trialed tried and um i really think this whole thing with questioning about ben's ben's murder is like i think it's secondary only because like what's the point i mean obviously they're making the big deal about about pickett's death obviously she's going to be killed about that anyway so it's like what's what's the point of even talking about you know like we said earlier what's the point of even talking about ben if if she's already going to be murdered or whatever Right. For for Pickett, like, what's the point? I don't know. I feel like it's just it's just a plot thing because we, you know, to sort of um, to it, sort it of bring some Jack resolution. A chance to lie for Juliet. Yeah, that too. Jack. She, to, to form their. She their knew plot. he would. She knew he would. She, of course. I know um, Jack. You'll never let me die. So let's go to the next scene. Uh, we got. Kate and Sawyer waking up, and Carl seems to be missing, but then they find him, and Kate wants to go talk to him, but Sawyer says, no, let me go talk to him, and they find they find Carl, and he's crying and sobbing, and then Sawyer, like, hits him in the arm, which I loved. That was awesome, and it's like, hey, cowboy up. Like, that was just, that was such a Sawyer thing to do, and, uh, and, uh, you know, got him to stop crying, so... Uh, and I love when he's like, he's like, so you, you know, you, you, you need to be tough. You know, I thought, I thought you guys were tough. He goes, I'm tough. And he like shoves him a little bit. <laughs> I'm tough. <laughs> oh, Carl, you're not tough. And I was uh, hoping he would like pick up Sawyer with one arm or something, but no. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I still want to believe the others are super strong, even though all evidence points against that. Yeah. And I love when he, he calls him Bobby. And like I'm glad he brought up the Brady Bunch thing because I had no idea why he called him Bobby. Like that's a that's an obscure reference, uh, just like out of the blue to call somebody Bobby, like just because they're crying or something. I don't know. I, I wouldn't have got that unless we brought up the whole Brady Bunch thing. I wouldn't have got it either. Um, I didn't even notice. I, I guess I thought Carl's name was Bobby for a second. Yeah, I thought he was just. I thought he was just trying to give him a, a, a sort of a. I mean, not to offend any Bobbies out there, but just sort of a. Uh, just sort of a, like a, a a nickname, like I don't know. It's it's sort of condescending, Bobby. You know, if his name was like Robert, and to call him Bobby or something, if that's not his, you know, approved nickname, then that mm-hmm. would be sort of condescending. But um, anyway, we get the whole Brady Bunch thing that we've talked about. What the hell's the Brady Bunch? Uh, and I'm I'm like, I guess Sawyer's sort of thinking like, oh, you're young, you don't know. But I'm I'm like, Sawyer, you should wonder why he has no idea what the Brady Bunch is. Why don't you ask him? You never heard of the Brady Bunch, you know? Or I guess I don't know. I wonder what Sawyer thinks about. I mean, I guess, I guess to a certain extent, maybe he just believes that Carl grew up on the island or something. Yeah, and he just writes it off. I mean, Kate and Sawyer. I I wish they had asked a few more pointed questions than they did. Yeah. 
Um, a lot of people pointed out. I mean, Kate tried, and she, she did, did get some information that was new to them uh, about them living on the island and, you know, having backyards and stuff that, you know, we sort of knew already, but they didn't know. So. Yeah. You know, I guess that's good, but it seems like Carl, even though he's on the fringes, I, I think he could tell them some things that would be interesting to us. And uh, well, it, yeah, and it, it'd be nice uh, if, uh, yeah, you never seen the Brady Bunch. What have you seen? What's your deal? Like, you know, it'd be nice if he questioned it more. But I guess he just goes, ah, okay, he's never seen it. He's he's been on the island forever. Never mind that. Yeah, or even just a comment about. I mean, maybe not a question like, why haven't you seen the Brady Bunch? I'm just like, what are you been living under a rock or you know something like some sort of little snide comment would have sufficed. You know, just to let us know that he actually heard him say that. Yeah. Um, Besides, but, uh, okay. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Um, I was gonna say something. Oh crap. Oh oh. Something about Carl and Kate. What did? Oh oh oh. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna say. I'm really surprised none of them asked Carl like what they were doing to him when they found him. Mm-hmm. Like specifically, like what what were they? I mean, obviously they were trying to brainwash him, you know. But I I think it's still worth asking, like what specifically were they trying to do? Absolutely, you know. But that didn't come up. It'd be nice to see what what do you think about this? Have you done that before? Do they do this to people a lot? I know. Are you is that your recreation or like? <laughs> yeah, I mean there are a lot of questions there, and I wanted to say about your thing earlier about um the hydra seeming bigger. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I wanted to mention that back in not in Portland when they found that like room, you know, where he was, that like back entrance or whatever. It it just seems like they can just keep discovering new places in the Hydra as yeah. long as they want. You know, yeah. If they want to find a new room somewhere else, they'll find it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you it, know, it like, did look big. It did look like a big station, but we've never seen a lot of it. So yeah, know. we've been confined to like one place, basically that little corridor with. Jack cell in the surveillance room, mm-hmm. and it seemed like that was it. And then you know the cage area is outside. It didn't seem like there was a lot more than that. So I think they can just sort of it's big enough looking that they can just add rooms arbitrarily. And you know here's the interrogation room, and you know here's yeah. the brainwashing room, and etc. Well, you, I mean, do you think the brainwashing room was connected to that the main hydro station? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I do. But then, yeah, I guess I guess we did talk about that. Yeah, I guess uh, I guess it could be some kind of remote building. But I just I guess I assumed it was like around the, like the place was big and it was like around the back. Yeah, but it's like you know everybody came up to that that entrance. If like if it was connected, you think they would just come through the corridor? You know, whatever corridor would lead to that area of the high. Yeah, I guess I got the sense you couldn't do that. Like they were they were cut off from each other. Yeah, like uh, well, there wasn't a way. The other part is supposed to be underwater anyway, so I feel like there's an underwater part, and then there's uh, you know, that part. yeah, and then I there's, don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But it uh, it just seemed remote. It just seemed like they had they had. They had run far far enough to where it wasn't still connected. Otherwise, it'd be a huge building. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I didn't think there was going to be another building, so I just assumed it was the same one. Yeah. Okay, so, bada boo blue. Um <laughs> And I love when, when uh, Sawyer's like, you know, Carl, I've been with a lot of girls. 
oh, I had a point. Um, you know, it's like I expected him just to pause right there and like be like, I don't know, that's it, buddy. That's all I got for you. I've been with a lot of girls. <laughs> I've been with a lot of girls. The lot end. Of girls. Yeah. Whole mess of girls. Whole mess of them. <laughs> Um, so we found uh, out that, that, that Carl... Don't you want to say something about that to me? I think that's something <laughs> Yeah, I've been with a lot of girls. Your, Can we harp on your that turn. A your turn, Carl. What do you think about that? What do you have to say? <laughs> oh, God. So we find out, you know, obviously we knew this, but Carl really loves Alex. And then, oh. I know, it's really sad. And then, um, did I say sad or did I say crappy? Somewhere uh, out there <laughs> in the hydro station, my love awaits. <sighs> Yikes. Um, Sawyer tells him, you know, why don't you just go to where your yards are and get Alex back? And I'm like, well, okay, let's think about this. He already told you the yards are on the main island, and the last place you've seen Alex Sawyer is the mini island. So you're basically telling him to go get Alex at at their home, you know, at O-Town, mm-hmm. when you should know that that's not where she is, unless the writers know that that's where she's about to go, which they are because they're leaving. Which they are. You know, so it's, it's one of those things where, like, the writers know that Alex is about to be taken back to O-Town because everybody's going back to O-Town. And, uh, but they, they put in that little thing where Sawyer knows it too somehow, but he really shouldn't know that. Uh, maybe he, maybe he just knows they'll be back, she'll be back there eventually. Yeah, I don't buy that. And, you know, if that's their home, that's the place where, you know. But why, but that's the thing. That's almost like saying, hey, like, you know, I mean, it's not the same, but it's close to saying, like, hey, we want to rescue Jack. Let's go to O Town. You know, it's like we the last place we've seen Jack is a mini island. Let's go get him there. The last place we've well, seen if Alex Jack is... lived in O Town, it would be a little more reasonable. Yeah, I know, exactly. But I'm saying like the last place you've seen Alex is is is, is, is the mini island. So you think yeah, let's go yeah. there. Because Sawyer doesn't know Sawyer doesn't know that uh, well, he knows they only do projects there, so yeah. There's there's a disconnect, I think, there between yeah what he should know and what he should say, and like basically what he needs to say in terms of the plot. Like, I think they want to set up like go back, go get her back at your home because that's where they're going. And I don't know if he said go back to the hydro station and get her. I don't know. Then he'd be going to a place where they were leaving. And yeah, you know, I think. Uh, and that's the thing. Like Carl shouldn't know that they're that they're leaving either. No, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. And that's the thing. It's not like, and, and, and obviously, obviously Sawyer. I mean, not only did he say it, but he definitely wasn't saying go back to the mini island because you know he would. He he should have said something like you know take the raft or something. You know, yeah. there's no real way Carl can get back to the mini island. So I mean, it's just one of those situations where he can't really get back to the mini island. They're not even going to be there. So. You know, you need to go back to where your home is, which is where they're going to be, which is easier to get to. So that's right. just, just how it played out. But it's weird because it's like they sort of knew that and they should have, they should not have known that. Right. It's either he's going to say something that's completely ridiculous and, and isn't going to work in terms of the plot or 
he's going to say something that he shouldn't say. Yeah. I mean, he could have just said, you know, well, you should go get her back so you can name stupid stars again or something. Mm -hmm. You know, just generally get her back, not go to this place to get her back, this place that I shouldn't know that she's going to be. Yeah. Yeah, they could have made it more general, but I guess they wanted him to reference the yards again. Yeah, the yards. Mm Mm-hmm, yards. So the next scene, we have Jack in the Cage. Um, Oh, Jack in the Cage. Jack in the Cage. Um... And Alex comes, and she's 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 very she's very spunky. That Alex, and she comes Jack gets and, to uh, live a while in Sawyer and Kate's Yeah, exactly. And I like how he didn't figure out the food uh, game. Like mm-hmm. he pressed it twice, and he's like, hmm, "I'm not gonna press that again." But right, yeah, he, it was nice. It was like, "Ha!" Huh. Yeah, he's not gonna do. Sawyer it. figured that out on the first day. Yeah, it only took the bears two hours. Yeah, but see, that's the thing. Juliet brings him food, so yeah, he doesn't need it for food. Yeah, they didn't really, um, they didn't seem to feed Kate or Sawyer. No, they didn't care. Kate got that breakfast that one time, and that was it. Yeah, the nice breakfast. Yeah. Oh, God. Because the next two weeks are going to be really whatever he said. Man. Uh, yeah. I, I want to talk about that a little bit later. If you Not that specifically, but Ben in general. Okay, let's talk about that asshole. Mm-hmm. But at first, Spunky Alex. Spunky Alex knocks out the camera. Okay. God, she's, she's just so spunky, man. She and Punky Brewster should team up and like go fight crimes together, I swear. She is Punky Brewster. She really is Punky. She's the new Punky Brewster. She really wow. is. She's the new Punky Brewster. I never... Yeah, that's perfect. Where's uh, Celine Moon Fry when, uh, when you need her? She... Like, she kind of reminds me of Danielle, like, using these, like... You know, mm-hmm. trap door things and the slingshot and all this nonsense. Like, it's like, Danielle would seem this silly if she were young. Yeah, yeah. But, like, since she's older, she can pull it off. Yeah, she's older. She can, like, rig her her uh, her little bungalow to blow up, you know, yeah. and, like, and do sophisticated doll-based traps. Um, right, yeah, the, the doll-based traps. Those are... <laughs> She said market the, those. It's They're the extremely it, effective. It's a DBT. <laughs> the DBT. Uh, the military should hire her. Man, I tell you, all the insurgents in Iraq would be totally caught with the DBT. <laughs> all you need is a DBT. It works. It works. It always works. It's perfect. Because dolls transcend all culture and languages. Mm-hmm. Like everyone is interested in dolls. When yeah. it when it's dirty and broken and laying on the ground. If you see a doll, what do you have to do? You have to pick it up. Yeah. It's 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 else. hardwired in our in our genetics to do that. Oh god. So she comes and says, you know, why did you save his life? You know, he blah blah blah. He's a bad guy. And then uh, he's like, well, I'll answer your question if you answer my questions. Mm-hmm. And he wants to know about Juliet. And and, and and this is like the opportunity for a really good question. Oh, man. This is this is like, what what are you guys really up to? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, Some like big fucking, yeah, yeah. What what are you up to? Why are you here? Why, you know, all kinds of questions we've been asking. And Alex is willing. Oh, yeah, I'll answer a question. Mm-hmm, Great. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing with Carl. But like, it's like, man, Jack, here's your chance. What's your question? What's your question? Yeah. Where's Juliet? He could, he could say like, will they ever let me go? Um, are we, will we ever get off this island? Like, Why did Ben take Henry Gale's name? I don't think she knows that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
God, what's like, what's the smoke monster? Yeah. Oh God, please, please. What happened to Dharma? Yeah. What happened to Dharma? God. What's with that statue? Jack doesn't know that, but <laughs> oh God, he says, "But he gravely asked." Oh, the man. disquieting Fortune statue. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, so yeah, Alex would be like, "Oh, I made that at summer camp." Oh god. It's part of my uh, my uh, ceramics class. We it's a group project. Oh no. <laughs> I made some baskets too. Want to see? <laughs> Basket weaving oh, class. Man. It's the Dharma summer camp. And what about the thatch and the fam? Like, where'd you get the materials to make a fake hatch door? I know I didn't know about that either, but... Yeah. God, it'd be nice. And, and Echo's brother's plane, how did that get here? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to ask everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and all he's got is, where's Juliet? <laughs> that's so... That's so... Oh, God. That one quarter well, pucker, like, man. That one quarter pucker. Boringest question he could possibly ask, like... Ugh. He could have said, what time is it? All right, you know. <laughs> that would have been really ridiculous. I you exaggerated the, a little bit. You got the time? On. You got the time, Alex? <laughs> oh, now, God. does Jack know her name is Alex? I think he does. He overheard Isabel say it earlier. And I'm wondering if Jack knows... He should know that Danielle lost a, a child named Alex, right? I think he does, but th- to me, there's layers like, like Saeed, like really knows about Danielle. Yeah, and then like a couple of the others, like like Charlie, maybe because he went with Saeed, like maybe know like a little more about Danielle. And there's like like Claire and and Caveman sort of went with Danielle, and I think Claire, I think Claire is the only one who sort of like put it together with Alex. I just had an idea. Another crazy theory about okay. not what's going on, but what what might happen. Okay. They're all going to go back to O-Town, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, I think uh, something's going to happen to Alex where Jack has to work on her, and he's mm-hmm. going to discover her blood type, and he's going to discover it's not the same blood type as Ben. And he's going to question Ben about the fact that, like, you this can't possibly be your daughter because you have this blood type, and she's got this blood type, and blah, blah, blah. I think Do you always get the same blood type as your parents? Um, you don't get the same blood type, but like it, it's like I think if like if your parents are a, if your dad's A and your mom's B, you can you'll you can be a I think you can be A B or A and B, but like you won't be O or something. You know oh, what I mean? It There's just, it rules out certain it it rules it rules out certain things. Yeah, I see. Um, and you think that's how he could find out? I think that's how he could find out because I think at some point that that's gonna have to be you know brought to brought to the table. Either Ben's gonna sort of have to admit it. Or, like, someone like Jack is going to find it. Or maybe Juliet knows already based mm-hmm. on something. And, like, she finally tells somebody. And so I just thought of that. Anyway. I could see that happening. Some some medical way to prove it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to just, like, circumstantial evidence. Yeah. Um, uh, but I agree. I, there, there's There's got to be something that makes people realize that. And, that, you know, that would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, can't imagine why Alex would need medical attention, but and, then again... You know, yeah, but that's the thing. Why not? You know, oh, she fell, she tripped on one of her slingshots, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. <laughs> some, there should be some people in the, in the group of the others that know that Alex is not his kid, because at some point yeah. he took Alex from Danielle, 
I mean, maybe yeah. maybe the older people there. I mean, maybe Ethan and Goodwin knew. You know, they're about the same age as Ben, and presumably there as long. So at least sixteen years ago. And uh, well, I guess Ethan. I don't know about Ethan. I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not clear with Ethan. Yeah. Um, and we find out a little something about Ethan in this episode. We do, which you know, I really, I really like Ethan. He's he's uh he might be my favorite other. I think. You think so? Yeah, I mean, you know, Ben gets points because he's interesting, but he's sort of boring now. Juliet is interesting, but she's she's been boring. Yeah, uh, who she, else? I mean, she lost it. Yeah, who else? Who else is there that that that's really that interesting? I agree. I agree. I I'll, I'll take Ethan. Um, I think Tom at the end of season one was fantastic. Yeah, um, and then he kind of lost his touch. Yeah. Um, and uh, Goodwin was good in his one episode. Goodwin was awesome in that one episode, man. I'd like to see some more Goodwin, but I would. T- we did get to see him a little bit at the beginning of the season, which was nice. But I, it would be nice for him to pop up somewhere like Ethan has been lately. Yeah. Um, it's just nice to have him. I don't know. Continue to have their story develop. Because mm-hmm. um, it'd be nice to know where he came from, what his deal is. Because we learned a lot. Of- but I agree, Ethan was. A good character, and I very and you know, unlike Ben, we know little enough about him that he's still interesting. Exactly, and that's really the draw. Yeah, he uh, he hasn't lost his mystique yet. And yeah, ben, I think we know and, all too much about Ben. Yeah, that's the thing. He's been hanging around too much, and he just doesn't. He he. We see him in these weak positions, and he just doesn't have that draw. Like at the beginning of the season, you know, when Ben. When those scenes with Ben in the first episode of season three, like, I thought were just, like, crazy. I was like, oh, God, whoa. Because it was the first time we had seen him, like, sort of in his element, except for the end of season two. Yeah. You know, and, it like, every one of those scenes was really intense to me. But at a certain point, he's just around all the time, and it just gets boring. He's like uh, he's like the, the uncle that moves in for, like, a week, and he just doesn't leave. <laughs> and it's fun at first, you he's, know. He's Uncle Ben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ugh. And then, but then he won't leave, and then you're not happy. Yeah, you're like, God, he's just around. He's always watching like Perry Mason and Matlock mm-hmm. on TV. Like, Matlock, geez. of course. Yeah. Um. So what what, what scene are we talking about here? Oh, Maybe Columbo. Colo Columbo. Well, I could watch a little Columbo. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> um. Uh, but I wanted to say this new character, Isabel, like. You know, she's, she's she comes in, and we don't know anything about her. She's and the now new Ben, she's the like she's, creepy, enigmatic character. She's like know? Benita, man. She's like a female Ben. She's like tough and hard and in charge to a yeah. certain degree, and and mysterious, like Ben was. You know, right. and she's she's like coy, and she's got all the answers. You know, and right. like you know, it's like great. Ben part two, but she, yeah, but we don't, she hasn't been hanging around, you know, so she still has this, it's just weird, like, that's, you can only sustain that for so long unless you just don't show characters very much, Yeah, It's the only way they can maintain that. The same with, like, yeah, like with Tom, like, we we found out so much about it, he became this, like, old bumbling guy, like, he's (laughs) like, oh, I'm gonna mosey on over here. (laughs) Yeah, I know, he, he's, uh, he doesn't, he can't man he's he really scared me in season one and now it's just like that's who that's who was behind all that yeah come on tom old tommy oh but yeah anyway so jack asked the 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 question that's on everyone's mind where's juliet 
Right. Um, and she's with the rest of them. They're going to read her verdict. Verdict? I mean, which, verdict. which basically means she's already been tried. Yeah. Um, so they're just going to read it. Um, and, uh, you know, he and she says, um, you know, we're pretty strict about killing one of our own. Eye for an eye. Another biblical reference. Mm-hmm. Um, Old Testament. Old Testament. Um, Old Testament. Oh, yeah. It's so old. It's old. Um, and then he says, who did she kill? And the man that was going to murder you, uh, man's going to murder your friends. Oh, now she tells him. Wasn't so complicated. Yeah. Wasn't (laughs) so, wasn't so complicated. Alex, Alex managed to say it. Um. Yeah, she did pretty quickly. Yeah. Like a couple words there. Yeah. Uh, uh, no. And then she goes, no wonder you're so worried about her. If it wasn't for you, she never would have done it. And which basically means she killed him because she knows how she cares about you. And she knows how much you care about your friends because that's mm-hmm. what she's saying. And so you should feel a little bit of guilt for having for her in this situation, Jack. And she goes, "That was three questions." Uh, which how is I want to count? Yeah, I guess it is three questions. Where's Juliet? Her verdict mm-hmm. and who did she kill? Because mm-hmm. uh, when she says three questions, I'm like, that wasn't three questions, but she's right. And then uh, Jack says, I saved your father because I said I would. And then I'm like, that's not a very good answer. She gave you three really good answers. Yeah. And you gave her one crappy answer. She, her answers had substance. His answer was a non-answer. Yeah. Because I said I would. Okay, thanks, Jack. That's extremely unhelpful. And then so he's like, oh, is, 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 is Ben still in charge? Get me, get me out of this cage. <laughs> And I'm like, why do you think Alex can get you out of the cage besides the fact she easily can? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she does it with, with ease, but I'm like. Yeah, it wasn't a problem. I guess she had her her, uh, her mischievous devil, you know, lockpicking kit or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of course. You know, I thought it was odd that she destroyed the camera. She just destroyed the, she just, I mean, it'd be different if she, like, covered it up, but she, like, knocked it out. Like, does she have, like, carte blanche? Could she just fuck up shit? And nobody... Dude, she's the boss's daughter. I guess so. It I mean, makes her seem really bratty. Like, ugh, fuck this. Ugh. <laughs> I mean, that's what she did. She came out and she's like, fuck you, camera. It's like it's like 30-year-old, like, Dharma equipment. Like, yeah. Damn. Well, and that's the other thing. I felt like there, there there's other cameras in that vicinity, yeah. like, on those cages than just that one. But I guess, I mean, I guess not, since so she didn't cut out any other ones, but... Like, I feel like that was the key one, because it was the one that was on, yeah. you know. But it's so. like, why does she think that the fact, you know, she's, when she says, you know, I took care of the camera, they can't hear you, so you can tell me the truth. But it's like, <laughs> he's in, he's locked in a cage with, with little to no hope of ever escaping. Why, do you really think he's going to care about telling the truth? I mean, about why he saved, the you know, her dad? You know, mm. that's not a very, you know, um, malicious thing to sort of say. Unless she thought, yeah. What's he gonna say that's gonna be so bad in the other's eyes? Yeah, exactly. And I saved him because he's a bitch. And like, who? And who's even in? Nobody's even in the camera room. I guess. I mean, I guess they're recording all that stuff. Which, yeah. I guess. Actually, I think they might not be recording all that stuff because all the tapes you would need to do that would require a lot of resources to continuously record twenty four hours a day on all those cameras. I really don't think they're recording that stuff. I really don't. Realistically, they shouldn't be, but I think they could be. They, sh- you think they have just like boxes and boxes of Dharma brand tapes? 
something like that. Yeah. Like if they if they had a reason to have them record it, I think they'd make them do it. Yeah, but and I guess they don't. Not. They don't really record a lot. You know, they've only really been recording since Jackie and Sawyer have been on the mini island, presumably. Yeah. So uh, I don't think they're recording, but I don't either. Alex seems but, uh, to think they were. But I I feel like it's within the realm of possibility, but I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. Um. Okay. So. You know, it's weird. Like, she's the boss's daughter. She can get away with this bullshit, but, like, she can't protect Carl. Like, Carl's just gonna die. Like, it's well, out of her hands. I mean, what can she do to stop Carl from dying? Ask Ben not to kill him? I mean, I think she's done that already. Yeah, I guess. And he's just like, no. Like, what? God, I mean, if she if she can't situation. knock it out with a slingshot, she can't solve any problems. <laughs> <laughs> That's really her answer to everything. I mean, if she can't, like, throw a rock at it, she can't fix it. <laughs> If she can't dig a hole and and put grass over it, she can't fix it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> she's limited. It's just she's just Alex. I mean, that's all she's got. That's all she she's got. Uh... She can dig a hole, and she can throw a rock. Throw a rock. Okay, that's all she's got. All right. And I also wanted to say, and I don't think we mentioned this because I think it was just sort of understood, uh, but I think. Uh, I get confused now. The, the episode when uh, when we find out, I guess, was it last episode? When we find out that Ben is, that Alex is Ben's daughter. Um, it was it was not in Portland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that is, I think that's specifically why Ben asked, did Alex ask about me back before the season, in the first part of oh, the yeah, season? Oh, yeah, definitely. So we didn't, we didn't sort of mention that, but I think it was obvious that that's, that's really the reason why he was concerned, because that's his daughter. And that's pretty much what everybody was speculating that I thought was just silly. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. They when when that came out, they were like, "Ooh, uh, uh, she she's his daughter," and I'm like, "Shut up, she's not his daughter." <laughs> but it, it didn't occur to me that she could be his, you know, daughter. But you know, not, not real. really. Yeah. Yeah, like that. I don't know. That possibility didn't really cross my mind. I was just like, "Come on, guys, she's not his daughter." Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, that's definitely uh, why she did why he did that. Um, even though that's still weird, like her whole thing where she lets Jack out and whatever. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. She's she's really asking for it. I mean, I mean, at some point she should be grounded. You know, where she's like locked in a room so she can't cause any any havoc. But yeah, it seems like she has immunity, but she can't like change what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, she's good for the plot. Yeah, that too. Um, so, <clears throat> so the next scene we have Jack busting into the surgery room. I wouldn't do that. Oh God! And I'm like, I wrote that down. it's so faux drama, dude. I mean, the guy was just fixing the wound. I wouldn't fix that wound <laughs> because I need to be the one to do it, so I can ask Ben for a favor. Like, <laughs> well, he had like a needle. You know, it looks like he was about to inject him with something, uh, and. Uh, I wrote down that there's no way Jack has any idea what he's about to do in that one second where he says that. Yeah, I think he was basically, it's, it's that kind of thing like, hey, the house is on fire, just to get somebody's attention, you know, like, yeah. don't do that because I wouldn't do it, you know, and stop, you know, but it, I, I felt like he was either um, giving him some anesthesia or, you know, just like, so he could work on the wound or something, or it was some sort of like antibiotics or something. Yeah. Uh, that he was going to do. Nothing like that would... I mean, it's like he was about to kill Ben or something. Right. 
but it was just but weird. Jack like doesn't know that that's wrong. Yeah, no. he's basically like, like he... stop because I need to talk to him. Yeah, when do that? Yeah, that, that's a thing people do. I, I've seen that. That's and but most of the time it makes sense. Yeah, but not um, this time. not this. Yeah, time. most of the time it's like they're about to kill themselves or something. Yeah, something crazy. And this... they're about to like set off a train. That thing didn't it happen with the dolls at one point. Yeah, like, somebody. Something? I think it was Kate. She he was like, "Oh, don't!" And she picks it up, and then they get they get uh, what was it? Trapped in a cage together. Yeah, no, caught in a yeah, net. Yeah. They got caught, caught in a net. net. Please. Oh, is that what the kids are calling it these days? Caught in a net, huh? All right, Jack. But I think later uh, in the season finale, when they're trekking, I think they see another doll, and someone's like, someone's. About, I think maybe Sawyer's about to pick it up, and Kate stops him, and then they have that conversation about the fact that they got caught in a net, and he realizes they meant it literally. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I think I think that was that was one of those. I don't know if she says I wouldn't do that, but something like that. Yeah, like no don't or something. Yeah. Um. Well, what's really weird about this whole situation with Jack Jack wanting to fix Ben for this favor of sparing Juliet is like, I, I mean, I'm no doctor, but um, is it really that complicated to like tend to his infection? I feel like that that guy who was doing it. Uh, would be capable, and I feel like Juliet too, to a certain degree, would be capable of of making sure that the affection doesn't spread and all that stuff. I mean, uh, uh, Jack does say, you know, paralysis and all this stuff is, could be a factor, and so maybe it's more serious than it seems. But uh, but I just thought it was sort of a little tenuous that he's like this idea that you know I need to be the only one to do it because it's it's such a big deal when it doesn't really seem like that big a deal, but. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, I'm not either. I have no idea. Um, it could just be a plot thing, um, or it could be realistic. I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, about and yeah, they needed some way for for Jack to be able to use his services, you know, again. Yeah, and it's like, well, he already saved his he life. Can't do the, he can't. Oh, do the, Jack, I have this tumor somewhere else. Now. Yeah, I got another tumor <laughs> in my foot. Like, yeah. <laughs> And if you get it out for me, then I'll really take you home. Exactly. I'll take you home twice. <laughs> Two times. I'll take you home, I'll bring you back, and I'll take you home again. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think... But I don't know. I mean, surgery like that, it seems like it could be maybe a problem um, uh, to me. But I, I again, I, I'm not... I'm also not a doctor. What? So... <laughs> Uh, it's on so your business card. Uh, well, but it's a good point. We get that great. I, we get that great line. Um, you know, I'd be I'd be much more impressed with you people if you had a good surgeon. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I like that line because it's you know Jack is a surgeon, so obviously you'd be impressed if they had one. Right. Uh, well, and also like it's it seems like a good thing that people have been saying like why don't they have someone. Who knows what they're doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then and then we get that line sort of thrown in his face. Yeah, we had an excellent one, Jack. Ethan, remember that guy? Yeah, yeah you, you might have met him once or twice. Yeah, exactly. He may have kicked your ass before. <laughs> oh, if you don't stop following me, I'll kill one of them. Ring a bell. Ring a bell. Ring a bell. <laughs> Kidnapping Claire. Ring a bell. <laughs> The zombie that we sent after you, ring a bell. <laughs> the zombie clone. Please. Oh, zombie clone. Well, the first one was just a zombie, and then right. the second one was a zombie clone because the right, zombie right. died. 
Exactly. They cloned the zombie. They cloned the zombie. How can a zombie yeah. die, you say? Well, we all know that answer. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, let's talk about what this what issues this race is. It's a great answer. Uh-huh. And I love it. But why would they send their only surgeon on a mission like that? Ha 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 ha! That's my answer. You get a laugh. Oh, okay, <laughs> that works. There you go. Get a laugh. Get a laugh. Oh, it's complicated. Yeah, it's complicated. I really like this sandwich. Thanks. <laughs> um, the sandwich is great. The Thanks. sandwich is great. Um, you know, I think. I I feel like okay, well, that's a good question. I think that um I think it's there's what some... everybody brought up and it seems like digging out of the why don't you have a surgeon hole got them into a why did you send your surgeon on a dangerous mission hole? Yeah, I think it wasn't specifically I I don't think they thought it was going to be that dangerous. I think that's really my answer is that you know, he was only supposed to just infiltrate them which he did fairly fairly easily. And yeah. uh, and then get names now, yeah. and then I think once they find out, you know, Claire's pregnant and whatever reasons that they want the baby, I think it behooves um, Ethan to be involved with her with her kidnapping uh, to a certain point. I mean, I guess someone else could have done it, but I think, but I think once they find out about Claire and that, you know, once they want Claire, I think it makes sense that Ethan is involved. Um, and also, I think, I think that. Coupled with the fact that one, you know, once they have, once they do take Claire, you know, you know, they 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 have this relationship because she sort of knows him from knowing him before, mm-hmm. and he's not sort of a stranger, even though he did kidnap her, but she doesn't remember that, so it doesn't matter, right? Um, so I think it was, I think it's just one of those sticky situations. Um, there's not I, a I great reason, but I don't think there's like, a really compelling reason. I like. I can see it up to the point where Claire escapes and they send Ethan to get her back. At that point, it seems like you should know there might be danger involved. Well, but I think it's also, it seems like you lost her, you get her back. Yeah, but still, if, you know, as valuable as that sort of knowledge is, it seems like you would punish him in some other way. Don't, you know, don't sacrifice your surgeon. And and it, I mean, just from what we've seen to play devil's advocate, it doesn't seem like they. I mean, besides from Ben's surgery, they haven't really needed a surgeon. So maybe they weren't th- they weren't thinking like this guy's just really. Just because they really... haven't doesn't mean they won't. I mean, it's it's a true. It's a nice thing to have well, when you're in an isolated community. And don't forget, they have they can they have access to the outside world. So maybe they're thinking, you know, we can we can go if if somebody needs something, we can go get somebody else or whatever. Um. I, yeah, I don't. But I just don't the think. Sky turned purple. Well, that was all before that. But um, I think I really don't think they were thinking about that. I really don't. I think for whatever reason, Ethan was in a position, uh, you know, sort of higher up in the in the hierarchy of you know people doing stuff, and uh, you know he's up there with Goodwin. And I think the fact that he's a surgeon, you know, is is different from the fact he's got this position in their in their group. Um, yeah. So it's just it was just unfortunate that he is their only good surgeon, you know. But but nevertheless, he still had his skills and his job to do, and and he had to do it. So it's interesting to note that because I think there was some discussion about maternity leave, whether Ethan was just sort of playing the part of the the medical guy or or not. 
and uh, this is sort of confirmation of that. Yeah, it definitely seemed like he was he was pretending. I mean, part of that was because the everything seemed fake in that that yeah. that, ep- that scene. You know, it was just it was just so surreal, and he, you know, this guy that we've seen before is wearing this like medical jacket, and is this, right. is, and it's like you're just playing dress up, and like, why are you, you know, I think I think we talked about that before, you know, I was like, how does he know how to like insert the needle and not hurt the baby and and all mm-hmm. that stuff, and now we know that he's a surgeon, um, so uh, it, it, it's interesting that, and this is this is quintessential lost. Like getting getting the answer that Ethan was a surgeon twenty years after it was relevant, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, that took a while. You know, it's so crazy. It's like that's why it's like any little mystery has the possibility of being answered at some point because they it'll just pop up. It's like nobody yeah. was nobody cared anymore about whether or not Ethan was a doctor or what his deal no. was, and now it's like, oh yeah, yeah, he's a surgeon. Okay, let's move on. That's the thing. A lot of times, mysteries like that that you'll talk about forever, they can just be like a quick line in some episode, like years later. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, oh, okay, well, <laughs> I like it though. I think I think it was, it was good. good. No, it was, it was really good because it, it was sort of like, um, it was sort of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. Uh, it, it what's the word like the I feel stupid. I can't think of other world. But you know, like Jack is like, "Oh, I wish you guys had a good surgeon." The man's like, "Yeah, we did." The guy mm-hmm. that you know you killed or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it was just it was a really good comeback. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. Touche. Yeah, it was it was a good like touche line. It was like, uh, "Yeah, no, we do, we did." Like, that, remember that guy? Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and, and also, uh, it's something about this episode. Like one of the qualities of this episode that I liked at least is that it, it has this continuity with what we've seen before with the others, like, you know, Jack actually bringing up what they did yeah. and the little kid bringing up Anna Lucia and, uh, and then this thing about Ethan being the surgeon, like it, it connects things that before, like nobody has mentioned this stuff, you know, before. And it just, it always seemed like disconnected from what's happened before. Uh-huh. And it's nice to feel like it's coming together, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to feel like this stuff is all related somehow, that it's not just a random series of events that they're trying to force together. Yeah, that makes sense. So I just, I got the sense, like, from the first part of the season that, like, the others were, they're all about this now, and all that stuff that came before, oh, forget about that. You know, they were going to try to, like, just sweep it under the rug and not address it. Mm-hmm. So I was glad, I was just glad to see them bringing up those things in this episode. So, Awkward pause. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. No, I agree. It, it's nice that they brought that stuff up. Uh, what's also nice is uh when when Ben Ben <laughs> sort of uh, yeah Ben sort of like gets up a little bit and looks at the door and sees Alex and he like sighs and like puts his head down and I love that that's one of the few times that Ben has you know we've seen we've peered through that veneer that he has you know he like he's like oh crap not Alex again like my own daughter like god damn it like what's going on you know I, I like that little bit of um um humanity that he has i guess or, or or you know he's sort of embarrassed i think to a certain degree uh of what's going on because you know he's he's sort of he sort of has this persona of being this big bad leader and you know no holds bar ruthless whatever mm-hmm. but then he's foiled by his little daughter you know what i mean like she can't it, it's basically making him look bad you know to a certain degree and i just i just like that look and 
when he sort of sighs and puts his head down. It's like, oh God, Alex, you again? Like, what are you doing to me? You're ruining my rep hair. You know? But it was it was like a real emotion as opposed yeah. to usual like you know faux emotion. Everything's like some kind of yeah. Like I knew that. Back. Yeah, like oh, I knew that already, and nothing's a surprise to me. You know? Yeah. But it was like yeah, it was definitely a surprise to him. Something genuine instead of his usual you know lying about everything. <laughs> yeah, my name is Henry Gale. God. My wife Jennifer died. I buried her. I'm from Minnesota. And, oh God. <sighs> um, oh, you know, this didn't even occur to me until just now. Like, would he recognize Danielle? Like, do you think he knew who she was? You know, I think it all depends on the circumstances of how the baby was taken. Um, you know, yeah, she claims, you know, that she saw the smoke that night or whatever, and then they came in the night and took the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, for all we know, like, she could have been, you know, sick or something, or, and, you know, maybe the baby was somewhere by itself and they found it. And so it could be that Ben didn't even know how, where the baby came from, which I don't really buy, but, um, it could be something like that. But I, I think, I, I think I'll just, I'll just make a stand and say, um, yeah, I think he. I think he would. I think he know where the, where Alex came from and who the mother is. I don't think he knows that Danielle is still alive, though. Oh, okay. So in that scene, you don't think he thought, "Hey, maybe this woman is my daughter's mom." No, no, exactly. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, which makes me think that he he's he does that that he sort of rescued Alex to a certain degree. Um, you know, maybe. Maybe um, maybe Rousseau was off killing Robert, you know, and uh, and the rest of her team, and and they found they found they found baby Alex and didn't know what was going on, you know. Maybe they found some of the dead bodies or something, and maybe you know didn't know what to make of the situation, and or maybe you know maybe the, if the sickness is real, you know they were worried about um, the baby getting infected, and they take kids anyway. Mm-hmm. So for all those reasons and more. Um, <laughs> Uh, communism is bad. It's just interesting to note that Alex is like, you know, existing as Ben's daughter, and Danielle and Ben were like, you know, right next to each other in an episode. You think that if Ben knew that he took the the baby from a French a French you know castaway, that when he came across this French lady. You know, obviously on the island, yeah. Uh, that he would, that he would just at least think, maybe that's, maybe that's the same lady. Now, either he doesn't know that, or he knows that, and he just didn't say anything. Yeah. I mean, what's he gonna do? Hey, I got your daughter. Well, yeah, I know, but it's just, I don't know. It makes that scene weird. It does make the scene weird when you know they have such a like strong connection. It never, at the time, and up until very recently, it never occurred to me that that might be the case. Yeah. Um, that he would actually raise her daughter that we've been hearing about for so long. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I don't know. I, I and they, you know, they probably didn't even know at the time. The actors, at least. Yeah. What if? Um. Here's another crazy little theory. What if? Um. What if one of Danielle's uh, team members like took the baby and brought it to the others? Um. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, for some reason this person knew about the others or something, or I don't know. But I, I was just I was just thinking, what if what if somehow the baby was brought to the others, but the person who 
brought the baby to the others, died or whatever, or wasn't able to take care of it. So Ben took over. So mm-hmm. he wasn't necessarily taking taking care of Alex from the time that they got her, but maybe a little bit afterwards or something like that. Um, and so, so the others didn't necessarily steal the baby, but somebody who Russo didn't kill yet. Um, you know, because if, if Russo is crazy and is killing her teammates, maybe this person was like, oh, God, she's just going to kill everybody. She's going to kill the baby. And so this person leaves with the baby and maybe stumbles across the others mm-hmm. and then gives the baby to them. And this person is either still around and didn't raise Alex as their own or um, or something else or died or something. I could see yeah. that. I could see that happening. I could definitely see because if you're in that situation where this lady is is killing your your friends and colleagues, uh, you, she's obviously insane, and you might think she's going to kill the baby too. Uh, so I could I could see them, and you know, and that could be a thing like the the with the smoke that was there that night that you know that the baby was taken. The person who was part of the team who took Alex, you know, ran towards the smoke, ran towards you know signs of other life. So. And then ran into the others. I could see that happening. Yeah, I could too. Uh, that's, uh, there's, uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> well, there we go. We'll see if it happens. We'll see if they'll be talk about it. Yeah, I, uh, I think, uh, yeah, my, my current theory that hasn't been revised in a while was that Danielle shot them because she was crazy. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, which could still be the case, actually. With that oh, it's theory. definitely still the case. Yeah. Um, uh, but as far as the baby taken, I really, I'd always assumed they took it like from her arms, you know, mm-hmm. like like Walt, you know, it was, they came up and were like, "We're gonna take your baby," and you know, and then they took it, and that was it. But uh, but yeah, that very well could be the case, you know. Yeah, especially uh, since yeah, especially since you know, she didn't have a lot of details about how the baby was taken. All yeah. she knows is that the baby was gone when that smoke came and that the others did it. The others who she's never seen. Right. You know, oh, and, God, that nonsense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think it, it might make sense if somebody from her team, she, you know, that the idea that she never actually saw how the baby was taken. Mm-hmm. She just knows that somebody else took the baby. So right. That's interesting. Okay, very good, very good. Thank you. Um, where are we? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? Okay, so. Interesting thoughts all. Uh, what are we talking about? Lost? The Ben. <laughs> <laughs> is this the, this is, I came for the Heroes podcast. This is the what? Heroes podcast, right? What are, what's going on, guys? Man, when Hero and Ando were like watching the gunfight and they're in that little bus thing. Okay, never mind. Yeah, then I, I've never seen it. Okay, that's good. You should watch it. Maybe I will. Uh, Peter's got the best power. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. He's got the best one. I think the one who can stop time wins. Well, the thing about Peter is he can absorb people's power. So if he's like around you for we don't oh, we, I didn't know that. We don't it, like if he's around you for some amount of time, we're not sure how long it takes, but he once he's around you, he can use your power and then even when he's not around you, he can still use that power. But you know what sucks about him? Even though that's great, if no one had any powers, he wouldn't have any power. Well, no, he would have he would have that power, but it would be useless. So he would yeah. still have power, but it would be useless. Yeah, he would effectively not have any power. But the point is, people have power, so he's the most powerful so one. Does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good point. But he's probably not as good at using it as the people who have it. Uh, but he can learn how. I mean, how hard is it to be invisible or to fly? He can do hey, it. 
It's I let me tell you, it's it's no no walk in the park. Well, I, you know, I walked in the park once. Now it's pretty easy. Oh, okay. Well, you know, good point. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> um, I don't either. I've lost. I don't know what you what or you I do? are talking about. Besides the fact that um, back to loss, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Ben, uh, Jack proposes, you know, hey, I'll help you. You have Juliet. We all win. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. Nudge, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, and wink. Juliet will, well. Yeah. And then he goes, and Ben says, you know, I've already given you a ticket off of the island. You're like, what else is this going to cost me? I'm like, well, first of all, Ben, you've given him a ticket off, but what's the date on this ticket? Like, when can Jack cash this ticket in? Like... Yeah, it seems like if he, if that's true, he should have been able to leave already. Yeah, I'm like they're just and Jack's not even questioning like how long is going to be before you uh, you know uphold your end of the uh, agreement. Like he's just like oh, I guess I'm just here. And then he was like, and then earlier he thought he's going to die. Like they were just going to kill him. And it's Jack. I mean, obviously Jack doesn't know what's going on. He's just playing the hand he's dealt. Um, but uh, anyway, I thought it was weird that Ben sort of reiterate that he does have a ticket off the island. Yeah. Um, but it's like, well, how can I use this ticket? Where do I have to go to leave? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, it's like, okay, well, you have a ticket off the island, but... <laughs> but your ticket's invalid. <laughs> uh, it yeah, but it was weird to me that he expired. said that and that Jack didn't question it. He didn't question it. But, uh, I don't know. It's been it makes me feel like the writers know what's going on in terms of Jack getting off the island with this ticket and so that makes Ben know Ben and Jack know so they don't they have this intrinsic knowledge that they really shouldn't have oh you know yeah yeah that makes sense um so anyway he goes you know your people are in the room deciding whether or not to to execute Juliet and I thought it was surprising that um Ben didn't seem to really did he seem surprised to you that they were that they were about to execute Juliet yeah, I wasn't clear on that. This that this whole plot confused me because it did seem like he didn't really know that that was going on. Yeah, <laughs> like what? <laughs> They're doing what? But then he has the power to stop it, which makes me think: How could they not tell him if he has the power to like stop this? How does he not know? It seems like someone would report this to him. Like, how would he not know? You know? Yeah, I, it it was. I mean, from the lines, it doesn't seem like he doesn't know, but from the look he gives, it's like. I don't know. He he seems surprised. So maybe that was just sort of a, uh, you know, a, a misleading, you know, acting thing that he 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 seems to be surprised. Maybe he's supposed to be surprised that he wants to help Juliet. Uh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. Juliet doesn't care about you, Jack. It doesn't matter what she's done. No matter what you think, she's one of us. Sort of. Um, yeah, sort of. That's why she wants to leave, right? Because she's one of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she's about as far from one of us. And that's as... the other thing, too. It's like, it's like you know, she got a ticket off the island for helping Ben. or for, <laughs> you know. But, but I guess now that she's killed, now that she killed Pickett, it's like, hey, you know what? We're going to kill you for killing Pickett, and then we'll send you off the island dead. You know, right, sorry. Right. We'll uphold our end of the bargain, but, you know, you'll be dead. <laughs> Yeah, like, it it seems like, yeah, if you do something, it can negate a ticket. Which I figured what Jack did negated his ticket. Nope. 
You know, I figured Ben would be like, well, you had a ticket, but, you know, you decided to, you know, you pretend sh- to try to kill me. You and- shit all over that ticket, Jack. I'd love if he would have said that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that would, that would be good. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I wish the show was on, like, HBO. It'd be well, awesome. What about my ticket, Ben? You shit all over that You ticket, shit Jack. all over that ticket, Jack. Just like you shit all over everything. <laughs> you shit all over your dad. You shit all over your marriage, Jack. Don't shit where you sleep, Jack. And you shit where you do everything. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Oh, that would be awesome. The ratings would go up. Come on. Absolutely. <laughs> How could they not? How could they not go up? Jack with that? shits all over everything. Oh no! <laughs> Next on Lost, Jack shits on everything. <laughs> what are you doing, Jack? <laughs> <laughs> what does it look like I'm doing? <laughs> oh god! So, um, does Isabel have a walkie? What do you need a walkie? Don't you guys have telepathy? Come on. Come on, guys. Oh, God. Come on. Back down that road. Oh, oh man. They, they really don't have telepathy. They so don't have telepathy. Man, that explains so... A, well, a little bit. <laughs> Explain a, a lot of a small portion so of So a little bit. A small portion... A bit, a lot of a small portion <laughs> of the show. Right. Mm-hmm. Which might just be a medium amount, but it um, was a nice theory while it lasted. It was nice. It was very nice. I I really enjoyed it. And remember the really other the crazy theory about uh, the island, the island takes people's voices, and that's what the whispers are. These, oh, yeah. these disembodied voices. <laughs> uh huh. You know, I, that. yeah. I mean, that's what it says in the captions too: disembodied voices. And I'm just like, well, maybe the island. I'm still holding on to that. That that still could be true because we we still don't know what the whispers are. So no, that's up for grabs. No. I wanted to say, I want to, when we get to Cindy, I'm going to say a little something about the whispers. Cindy Wendy. (laughs) Cindy Wendy. So Ben's like, give me something to write on, blah, blah, blah. Um, It seems like you could just go take a walkie to Isabel, but that's okay. We'll just have you write a note. This way he gets to write something that can be a surprise to them. Yeah, oh, exactly, exactly. Um, so the next scene, we have Jack following Artra, um, you know, in the, in the seedy Phuket alleyways. Um, and, uh, you know, she goes into the tattoo parlor and he's like, oh, so you're a tattoo artist. That's a big secret. I'm not a tattoo artist, even though I do tattoo people. That's not what I do. Well, that's what I do. That's not what I do. It's like, wait, what are you saying? Anyway. It's not decoration. It's definition. I think it's one of those things where she sees it as demeaning to call it tattoo art. Like it's not a skit. It's a sketch. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. I. I get it. I get it. It was just. I'm just poking fun for no reason. Um. I agree though. That whole that whole line is kind of whatever. It was kind of weird because like the way the scene is shot when he walks in you actually see her through the mirror like i don't know if you mm-hmm. did but i mean it's it's pretty obvious to sort of see her i did and and like it's weird because he walks in and usually when you you know in a scene like this you walk in and you don't know where the person is which is how they tried to play it out but since that mirror is there in the shot the first shot like you see where she is so i'm like well she's standing right there and then i didn't see her i thought he didn't see her well he may not have seen her 
But but I, I at least get the sense that she saw him through the reflection because when she when they cut to her in the mirror, she's sort of staring at him. So I sort of feel like you know he walked in, he didn't really see her, uh, but she saw him through the reflection and and just was sort of contemplating what to do about this and mm-hmm. and sort of pissed off. And then she you know says something and then he sees her, but. Right. Uh, I think it's just a little technical flaw in how they shot that scene that you sort of see where she is immediately in the scene, but yeah, I maybe everyone didn't see that, but um. So anyway, they have the whole thing, and it's like it's not decoration; it's definition, which I, I sort of like that line. Um, and then uh, I guess my question is before we talk about the next part is why does why does marking what one is mean anything? What significance does that have to have who you are tattooed on you? What do you what do you what do you think? Um. Oh, really? I, well, uh, I mean, I guess. Uh, wow, I'm I'm. Uh, See, I asked I, the, I asked the hard hitting questions here. You know, I got nothing. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I, I I guess I felt like her. You know, the fact that she can see who people are is the big thing. Yeah. Um, but then as far as getting it marked on you, I guess it's like some kind of this is me thing, like getting your name tattooed on you or something. Yeah, which I never understand. Yeah, but I, I feel like it's in that vein at least. It's like in case you forget, this is your name. Like you're... Who who you are? I, I get it. You. I get it. A, 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 a symbolic representation of who you are, you know. And yeah. I, I get that. I mean, that's really what tattoos are all about: is reflecting who you are. Um, but I I felt like I guess my question was: Does it have any 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 bigger significance than what tattoos sort of mean in general? You know, that's really the sort of general significance of a tattoo: is expressing mm-hmm. yourself and who you who you are. Um, and I guess the answer is maybe not. There's no bigger thing than that. I guess the idea is that, is that she's supposed to really be able to see who you are mm-hmm. and put it on yours. Normally, if someone gets a tattoo, they like pick something out that they like, and they can't necessarily see who they are themselves. Yeah. So, okay, I'll buy that. Like, yeah, she's the yeah. world's best tattoo artist because she can tell you specifically what you want. But does that mean you're really gonna like it? What if you don't like it? You you have no choice. You have no choice but to it's who like you it. You are. You have to like it. But what if you don't like the design? Then you don't like yourself. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I guess you have all the answers. Um, what else was I gonna? I had another question. About yeah, you. I mean, I guess it's one of those things. I mean, she just puts Chinese characters. You know, how bad can it be? Yeah. Are we supposed to believe that she didn't do the stars and the five either? I guess so. I mean, we didn't see him when they, um, when the the brother uh, looks at the tattoo. Oh, they weren't uh, there. No. Oh, okay, then yeah, that's that. That makes sense. So uh, the other stuff is still unexplained. I could just see her like, stuff. okay, now Jack, this is who you are. Now let me draw something pretty. <laughs> <laughs> pretty. Uh, and you know what I think? I'm just gonna throw out my usual, uh, what's it called? Writer's cop-out theory. Okay. Which is, I think the writers, like, didn't know what to do with the five and the, like, whatever. Like, they were just like, I don't know what to do with this. So they had, they had Isabel say that line, oh, those are cute, but, 
the Chinese, that was what they wanted to focus on because they could come up with a story for that. Yeah. And so I feel like they just want to kind of sweep the other part under the rug and say, oh, forget about that. That's just silly decoration. Well, and I think the five does have a little bit of significance in terms of Jack's story. Um, the stars. Yeah, yeah, it does. Do? A lot, I've, I've read that in a lot of places, and that makes sense in terms of the story. I guess, uh, yeah, maybe maybe we'll find out that's why. That would be an easy thing to write. Yeah, it'd be easy to write. Like, she could just say, you know, not Isabel, but I mean, I mean, uh, what's her name? Archer could have said something about five five a significant to you you know mm-hmm. and and not even say any more than that you know why she would know that well she's got a gift so. yeah um, yeah uh what was i gonna say okay um plus he's got this other like pyramid type thing on there too there's right. some there's some other big sort of shape on there and um uh, so there's a lot going on in that tattoo mr foxy <laughs> indeed so the next thing is, you know, Jack. Jack's an outsider. He can't get tat- tattooed, uh, and, I, and I'm, I guess the next question is why? Why is that against their custom to tattoo an outsider? Oh, oh man, asking about why and something like that. I, I mean, know. why, Justin? It's a simple question. Why do good things happen to bad people? Please. This isn't <laughs> this isn't any harder question than that. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I would say probably in the long run because uh, originally people lived in isolated areas and, <coughs> you know, they developed their own customs and, you know, uh, being with your own people was sort of advantageous, I guess. And so there's this general thing that outsiders aren't allowed to participate in, you know, your people's rituals and stuff and yeah i think it's a it's a general thing it's a general custom. no i mean i definitely i mean that's definitely true i mean not that i don't think it i mean obviously it makes sense i'm not questioning that i just wonder if there's any outside reason i mean you you know you you hear of you know this idea of not teaching you know like martial arts to outside you know bruce lee was mm-hmm. getting in trouble for when he came to america teaching martial arts to non you know uh chinese people so yeah, and I, I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I hate to sort of judge that, I guess, but uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. But it's I'm wrong. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> hate to judge it, but you're wrong, people. Like, I wouldn't care, but I don't place any value on that sort of thing. Yeah. So, like, maybe if I did, it would bother me. I, I don't know. It do- Like, it doesn't make sense to me, but I can't, you know, I'm not really, you know... Well, sort of I mean, it's similar to the fact that you won't podcast with anyone but me. Um, you think it's just, <laughs> it's just, it's, it's sort of against your general principles, right? Interesting. Well, what about our special guest? Didn't I allow? Uh... No. Okay. <laughs> the answer's no. Um. Okay, it's similar to that. Well, you never address Jennifer directly. That's the thing. Oh, okay. You're only talking to me. I see. All right. Um, and then my next question is, why does Jack even want to get that tattooed? He seems like he just wants to get it because she doesn't want to give it to him. Like, oh, really? Yeah. Then give it to me. Right. No, I won't. Give it to me! Yeah. And then get yeah, me a sandwich. Like, I agree. Like, if she was like, okay, he'd be like, well, I don't really want a tattoo. <laughs> yeah, no, that's her. No. <laughs> 
Yeah, it it does seem like he just it's it's kind of irrational. I don't really understand Jack in this scene, like slamming her against the wall, and there, there's something weird about this. I I don't think it comes off right. He he seems too like weird. Yeah, it seems like maybe maybe part of it was that he didn't sort of believe what she said, and maybe when he says now put it on me, put it on me, it's 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 sort of it's sort of uh daring her to put that on him because he doesn't maybe because I, I really can't imagine at this point of his life that he thinks he's a great man um i mean i mean that's not no offense but i mean just the stuff that sort of happened to him you know he hasn't really proven himself to be a leader or a great man in any huge respect um you know when he gets hey, he when he gets sarah and they said she would never mock again and that doesn't make him a leader. That might make him a great man. Uh, I agree. Definitely yeah, makes him a good surgeon. It's like he's a leader because of Lost, not because of what he's done before now. Yeah, I mean, on the island, this stuff comes to becomes true. Um, but but and it seems like they were trying to uh, get some some drama and some anger from Jack. From you know, this makes you lonely, frightened, and angry. Um, you know. Because he he is feeling those things because this is presumably right after the breakup with Sarah, so he's sort right. of pissed about that too. And so you know it's like she's you know digging into an old wound, and so he's supposed to. Seems like they're supposed to. He was supposed to be reacting like that's his reaction to this whole thing. Is not that he really wants to tattoo, but he's just reacting to her saying this. So okay, yeah, now put it on me. And and I agree. Uh, I don't understand where he's coming from with with this whole scene, and he's. Uh, I think there's a lot of emotion, a lot of weird emotions going on here because he feels, you know, taken advantage of and lied to, and then he doesn't see what the big deal is, and so I, he's sort of just sort of crazy. He's probably been drinking, so you know, alcohol, yeah. alcoholism runs in the family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Certainly does. So, um, anyway, she tattoos him, and you know, this is against my people, and then he puts her, you know, against the wall, and. Uh, blah 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 and then he there will be consequences jack now do you think that there's consequences outside of his his getting beat up and sent off uh out of thailand i assume that's what she meant i mean what other consequences could there be man the first thing i thought which obviously okay. isn't true but i thought whoa maybe this is why the plane crashed Oh God! <laughs> you know, well, I was thinking, I was thinking th- this idea of like, you know, it, it's so against, you know, their people for not just because of this sort of customary reason, but but some larger universal reason that uh, that his getting this tattoo could have, you know, future effects like the plane. I mean, obviously the plane crash, we know why that happened, but like, you know, sort of bad luck effects to him in the future, um, and. Um, I feel like I feel like there's there's I don't know I at least there, I want there to be more than just his getting beat up. Yeah. Oh, we all do. <laughs> but uh, I unfortunately I think that's it. Just the way she says it, like you know, she's not she's not like you know, there'll be some unhappy people or something or whatever. There'll be consequences. There always are. Well, Jack, you're right. There always are consequences to actions. You're so. You're so you're so astute, Jack. Can't lose with that one. Yeah. Be great if you said there never are. She's like, what? Just give me the tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so we're going to move to the next scene, right? Mm-hmm. Man, this podcast is longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I had a feeling. Oh, you always have a feeling. Shut up. Jack, uh, let's see. So, right. <laughs> don't you always have a feeling? Am I making that up? No, I don't okay. always have a feeling. You always have a feeling. Okay. You claim you don't, but... Oh, I want to say one more thing about this scene. Oh, God. Um... Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, the stuff that the stuff that she says about Jack, I mean, it's pretty much like stuff about Jack that you know we've known for a long time. Yeah, and uh, it's it's once again going against my. I feel like if we're not, yeah, I feel like this this flashback besides the tattoos was pretty superfluous. I, it didn't really work for me. It was kind of weak, you know. Uh, the sort of romance turns into mystery, turns into he gets beat up, you know. <laughs> oh, um, the classic story. Yeah. Girl meets boy, girl tattoos boy, boy gets beat up by other boys. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, I just thought it was a weak flashback. I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, it wasn't that great. Uh, you know, I sort of feel like Archer is the kind of character that they, they put in there and it's going to mean bigger things than just what his tattoo is about. Uh, like, I don't know if we'll see her again or something like that, but I feel like I feel like there's more going on than, the, you know, because a lot of times in flashbacks they set up, like, a little thing, you know, and then they, like, pick it up with that thing in a different flashback later on. Mm-hmm. Don't ask me for any examples. Um, so, I don't know, maybe it's something like that. Yeah, no, you're right, though. I think uh, I think they, they did do that a couple of times. Yeah. Um, even though I don't have examples either. Good. One of the things I want to mention really quickly, since we're talking about the tattoos and the meaning and the episode, uh, you know, most people probably know this, uh, but, you know, Stranger in a Strange Land, the title, is based on a book by Robert Heinlein. Um, so I don't think we said that, but I just wanted to mention that. It's a, it's a, it's a hugely popular widely re- uh, widely held uh, science fiction book so novel just wanted to mention that tidbit right very uh, famous uh... In, yeah and the book is about what is it about like a guy a human raised on Mars by Martians and then he yeah. then he returns to Earth when he's an adult um, which you know this idea of stranger in a strange land uh, is presumably supposed to reflect Jack and Phuket um Although, is the land really that strange? I don't know. He got along pretty well. Yeah. Met a lady pretty quick. Certainly <laughs> um, did. <laughs> had, a little good, had a little Thai food. Not so strange. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't read the book, so I, I, I don't know if there's any other similarities or things we're supposed to draw from that connection. Um, so I can't be any help there. But if anybody of our audience has read this book and know of any uh, interesting connections... Let us know. Call in, guys. Yeah, don't call in. You can write in. Because I'd be interested to know. I mean, the writers always pull out these literary references. I mean, it's a thing to do. It, it, it's interesting. So there's probably nothing more to that than just the, the basic idea of the story. Yeah, we already had Tale of Two Cities. So this is uh, part two in that series. Um. So let's go on to the next scene. Um. Well, you know, I think... Uh, I think we skipped the Cindy thing, the Cindy scene. 
Oh yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think I skipped it in my notes here. Um, that was we, we made passing reference to it, I think. But uh... uh, yeah, let's go talk about that scene. That was right after. Well, we have we have the scene where oh god, where is it? Um, oh oh, Jack is being interrogated, and the next scene is Octra comes to Jack's little bungalow in the night and. She basically says there's things you can never understand, and uh, although it gets pretty simple once she tells him what it is, right? Um, and then the very ne- quickly and succinctly. <laughs> yeah, and so the next scene, Jack wakes up. You and- know, this is some kind of like tradition in writing. I think they, I've heard stuff like that so many times, and it yeah. always comes down to such an easy explanation. I've I've written lines like that myself. It's more interesting because if she tells him what's going on right now. Then we don't have the, dr- the drama of the scene later, right? You know, and it's and it and it adds to the mystery and the complexity of what's going on. Or you could never understand, blah blah blah. You know, and uh, but it'll be pretty simple once you explain it. That's the yeah. problem. And and the real challenge is to be able to say there are things you can never understand, and then later have the scene, the confrontation where you tell them, and then have them actually not able to understand. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's really, you know, for, for legitimate reasons, have it have it become true. You just can't understand what's going on. So Right. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. That doesn't happen too often. No, they always understand. They always understand. Oh, man. It's just classic. So, in this next scene, um, the, the Cindy scene, Jack wakes up in his cage and there's people sort of all milling about right in front and he's he's instantly like pissed off and starts yelling at them and mm-hmm. and he assumes that they're others, which I guess technically they might be. I don't know how you define others, but um you know, and then Cindy sort of comes up and introduces herself and she he sort of remembers who she is and and um right before you know we get a re you know let me let me go to the let me go to the transcript bob let's go to the transcript <laughs> um bob roll up roll the transcript bob 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 are you sleeping bob what no bob bob what no bob bob got fired what oh jeez can i have his parking spot so she goes um you know, what are you doing here? I thought you were taken. I thought you were captured. She goes, um, well, it's not that simple. Here we go again. <laughs> Which is the same as saying it's complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you have, there are things you could never understand. It's complicated. Oh, it's not that simple. This is all like, God, they're just really going to that this episode. Yeah, they really like that. They really like, like that. <laughs> we don't want her to answer for real, so. She did start to say they're not. I don't Yeah, I I think she was going to say they're, you know, something along the lines of they're not here to hurt us or they're not bad or they're not, you know, they're yeah. not the they're the opposite of what you think they are. Yeah. And then she was just thought, well, you know, there's there's a lot going on or I don't know. They're not alive, Jack. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> they're all dead. Yikes. That'd be weird. Um, and so he goes, well, what are you doing right now? What are you, what are you doing here? We're here to watch, Jack. Watch what? And right when she's about to tell him, mm-hmm. uh, Emma, the little girl, comes up and yes. uh, Thanks, and whispers, because she can't talk out loud, I guess. No. Or maybe because... Um, maybe the island stole her voice. Well, I think it's more realistic that if she had a, a speaking line, they'd have to pay her more money. Oh. Yeah. Um... <laughs> 
Like your it's rate. Ruin my theories. Your rate for for being like uh you know a sort of non-speaking actor to having one line is really big. Like and then having multiple lines is is a smaller increment. But having that one line bumps you up. <clears throat> bumps you up. But what if the island? <laughs> yeah, well, the island is not part of SAG. Okay. <laughs> Oh, man, that would be a surprise. That would be a surprise. Surprise, and the president is saying, <laughs> I'm the island. <laughs> Smokey's the vice president. Wow, <laughs> of course. Well, now I know why Hollywood's so crazy. It's got a it's got a magical island running uh, the Screen Actors Guild. No wonder <laughs> Hollywood's crazy. Oh, God. So, um... And then, you know, she says, what is it, sweetheart? And Emma asks about Anne Lucia, and Cindy Cindy relays the message. And Jack is, I love Jack's response because it's, you know, no one's thought about Anne Lucia in a long time, including yeah. Jack. But he's like, oh, my God, like, are you kidding me? You know how long ago and how many adventures ago that was? Yeah, like, I know. It really shocked me. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Anne Lucia seems like a million years away. Yeah. Like, I Back when that stuff happened, I mean, I know it's only been like a couple weeks, but it feels like forever to me. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. And and then you wonder, like, I mean, obviously the little kid might not know, but you wonder how much that the others in general know about who's dead, who's alive, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, Miss Clues sent Michael to go get, you know, Ben back, and, <clears throat> you know, it, it does make me wonder. I mean, some people knew that he went to do that, and... You know, not that they necessarily knew that he killed those people, but uh, uh, but they might have known something. I don't know. Yeah. They knew Walt left if they were, you know, if Walt was around them at some point. So you know, I, I'm really surprised Jack didn't tell Cindy that that Anna Lucia was dead to like sort of you know rub it in her face. Like you know what she is? She's dead. She's dead. Mm-hmm. Like you know. Um, I'm really surprised. I mean, maybe because the little girl was there or something. I don't know. But um, I, I thought that was weird because I thought that would be really something to, to you know. Oh, what what happened to lovely Alu? Like, oh, yeah, lovely Alu, where she's dead because of you guys. Not really, but. Oh, I yeah, no, I think they're at least partially to blame. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Michael definitely, you know. Uh, I like to believe he could have found another way, but. Nonetheless, they, uh... Did... Did, um... Does Jack... Should Jack really know that Cindy was kidnapped? Yeah, I mean, presumably somebody told him. But I mean, mean, in terms of what we saw, no one ever told him, right? No, we're gonna have to assume that that happened off-screen. Okay, okay, that's fine. I was just wondering if we ever actually saw somebody say... Yeah, I don't know for sure. I guess it's possible, but I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I mean, they were too embroiled with, you know, Shannon being dead and Saeed right. being, you know, tortured and whatever. And, uh, almost but it's, it makes sense to me, especially, you know, when him and Annalise were having that army fiasco oh, good. Uh, that she might have brought up. The army chronicles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the army chapter of that book. Oh man, probably one of the biggest go nowhere <laughs> plots of season two. Ch- chapter one, chapter one, the army. Well, today was a slow day for the army. No one <laughs> wanted to join. Chapter two, 
<laughs> no one still wants to join. This army is boring. <laughs> chapter fifteen. Two people count as an army. Yeah, chapter fifteen. Maybe two people counts as an army. Maybe this is an army after all. What <laughs> was the bad, bad portion of the book? Chapter twenty. There's only one of us left. <laughs> uh, is 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 there such thing as a one man army? I've heard of a one man band. Can you have a one man army? <laughs> oh God, that's really. Uh... That's a slow reader. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, one of the very boring... Hopefully we'll never get the other 48 days for the army. Yeah. (laughs) It'll be a really crappy episode. That's not a book they'll read in the book club. No. Uh, Yeah, they'd be really slow. (laughs) Oh, man. I can just see, like, Jack and and Lucia, like, sitting despondent on a rock. And it's, like, day one, day two, (laughs) day three, like, doesn't change, day four, day five... (laughs) It just counts to 48. That's, that's all they got. That's all they got. Nothing ever happened. Yeah, and then like day day 12, like somebody walks by and they look all happy. Oh, maybe he wants to... No. No. He want to <laughs> oh, he's just going to pick Mango. He's going to go play golf. Maybe we should start our golf league. No, Jack. No, we need an army. Oh. <laughs> oh. But people like golf. <laughs> and people like armies too, Jack. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> All right. So oh, what did you want to say about um, about Cindy? You said you had something. That, that plot was like all hype and nothing shown. You talking about the army like, thing? Yeah. It was like one hundred. Like at least with the church, he did something. Well, he like, had did something. The heart. Like he got a structure up. Yeah. But the fucking army was like all talk and nothing. Hey, they got four behind. people. What are you talking about? Oh, okay. Excuse me. <laughs> and I thought like, ooh, they're going to get the army and uh, whatever. I'll drop it. Okay. What was the question? <laughs> yeah. If I want to hear you ramble about how disappointed you are with the army, I'll go listen to our other podcasts. I know. I think in our very first podcast, we talked about that. Yeah. That was like, that came up. So, yeah, it's a classic uh, thing. Just like us making fun of Charlie and Claire. We do it 50% of the time. We do. <laughs> we do it half of every podcast. We, we make fun of Charlie and Claire, right? Right? <laughs> I don't know. That's what some people say. Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll leave it up to you guys to figure out what we're talking about. Um, let's go ahead. Did you, did you have something big about um, Cindy? Oh. That's right. What I wanted to say about Cindy. Uh, what were those people milling about? Why were they? Why were they doing that? Like that. That seems. It seemed. Weird to me. It seemed that they were on their way to the, you know, the courtroom or wherever, wherever the the, the verdict is going to be read. Mm-hmm. And they sort of saw Jack, and they sort of were sort of curious on on why he's there, and maybe s- some of them may have recognized him, yeah. or someone may have said, "Oh, that's the that's the doctor." Blah blah blah. I felt like they were sort of really curious about him. Um. And at first, you know, when they were all in the preview, when it's like we're here to watch, I thought it was like we're here to watch you in this cage because they're about yeah, to, that's they're, what about I to too. they're about to do something to you. Mm-hmm. But um, but it seems like they they were just sort of casually going to wherever they're going to watch, and uh, they sort of saw Jack, and then that's why they were just kind of mealing about. But yeah, 
So you think you think they were there to watch Juliet's trial and execution? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, um I don't know if if we would act, if they were going to watch her execution. I feel like that's really harsh even for the others, especially since there's kids there. Yeah. But I mean, do you think they'd bring the kids? I mean, even to the trial, isn't that odd? Well, I think I think there's something very specific going on here in terms of why the others feel the need to have these these people, some of which aren't you know, original others mm-hmm. are most of which, you know, uh, are all of which, um, anyway, um, aren't original others. I think there's some big reason. I think it's basically saying, you know what, this is how serious we are about our rules. She broke like the biggest rule ever or whatever. And this is what's going to happen. And this is what's going to happen to you. And so we need you guys to understand that. Uh, and, um, and I think that's why they brought the kids too to teach the kids early on that, you know, just like, you know, just like Alex knew, you know, being, you know, that young that she, you know, that's not what you do. That's our, that's our worst rule or something. So. Right. The worst thing to break. So, you know, she seems pretty okay uh, with her position there. Um, mm-hmm. So what do you think they've told her? Do you have any theory on, you know, what's going on with her that's taken her from nice Cindy from the plane to you know, Cindy, who's okay with the others. Um, I think whatever the reason that the others took them is why Cindy's okay with being taken. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Nice answer. That's sort of an answer. I mean, I basically think that, that there is a, a quote unquote good reason why, uh, they're being, they, they were taken. And I think, I think she's happy. And I think, I think they, they made her understand whether it was brainwashing or not. They made her understand, the reasons that she should be with them, or specifically the kids, at least. Um, and I think, you know, because I think if she if she wasn't comfortable with it, uh, she would have said something to Jack or intimated something or even may have tried to escape before or something like that. So I think living with the others, there's a comfortableness there. Uh, and um, and I think there, behind that, there's, you know, whatever big theory uh, or ideology they have about taking people um, she agrees with. So you don't think you can really get into why she's like this without basically getting into what the other's deal is in general. Exactly. I think I think at the at the mm-hmm. very at the end of the day she's she's happy being with them. So yeah. and I think that goes to what you know, whatever they're providing for her and then the reasons why they're providing that. So Right. Um, okay, so one thing I I wanna point out uh with this scene, just just my notes for future reference or, or something like that. Uh, we see uh, the kids who are with the tail section, uh-huh. right? Uh, we remember those. You and have to and see the, the teddy bear. The kid with the bear, of course. Um, and they ask about Anna Lucia. If you need a little more evidence, that's who they are. Yeah. Um, uh, and the bear, the bear which uh, Echo and Jen saw when they were hiding. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, pursuing Michael with the with the barefoot uh, others, um, uh, and 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 so also uh, the whispers occurred when Cindy was taken. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to I want to note that as piece of evidence number two that the whispers are connected to the others, and uh, uh, another piece of evidence that the others who are wandering around barefoot are the same as the, these others. Mm-hmm. So I just, that um, just... Yeah, I think there's a couple reasons, at least in terms of the whispers being around Cindy, I think there's still some strangeness there. 
Um, because from what we've seen, the there's no there's no real way that others can make those whispers unless they are just sort of around and are literally whispering, and it just seems supernatural. But that's not really the case. Um, that that would be weird if that's the explanation. Uh, but that's a reasonable explanation to a certain degree. Um, I, I'd like to I'd like to 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 um, to talk about why was the kid barefoot with the others. Now, my reason is that uh, that that was a time when we thought the others all, were always barefoot. Right. So that's the way they portrayed them. Because mm-hmm. um, we, you know, we we questioned that before. Like, where are they going? Why are they walking in the middle of the jungle? It seems, it seems to be sort of random, you know. Especially transporting the kids, you know. Um, and they had taken the kids, you know, a while before that. Um, right. So, and and presumably the O Town is is sort of nowhere near where they were because O Town's way on the other side of the island. So, where are they going? What were they doing? I guess we still don't know. Uh, But yeah, definitely that the kid was with the uh, he's with the others now, and so that was definitely the others then. In terms of the in terms of the whispers being connected to the others, specifically with Cindy, uh, Cindy's kidnapping. Um, I do want to bring up that this idea that the other that the whispers aren't a product of the others, but that they are connected to the others. Maybe some sort of uh, warning or something, um, which you know I don't really buy this theory, but just want to put it out there that w- whatever the whispers <coughs> the whispers are, maybe they're there's some sort of warning or or message or something, and that's why they're sort of there around the time the others are about to strike, you know, because some other force is trying to warn people. Yeah. About the others specifically. Yeah. And and I don't think it's airtight. It's just the fact that Cindy is with them mm-hmm. and they're, you know, basically just like the end of season two, you know, the whispers came, the others came. It's just like another time where you can, you can link them, even if it's, you know, there could be another explanation and it could be something like that where, where it's not the others doing it, but it's there when the others come. Mm-hmm. You know, for some reason, you know, the island warns people against the others. I mean, that's still pretty weird um, <laughs> uh, and supernatural. Um, I I don't think they're just they're just normal whispers, or if they are, I mean, that would be very disappointing to me. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like it 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 makes sense if they are, but it makes it doesn't make sense if they are. Yeah, you know, because it, it's it's just crappy, but um. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's definitely been whispers when we haven't seen others. So you can maybe sure. state a case that they're 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 out. They're not specifically a product of the others. But we but we didn't see others in that scene either. You know, Cindy just True. we heard the whispers and Cindy just disappeared. We never actually saw an other in that scene. But, maybe, but now she's with the other. Maybe the whispers took her and then the others rescued her. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. The whispers took her to the bear cave. Oh God, not that! <laughs> hey, I want to pretend like that didn't happen. God, it did. Doesn't it seem like a dream? A really bad yeah, dream. It does. It's like it's like I had a bad dream about what loss could be. Yeah, like I had a bad dream about how Echo died and all that stuff. And yeah, that was, that was it. Yeah, like like something. Yeah, something you would make up when you you know because yeah, <laughs> what's the worst thing they could do? Have a polar bear drag it. It almost seems like something they would make fun of Lost for. Yeah, yeah. That seems like something like 
Saturday Night Live would make a parody out of, like, yeah. you know, like they they would do that as a parody of Lost. Oh, that polar bear took Jack again. Like it just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just seems like ridiculous. I oh god, I just I I that episode doesn't exist to me. Yeah, I agree. It's uh, uh it's dead. Anyway, I just uh, in terms of the overall what's the word mythology, I guess I wanted to note those two. Um, little connections i guess they're they're still not airtight but it's at least sort of an evidence building thing yeah no we definitely have we can definitely tie the other cindy and the whispers in that scene you know yeah we can add that to the list that they're that the whispers are a product of the others or at least definitely definitely connected somehow connected yeah now why are they there other times you know i don't fucking know telepathy yeah, <laughs> back to that. Back to that. I'll never let it go <laughs> until Damon or Carlton tell me to stop. Yeah, there is no telepathy. You know what we should do? We should um, we should mail Damon and Carlton uh one of our podcasts. Really? Just send it to them. You think so? Yeah, let's just do it. They won't listen on their own. <laughs> You're right about that. No, I, I mean, I'm kidding, because I don't think they would They'd be like, oh, what's this? Oh, great, okay, I'm busy. Yeah, they're really not going to listen. I wish they would, but, you know, they're, they're busy with all. They can barely do their own podcast. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I wish they would do more video podcasts. That was nice. I did, too. That was nice. It was, it's a, I thought that was going to be what they did this whole season, and I'm disappointed that they, no. you know, never... <laughs> The same way you thought the beginning of the season, those good episodes are what's going to be the whole season. Yeah, I guess no. I did. No. I guess I did. No. No. Uh, okay, so let's go back. Uh, let's jump ahead uh, to where we left off. Right. Uh, which was uh, Jack and Alex go to talk to the sheriff, um, which I guess makes Ben the mayor, right? I don't know. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right i was just wondering um to continue the uh metaphor a little bit yeah yeah and uh tom's the deputy mm-hmm. and uh jack's the outlaw mm-hmm. um uh juliet is uh the proprietor of the saloon yeah uh right. she's got all the food you know and um Alex is, uh, I don't know, she's the ranch hand. <laughs> she's the mischievous ranch hand. Wow. Lost goes to the west. Lost goes west. I like that. It has a little ring to it. Lost goes west. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um,. <laughs> what if the plane had landed in the old west? <laughs> exactly. The plane flew through Aurora Borealis and went back in time. <laughs> Something Stephen King would write. Uh, oh, but then no. it'd be it'd be really good. <laughs> um okay. I hope so. Uh so Jack and Alex go and talk to the sheriff and sh- uh, Alex gives him in the letter, blah blah blah. And basically Juliet gets off the hook. The sentence but... the sentence has been commuted. Uh, and she, she's been ordered to be marked, mm-hmm. which at first I thought meant that when you said the sentence was commuted, I thought Alex is going to die now <laughs> in terms of Juliet's, in Juliet's place. 
Oh god. Yeah, I was like, oh what, what? And then when it, and they were like, but but she's gonna be marked. I was like, what well, they're gonna mark Alex now? Like the way they said it, the way it came off, I I was confused on what the pronoun was referring to. But oh. But of course it's Juliet. Um, how boring is that? Uh, and then so the next scene, um, it was really easy, really quickly how they uh really quick how they um wait what am I trying to say? It was easy and quick <laughs> how they uh, wrapped up, uh, how they resolved that little thing of Juliet sentencing. Yeah. I mean, it was like, Jack went to talk to him, and then she got out, and that was it. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't a lot of trouble. Yeah. I guess it's like phoning in a call from the governor right before the, uh, right before you, you know, you're executed in prison. Right, but with less drama. Less drama. And no last meal. But no last meal. She probably would have had a grilled cheese sandwich of course but she doesn't make the sandwiches she just puts the toothpicks in <laughs> who makes the sandwiches Juliet that's what I want to know who makes the sandwiches <laughs> tell me who makes the sandwiches where do you get these toothpicks they're mint flavored I love it <laughs> okay um so next scene, uh, we're back and uh, we flash back to Phuket. Uh, Jack is, you know, going outside. It's another lovely day in Thailand. Oh look, the uh, the Soda Boy's running away. What's wrong, Soda Boy? What's wrong? I love you. Oh, I just asked for two sodas. I just want a soda. I give you extra money. Oh, but he ran away. Oh well. I thought you liked Doctor Jack. I uh, know, Doctor Jack. Doctor Jack. <laughs> The plane, the plane. <laughs> oh man, that'd be weird if he said that. Jack's like, "What?" It's like nothing. that would be really weird. Nothing. And yeah, the plane, the plane. Yikes! It's gonna crash. What plane's gonna crash? Oh, nothing. Buy a soda. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 Phuket boys. Uh, <laughs> As I like to call them, <laughs> the Phuket Five. Yeah, the uh, the Furious Phuket Five. Phuket Five. The Phuket. Oh, never mind. Okay. Um. They come beat up Jack, and you know. And my my first question was, well, why why did Arctra have to tell them? You know, I mean, did they find out some way? Um. You know, I wonder if it was just this idea that that it's so meaningful to have this tattoo that they just sort of know they can like it just feels different you mm -hmm. know he just seems to be different now his aura has changed uh and like you, you know the way the little boy ran from him i mean i guess he was sort of running because he saw the guys come up behind him yeah but it seems like you know it's like you can just look at the guy and tell something's different and and uh so i don't know i'd like to think but that she was there like i know um, she was there and blah 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 but I don't know. I it, it is weird. It doesn't seem like she should have told him, but whatever. She did, I guess. I don't know. I guess maybe maybe the brother was like, "Hey, like there's ink there's some ink gone and where's the money?" And she's like, "Oh, but oh." And then she had to explain. Oh, and Jack couldn't even be bothered to pay her. Well, no. He's not going to pay her. Of course not. He's just rich. <laughs> How do you pay somebody when you're rich? Oh, you don't yeah, you don't stay rich by giving people money. <laughs> What's the point of being rich if you have to pay people? I know, I know, that's the thing. If you give people money, you won't be rich anymore. Oh god. 
Right, George Bush? I mean, uh, what? Zing. So, <laughs> I don't even know what that means. I don't either, but um, somehow it's a grand political state. I know. We're all about the politics here at Lost Lowdown. Mm-hmm. Politics have lost. What? Lost-a-tics. And I guess I talked about this before is, you know, what are the consequences of getting the tattoo? And I guess you just want to leave it at his getting beat up, right? Which, I mean, that seems I to do, be the case so far. I think there's more. We'll see. I think there's okay. more. Well, I think that um, that Kate fell in love with Sawyer because Jack got the tattoo. Oh boy! Yeah, I think she chose Sawyer because Jack's got the tattoo. I Call me Kate, crazy. I don't think Kate even chose anybody. I think she's going back to Jack pretty soon. We got to talk about that. I think that's in the scene coming up because Sawyer. Did we did we pass that scene too? I, I no. No, it's coming up. Okay, I was going to say, they, they have a conversation I want to talk about, because they seem to know what they're talking about, but I don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, I don't either. Um, so anyway, the next scene, Juliet brings uh, brings Jack some food, and, and you know she's, we find that she's been marked, and it's this sort of florally kind of thing. I don't know what to make with that design. Have you seen anybody online talking about references to that, that design that she has? Yeah, you know, I saw a couple places that claimed uh, it's Uh-oh. it's it's uh, it's sort of an upside down Scientology cross. Really? Yeah. Um, it's a little to me. It's a little different, but I can see the resemblance. Um, which is it's basically it's basically the cross. The Scientology cross is the cross that you're used to from Christianity, mm-hmm. but uh, it has this X going uh crisscrossing where the cross part is so that so it makes sort of a um you know it uh, bisects the all the quadrants yeah exactly divides it into uh eighths instead of uh fourths yeah okay yeah i'm looking but, at it now it it definitely it 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 doesn't look like it's a there's it's noticeably be different but it's similar to this definitely similar yeah uh, and there would be no reason. Why would they do that? Why would they have an upside down Scientology cross? That that makes no sense to. No, there's no there. reason. But I had to bring it up because everybody's talking about it. God. Mm-hmm. See, and that's how Scientologists spread their message. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't either. But I but that's like how they do it. Um, mm-hmm. They they input it into shows. And make you look at it upside down. Then next thing you know, you're Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. So my other thing is, you know, it's sort of this this idea of a scarlet letter, or whatever. And but how does anyone know that it's there? Like, what's the purpose of marking her in a place that no one is going to see? And I wanted to point out, it's in the classic sexy tattoo place. It's in that, like, that's where the girls get their sexy slash slutty tattoos. No offense yeah. to any girls out there. Like, the small in the back. Like, that's such a classic place to it's, get. Like, it's, it's that sort of cliche. It's a, it's somehow a feminine place to get a tattoo. I don't know why. I mean, I guess guys get it in their upper back, and then yeah. women get the lower back. And I mean, I think it's feminine just because that's where women get them. Yeah, know? yeah, but you wonder why did they get them there? Yeah, I know. Where did it start? Yeah, chicken uh, some in the woman egg. did it, and then it became feminine. Yeah, I don't know, but um, I thought that was interesting. Um, maybe because it's there, so like they don't have to put it on her every episode. I don't know. 
Um, yeah. But it's like, well, what's the point of getting marked besides the pain of it? Like, what's the point? I mean, because usually if you're going to mark somebody, you know, like in terms of a scarlet letter or something, you yeah. know, it's it's the shame and the, and the, and you know, pointing it out for other people to see, but no one's going to see that. Right. And obviously people are going to know she's been marked, but you know, why even mark her if people, if it, if it's just the fact that people know she was in trouble? Yeah. Just let Maybe she, maybe it's supposed to remind her. Maybe she's supposed to feel guilty. She's not going to see it. How's she going to see it? I know, it's it? really hard to see, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I guess. I don't think I've ever seen the small of my back. Really? I don't look. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. I got a vestigial tail. I try not to look back there. Oh. That's gross. That's really gross. <laughs> Hey, that's how I was born, okay? Sorry. Okay, Sorry. that's not true. Um, so it actually happens to people. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. Um, someone say something. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I think it was just... I, I mean, I don't know what to do with that. It's, it's... I almost think it's a throwaway thing. They wanted to give her some punishment, but they didn't want to kill her. And... They should have. They should have like. They should have had a symbol of a gun, you know, with the circle and the line through it. Like, oh, don't God. kill people. <laughs> like that should have been her marking. Like, don't shoot people, Juliet. I don't know. I just want something that means something in terms of what she's done. But you just have to. We just have to. I'm sure it relates somehow if you just uh, study it enough. Oh, okay. It's symbolic or something. Oh, oh, symbolic or something. Yeah. Okay, well, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, Iraq has weapons of mass destruction or something. <laughs> I'll put my stock in that. But I wonder, I do wonder if that symbol has any significance to them uh, and what that significance might be. Um, I do too. Um, it seems, it would, I mean, I don't know how they would select uh, marking uh if there's some standard procedure or if that holds some meaning for them or i mean yeah it, it doesn't seem like it would be arbitrary yeah well if i was in that culture and responsible for coming up with what i marked people when they shot other of my people um that's a long uh, statement um what i would do i would base it on something uh in, in our in our collective history, you know, some symbol that relates to maybe the first person who killed another one of us or the person who's known, like maybe Cain or something, someone who's known for being bad or something. Um, mm-hmm. That's what I would do. So presumably that symbol means something in terms of their, their whatever their sort of quote-unquote culture is and what their belief system is. Um, and it reminds her, it's supposed to remind her of that or, or make her sort of, akin to that. Mm-hmm. Well, good podcast. Um, no, we got some more scenes here. I mean, I agree. I, I don't... Um, it's hard for me to know what to do with that because, like I said, part of me feels like uh, it, it's just not going to matter that much. Yeah. It's just something they threw in to have something happen to her. And and so that Jack can be all tender and rub aloe on her. Oh, and our hands came this close to We touching. almost touched. And then we resisted. Ah, would that we could touch more. Would that we can touch more for yonder window breaks in the light of the morning. What? 
All right. That was what I was going to say. Thanks for finishing my thought there. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I've got telepathy. Ooh. So, well, Jack's... I can whisper. <laughs> well, together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have the best of both. Um, no, you need to kidnap some kids <laughs> and eat grilled cheese. That's all that's left. So, um, I guess that means that they're not vegan, huh? I don't know. I guess at least they know Jack isn't. But what if he was? What do you mean? What are you talking about? The fact that they gave him grilled cheese. Oh. <laughs> uh, nobody's vegan, man. Nobody's vegan on TV, dude. It's just, it's you know, it's the kind of drama yeah. you don't want to deal with. Well, and in real life, very few people are. So yeah. it's representative of the population. You can assume someone's going to eat a grilled cheese. And not only that, stranded on a desert island, I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, abstain from eating animal products. <laughs> or, or, corrupt um, your, or corrupt yourself morally. Which one, you know? Hold your ethical beliefs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uphold the value made to yourself and the universe. Thank you. <laughs> I just feel like, you know, especially like with a boar or something. Like, if you go hunt a boar, you know, to me that doesn't violate uh, the principles. But that's me. Wow. I guess you don't have the metal to withstand it uh, if you were on an island. Okay, that's fine. Uh, Mangoes don't have enough protein. But coconuts do. Coconuts. Did they even have coconuts? I don't know. I hope not. I don't like coconuts. Oh. I do, but not a lot. Well, so they say, you know, we're going to make sure uh, Ben keeps his word. How? Mm -hmm. Together. Mm -hmm. I, w I wish they would have said that at the same time. Together. I just, it's so sappy that I just... Together. Uh, we'll make him keep his word. <laughs> Together, we'll build a new world. <laughs> Perfect. That's Lost the Musical. That's going Lost the Musical, man. You know. Jack and Juliet, their duet. <laughs> oh, man. This aloe feels so good, but not as good as freedom. <laughs> All right. Um. <laughs> oh God! But freedom comes at a price. <laughs> okay, I can go on for a while. Um, yeah, I know. So I, I do like that response that he said together because it's really not an answer, of course. No. Um. But but I like I don't know something about that. I like well together we will we'll figure it out somehow later. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know we'll just do it now that we both want off. But um. But it's like, how, how are you going to... Seriously, Jack, seriously. Great answer. How are you going to make sure he keeps his word? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't see how two of them will make him keep his word where one of them wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. You know. I guess I guess between the two of them, they have all the sort of medical expertise that, that's available. So if anything else happens to Ben, <laughs> like, and they both say no... Um, then maybe maybe that's how they can stave up. I mean, if he gets any more medical problems, I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Enough. Enough. God. Well, now he's not, the stitches aren't infected anymore, but um, he's got cholera. <laughs> how did he get cholera? Well, it came with the polio. <laughs> oh, no. 
you know, I uh, just just for a I don't know reality. I don't think there's any way Jack's leaving the island. Not until the end of the show. You mean uh, the main island? I mean, yeah. I yeah, just mean yeah. I don't think there's any way he's going back to America. If, if he gets if he gets off, I don't think so either. But if he does get off before the show ends, uh, it's either going to be a situation where they they're writing in a sort of a new lead character, uh, like someone else is going to take the reins, or um, or he comes back for them or something. Yeah. Yeah, that that's possible, but I uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. Whether it's because Ben doesn't keep his word or some other circumstance arises where he basically can't keep his word, uh, I don't think there's I don't think Jack's going anywhere. Now Juliet, I think could possibly leave. Uh, I yeah. think she has she has the potential to leave, but uh, I don't know how it's all going to play out. But I don't think there's any way Jack's going anywhere, not for a long time. Well, and here's the other thing. I mean, if Juliet leaves, you know, it, you know. From the beginning of this season, they've been they've been you know writing Jack and Juliet and this relationship and their feelings for each other and all this stuff and uh, you know amidst the drama and chaos, um, you know I think by the time she leaves as she as she leaves like she's really gonna care for Jack and do you really think she'll just leave and sort of never look back, never try to like get help or tell somebody what's going on or you know do you think she'll just leave and try to and go to have like some sort of normal life back in America and forget? All those people who are stranded and kidnapped and taken on the island, like, I mean, obviously there could be a circumstance where she wants to come back and help or bring outside help, but she can't, uh, you know, for whatever reason. But um, I don't know. I just don't see her just, like, leaving. Uh, I don't know. Maybe she would, though. I don't think she's going to leave. I just think she has a better chance of leaving than Jack. Yeah. I sort of feel like she would leave, though, because, I mean, what else is she going to do? I feel like she's going to be out... Um, she's gonna be out of favor with the others. Um, so I mean, and then she's not gonna come back to the main camp. Yeah, that'd be really weird. Be crazy. Desmond and Julie had in the same camp. Oh, hey, Penny. I mean, uh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, bollocks, <laughs> oh, bollocks, bollocks. Oh God. So yeah. Anyway, all right. Um, so we we talked about that whole thing. Um, so you know, she basically said. Then she next she said, you know, in a few minutes they'll be coming for you. Um, which which let's talk about what that means. Uh, they'll be coming for you. All of them. Your friends know where we are, so we have to leave this island, and go back to where we live. Okay. When he says they'll be coming for you in a few minutes, he she doesn't mean like the rescue party, right? No, because that they because they're definitely not coming in a few minutes. Yeah, no, they're really. Not. Um, they're they're much more than a few minutes away. She basically means uh, they're coming for you in terms of the others are coming for you, all of them. Uh, but it, it's just weird because it seems like when she says your friends, it seems like she means like the 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 they that are coming for you. But I guess they're just two separate statements. It's it, The weird thing is she switches from referring to the others as them to the others as we. Yeah. And that, that makes it kind of awkward. But I think that's what she's doing. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> Kent's are going to be here in a few minutes. Come on, Jack. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm like, how do you know that? 
Yeah, that would be really crazy. Because they're not even trying to go. And then she go, Jack goes, go where? And Juliet, well, Ben calls it home. Well, mm-hmm. what do you call it? Yeah. <laughs> Since you're making a, de- you're, you're denoting that uh, you don't necessarily think it's home. Uh, what do you call it, Juliet? Maybe she doesn't think of it as home because she, you know, she still thinks of home as where she came from. Yeah, no, I'll buy that. But I think it's interesting to understand what what she calls this place. Yeah. I mean, I don't care what Ben thinks, you know, in terms of being Jack, you know. I think I think Jack would rather know what she thinks, right? He's talking to her. Probably. I figured she would think the place where we live, something like that. Yeah. I mean, something along the same lines, but not like, this isn't my home. This is just where I have to live right now. Yeah, and maybe they're just reemphasizing the idea that uh, Ben has been there all his life or something. Yeah, and it's, something it's his like home. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, I wanted to question this whole idea of leaving the mini island. I, I think it's a bad tactical move, and here's why. Um, if they stay on the mini island. It's more secure, right? It's because it's a smaller area, so it's more secure to to sort of defend. And they can see anyone who's coming for them from the main island. Wait, not if they hijack the sub. Okay, which which I want to talk about the sub. Good. Uh, But presumably they can't hijack the sub because they don't even know they have a sub. But they'll find out and they'll take it. Okay, well, whatever. Um, I want that sub. I want that sub. But they have they have secure industrial strength buildings, i.e. the Hydra, which you know you know some of those some of those you know hatches you can lock and you cannot open from the outside. You know what I mean? Um, I just feel like it's more secure on the mini island. It, it makes more sense to stay there. If they take them to their home, the Losties are going to go to the mini island, see no one is there, and then go search for their home and go. <laughs> find where O-Town is. They're, they're bastion of, you know, socialist utopian glory. So to me, I mean, I understand it's a writing thing. I understand we need, we, we're, we're done with the mini island. We were going to go back to where they live, blah, blah, blah. But just in reality, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. there to some extent, I think. It does what? It makes sense to me that they know they're there. You know, they, they know, uh, Kate and Sawyer know where the, you know, where the mini island is. Yeah. And they don't know where the others live. But it's a matter of time before they find it. I guess it is, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and and they have, you know, they have guns. The, the, the Lossies don't have that many guns. These guys have rifles and, and shotguns and, and right. stuff. They could defend and so know, easily. They the Lossies by two to one. Exactly. And they could defend that mini island so easy. Uh, and then here is the other question, you know, and I, and I chalked that all up to it's just a plot thing. We need, you know, because I'm tired of the mini island. Everyone's tired of the mini island. Let's leave. Um, why not just give Jack up at this point? These, they they know that the their friends are coming for him, uh, you know, and it's like why why not just let him go? You know, well, because Ben has to use him. Ben has to use him for what? To like work through his recovery. Yeah, what this whole thing was about. Yeah, that's true. He does have to do that, but it's like, why? I don't buy the work through recovery angle. I'm like, 
you know, kill the infection and the stitches, you're done. What's the, what is he going to do? Give him physical therapy and make sure he can walk and stuff for the next like couple weeks or something? Like that's ridiculous. I don't really know anything about recovery from a serious surgery like that. I'm willing to believe that Jack would be advantageous to have around. That's not preposterous to me. The other thing is, you know, that's that was the deal. You know, his deal was Well, that was the second deal. Deal number two, yeah. What? But no, but that's the deal in this episode. If he's like, you know, if he's just gonna let Jack go, I mean, it's just the whole thing's ridiculous. Well, it's to me, it seems like Jack Jack played up the 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 need for him to be involved in the recuperation process, the recovery process. I I really feel like he's he's playing that up. It's not as important as it is because I feel like he would have mentioned that before that like, hey Ben, you know, I can do the surgery, you know, whatever. And then you're going to let me go, but then who's going to take care of you? You know, like Jack never mentioned the fact that the possibility of this like recuperation time, this downtime, like it just, it just came up just now that he need that he, that it works in his favor, you know? So that's, yeah. that's to me, I feel like he's, he's sort of playing that up, you know? I mean, I feel like even Juliet would have known, you know, that after some sort of surgery like that, 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 that this could be, this could, this could happen. Um, so I don't know. Um, I just feel like Jack is becoming a liability. Like you, you weigh these, 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 you know, hostile people finding our home versus, you know, me needing Jack to help me recover. Like, you know, and I guess, I guess he's like, I'd rather have Jack and they, I guess, I guess they won't find us. I don't know. I mean, I feel like once he's, once he's like fully recovered, he'll be willing to let Jack go. But he won't. But I think, for now, you know, he's going to keep him around until he feels like he's going to be safe on his own. Yeah. It's just weird. I think it just plays it plays out sort of strangely. Yeah, I mean, it, it comes up pretty strangely, but I don't know. It, it does seem like nobody was aware that this was going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, even Jack didn't even really know. But, uh... I don't know. I, I I can still believe it to some extent. Yeah. The next scene, uh, we uh, Kate. It's Kate and Sawyer, and they she finds out that uh, Sawyer let Carl go, and we get into this strange conversation about guilt, and um, you know, she's like, he could have led us back to where they live, and he says, well, you think I cut him loose because I'm sensitive? He's a target. Ben is never going to stop looking for him, which is one of those statements characters you know have in in movies and tv that it's like you're just saying that (laughs) like ben 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 let him go i mean why do you think why would he let him go just to try to find him again later you know the deal could you know that was like ben didn't even specifically let him go i'm not even clear on what ben knows about that whole situation because that was like a side issue like he said to help sawyer and kate go like help sawyer and kate escape and you know, at the end, Alex was about to leave with Carl, and then Juliet was like, we know your father, and, you know, the only way he'll let Carl live is if you blah, blah, blah. But I don't think Ben had ever said that, like, personally. Well, but what I'm saying is, like Juliet said, you know, the only way he'll let Carl live is if you stay here. So, I mean, I think after that, Ben Ben knows that Carl left with them. I mean, obviously, you know, especially since, you know, the... Um, I forgot the guy's name that was that was guarding Carl, whatever you know. I mean, Aldo. That, yeah, Aldo. I mean, all that all that stuff funnels up to to Ben, you know. So he he knows what happened, 
But but this idea that he's never going to stop looking for him, um, I mean, maybe that's true. Uh, but but the fact that Sawyer well, I, you says you were it, saying like he ordered it. That was that was supposed to be my point. Oh okay, yeah, no, 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 he didn't order it. But this idea that he's never going to stop looking for him might be true. But I don't know why Sawyer thinks that's true. You know, oh, I Ju- agree. He Juliet he didn't even Juliet didn't even say that. Did Juliet didn't 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 intimate I'm that? Like, to Sawyer, Sawyer, so. You talked to Ben like once, like you don't yeah. know, you don't know anything. I, I don't know. I mean, I I sort of believe him some on some level, but well, um, but I don't think he should say that. And then Kate comes back with what I think is true. All Ben wants is you know Carl away from from Alex. You know, I mean, I mean, I don't know, maybe Ben might want Carl, I mean, obviously Ben doesn't want Carl dead or Carl will be dead, you know, he, he wanted to sort of change him or whatever. Yeah. Um, But, but at the the very least he wants him away from Alex, which he is. So I don't know. I I think it's just a crappy, crappy line from Sawyer, but, um, and then, then we get into this whole like guilt thing and, you know, should I walk beside you 10 pages behind you? You've been telling me what to do. I can't think for myself. And he's like, don't take it on me because you feel guilty. Now here, I get really confused about this conversation. She goes, I don't feel guilty. And Sawyer says, the hell you don't. Kate says, we have to leave Jack behind. I didn't have a chance. Then Sawyer says, I'm not talking about leaving Jack behind. I'm talking about you and me. I know you did it because you thought I was a dead man. Okay. And let's stop there. He's basically saying, what? I know you told me you love me because you thought I was dead. Is that what he's saying? I thought I thought he was saying, I know you had sex with me. Okay, okay. Well, that's almost the same thing, right? Um. <laughs> <laughs> to some of us, I suppose. At least to the women folk, no. Um. um okay, okay, yeah. No, I'll buy that. Okay. But then why does he say so don't beat yourself up because the doc's behind because because the doc's left behind. He already said it's not about the doctor and then he brought the doctor in to his yeah. to his rationale. And I'm like, "What? You already said it's not about Jack leaving Jack behind." And then you say, "Don't beat yourself up or leave behind." Yeah, there's something wrong with that sentence. Is he saying maybe he's saying so don't okay, this this uh Okay, this transcripts messed up. And maybe he's saying, so don't beat yourself up because the doc's left behind. <laughs> you know what I mean? What? Maybe he's saying, maybe he's saying, so don't beat yourself up because the doc's left behind. Like, two, two thoughts. You can't have two thoughts when you have that because right there. You can't. The because is because of the first part. Even if you put a pause in there. Because otherwise, because the docs left behind is just a fragment with no, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> because the docs left behind, I mean, it's like, what, Sawyer, finish your sentence. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. But, okay, so basically, but, so he's thinking she feels guilty about sleeping, about, about sleeping with him. What? Wait. She feels guilty about leaving Jack behind because she slept with Sawyer, or she feels guilty about sleeping with Sawyer because she, le- she left Jack behind. Neither one makes she sense. She feels to me. guilty about sleeping with Sawyer because she left Jack behind. Well, it seems like she she should feel guilty about sleeping with Sawyer because because she loves Jack. The end. Not only that, she left Jack behind. Yeah. That that makes sense. Not that she feels guilty because she slept with him because she she should feel guilty whether or not she left Jack behind or not. And maybe that's what Sawyer's saying. 
It's yeah. not the fact that Jack was left behind, but that you slept with me and you didn't, you know, whatever you thought was dead man. But the way the way it comes off, it doesn't make any sense. But maybe maybe that's what he means, though. I'm not talking about him being left behind. I'm just talking about him being in the picture at all. Yeah. Maybe that's what that means. But the fact that she did leave him behind maybe makes it worse. Oh, I see. Oh. Oh, I think I get it. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's 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 you feel guilty not because you left him behind, but because you slept with me and didn't mean it or whatever you thought I was dead. So don't so don't beat yourself up because you left him behind because that's not really why you should be guilt feel guilty. Oh. There you go. Don't beat yourself up because you left the doctor behind when you really should be beating yourself up because you slept with me only because you thought I was a dead man. Right. So it's it's weird the way it comes off, but I guess that's what he means. Yeah, I think you're right. That's more or less how I took it. Oh, really? You didn't say that 20 minutes ago when I brought it up. <laughs> That's what I was trying to say by separating the sentences. Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I don't buy that, but... Uh, is your name Henry Gale also? Huh? You want to tell me some other lies? Um... I came for you. I came for you. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, man. What so, if that's ever coming up again? Good. I hope not. It's weird. I don't. I feel so estranged from so many of the characters. Me too. It's been such a long time since I've seen those people, since they've done anything of, of substance, that it's yeah. like, what, you're still on the show? Like, I know. I know. It's all about Jack Kate Sawyer and the others. Has has Jen had a line this season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the Glass Ballerina. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They actually... Son of Jen fared better than some other characters. Rose and Bernard, have they been in the... Not a single one. Nice. Not even a line. Bernose. Bernose, yeah. Rosard. Rosard. <laughs> wow. Uh, quite a name. Rosard. Rosario. Almost. Almost. So, the last scene we get, or one of the very last ones, um, is they're leaving. The others are, are, are leaving. It's very... Uh, I know, it reminds me of that scene in Lord of the Rings when the uh, the elves are leaving their elven homeland because, you know, the evil forces are spreading. <laughs> I don't uh-huh. know. And they all sort of set sail for wherever else they... wherever the elves go. But um, <laughs> it just reminded me of that. Yeah. Um yeah. I didn't think of that, but uh sure why not. Yeah, exactly. Good 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 movie there. Good series Literary of movies. Literary references are always good. Yeah. Oh, oh, were they books too? Oh, sorry. I forgot. You were first. Yeah, I did are is that are the movies based on based on a book? Yeah, no. I think I think they just they're like novelizations. What? Never mind. All right. I was trying to make a joke, and I think you tried to make a joke. And I, I tried to make a joke. You tried j- to make a joke. Our jokes clashed, and we didn't yeah. understand. What it's like it's... in Ghostbusters when they cross the beams. Yeah, exactly. It just causes wraps, the world to end. Wraps around each other, and don't cross beams. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, I can't, I can't help but thinking of crossing swords, but I won't talk about that. <laughs> um... <laughs> Oh dear. 
you know, just that phrase, crossing beams, crossing swords. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's... I think I think they made that association explicit in the movie. Yeah, I think that's for another podcast. All right. Um, that one is explicit. So. Oh, whatever. Um, Penis. <laughs> well, you can say that. That's a clinical word. <sighs> and I'm not gonna dare you. I don't you think to... I've ever been able to say that before, so that's that's a first. Oh well. Breakthroughs here in the Lost Lowdown. <laughs> Psychological breakthroughs. All right. Um, so you know, Isabel comes and she says she tells him what it means. He walks amongst us, but he's not one of us, or at least what she thinks it says, and uh, or what she claims it says. <laughs> and uh, then he mm-hmm. says, "That's what it says. But that's not what it means." Uh. And then he like uh. walks away. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! I'm out. Yeah, exactly. He did it. He intimated. He intimated a boom. I'm out. Audi five thousand bitches. I don't know. I saw, I saw that somehow in his eyes. He, he, the sparkle in his eyes said, "Boom!" In your face, Isabel. Uh, Sheriff know it. Sheriff know it all. <laughs> uh, yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't give her a chance to have some kind of smart response. Yeah. Um, He's just gonna walk away. Cause she's kind of last word. She's the kind of person that would have said, "Well, what do you think it means?" Mm-hmm. You know, and he didn't give her a chance because he doesn't know. He has no idea. I think he does, though. I don't. Um. So anyway, I think he knows more about what they mean now than he ever did. Oh God. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. I forgot what I was gonna say. Okay, so anyway, Jack rows out uh, to the to the big ship with Ben. So my big point here that I made a note of was that there's no submarine. Yeah. Uh, and I guess I was thinking that you know someone in in Ben's condition, you don't want to be to put in a submarine. Yeah. Uh, you know the pressure and all that stuff. You probably yeah. don't want to put him in there. But um, but um, I, they had a fairly big ship. Um, yeah. They did. Bigger than the one that they took Walt on. Definitely. Uh, and bigger than Desmond's boat. Which answers a question I had a while ago about whether they have another boat besides Desmond's. It does. It does answer that question. And the answer's yes. <laughs> and the answer's yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little suspense there. What the, what's the answer? Uh, I mean, it, yeah, it was... Uh, <laughs> the answer seems to be yes, but they're pausing. Maybe there's some <laughs> other answer. I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. So, um, anyway, uh, Ben is so so vulnerable in this in this episode. You know, he's, yeah. just, he's so he's just on his back on his side the whole time, and mm-hmm. and just so almost one eighty from you know how we how we know him usually. Yeah, and it's sort of been this slow you know decline, I guess. Yeah, of his uh, seemingly impenetrable veneer, but. Um, so, you know, we got the next scene. Sorry and Kate are making their way through the jungle. Um, uh, I guess there's, I guess, uh, this is, this is, is this part of the montage? The montage. Yeah, which is, which is reminiscent to that, like, sappy song montage they did in season one. Yeah. But instead of the, the, the sort of poppy song, they just do this, like, regular, uh, epic type. It was sort of, it was sort of epic kind of music, though. To me, it felt like, this could have been like the last episode, like the way you know you <laughs> yeah. saw everybody doing stuff and like every you know they're looking at the stars together and right. like 
you know, the couples are ending up. You, you see all the couples together, Jack and Juliet and Carl mm-hmm. and Alex and then Kate Sawyer. And yeah. it's like, everybody's happy. <laughs> they end. And then it's like, lost. Right. It was the first time it didn't go like, lost. Right. It's just like, lost. Lost. <laughs> you know. But, um. Yeah, I think, uh, what I was trying to say is that. It's it's film score music. It's, it's yeah. It's symphonic. It's not a crappy. You know, we're gonna be okay because we're living on the beach. And yeah, all we crap. got fruit and vegetables. <laughs> like that. That. Oh, that, I hate those. This, this one sounds like classic. This sounds like classic rock, though. They're never. Cla- I said this sounds like classic rock. It's never classic rock. It, it had this kind of. Yeah, I know. It's not quite right, but it's there's something there. Well, my last question of the episode, uh, in that little scene with um, Kate and Sawyer walking through the jungle, making their way back to base camp, mm-hmm. uh, how did they make those torches? Oh, they found them. <laughs> oh, okay. They picked up a doll and there was two torches underneath. <laughs> uh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, because, no I mean, in order to make a torch like that, you know, you've got to... I mean, I've never made a torch, but you got to presumably soak that that cloth. <laughs> what? I know, I know. You know, I, I I graduated from torch making school, and I didn't have to make one torch, dude. I cheated my way to the whole class. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I always feel the need to qualify things like that. I don't know. I feel the need to say, you know, I'm not a torch expert, but uh, anyway. Uh yeah, so presumably the the material that they wrap around the top of the stick, which which is what keeps the flame going, is soaked in something flammable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how they did that, I'll never know. Where they got Maybe. the where they got the material, where they got the flammable substance, you know, the sticks I'll buy. They had, they were in the jungle. Okay, sure, they can <laughs> get sticks. Yeah, I'll give them that much and nothing else. Yeah. And how do they light them? That's not yeah easy. lighting. I mean, you can you can make. I mean, obviously she she presumably made the fire from maybe you know like the old Boy Scout trick with the sticks or maybe some flint. And yeah. So she would have to she would have to light it from. I mean, it's the kind of thing where you're not supposed to think about it, and that's why we're thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. It didn't occur to me, but they really shouldn't have the materials to pull that off. No. Uh, I don't know where they would get. Especially the stuff to dip it in, like yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> there, I don't think there's anything naturally occurring that would light like that. I was trying to think of any plant or animal product, you know, that they could get that that could do that. And I, I can't think of anything that would sort of burn consistently like that. Yeah, they were nice, nice classic season. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were like it was like Plato's forms. It was like the form of a torch. Yeah. You know? That is a torch. Nothing is more perfect a torch than that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, they were very, very good torches. Looking down into the hatch for the first time, torches. Yep. Yep. Everybody had torches. It's all about the torches. I don't know what they were using either. I guess they could have, like, gas from the plane. Thank God for gas smugglers. <laughs> Thank God for gas smugglers. <laughs> Oh man! Oh man! Can you believe that even though the plane crashed and blew up, <laughs> there was still a lot of gasoline left, just sitting in the something? Uh huh, 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 huh. 
season 2K. And Sun is like, yeah, I can't believe it. That's where, that's where I found the pregnancy test. In a, in a pile full of gasoline. Oh, God. Wow. I don't even know how they did those. Yeah, it's. I'm actually sort of amazed that I that we've never questioned that before. Yeah, uh, they had torches like going way back before they even got in the hatch. Yeah, I don't know how they did that. <laughs> wow, wow! If anyone out there has knows how to make torches uh, from materials that you can have uh, that they would have, let us know. Because I I feel like there's some sort of like. I don't know. I could see Locke like rendering animal fat or something, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and like using that or something. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe like some sort of boar organ oil. Yeah, like like you get some sort of oil from boiling some part of the ore or something, or fish or, or some some kind of oil. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, but like, come on. <laughs> I guess, yeah, Locke, he can do everything, right? Well, not these days. Not these days. <laughs> oh. I think we're going to see him again sometime. Well, it'll be good. Yeah. Man, I can't believe we talked this long about this episode. Yeah, yeah. I thought this was going to be about two hours. <laughs> it was not two hours. Yeah, I, uh... It was it was a lot of little tidbits and they added up, I guess. Yeah, we went off on some tangents a little bit. We did, but but it was one of those episodes that allowed tangents. Yeah. Well, like, we think... we we did spend uh, what is this like almost a five hour podcast? So I mean, we spent two and a half two and a half hours talking about Charlie and Claire. Yeah. So <laughs> you're right. Good point. Yeah. <sighs> I forgot. That's that's pretty much all we do. Well, half the time that's all we do. Yeah. Is ridicule Charlie and Claire, right? <laughs> You would think it would be hard to do it for that long. You know what? It's easy. They're easy targets, apparently. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. That was uh, interesting. So, did you see Next Time on Lost? I didn't. You know, I totally did not see that. Maybe I should go watch it now. Sorry to hear that. Uh, You know, yeah, I I think you might want to watch it. It seems like there's a scene from next week on lost it's been in next week on lost for the last like three weeks yeah i uh, it's weird they i don't know how they're cutting these things together like they keep like having this scene it's like it can't occur yet and they and they keep saying they keep like, trying to make it it's gonna like it's gonna happen next week we promise yeah. <laughs> and i almost feel like it won't happen next week but it probably will yeah yeah, the promo was really interesting. I mean, basically, the big things, uh, you know, we like you said, we see that that scene of Kate uh, trying to convince them to go back for Jack. Um, Charlie's apparently going to do something proactive about his death sentence. Uh, he he makes a Hurley tells him, you know, it's dangerous, and he goes, uh, what does he say? Victory or death Victory or, or something. Death. So he's going to seem to seems like he's going to do something. Um, Vincent finds uh, an old dead uh, arm with uh, a key of sorts at the end of it, which, and then Harley is driving in, in classic Harley fashion, <laughs> crazily driving this uh, old VW bus thing, and uh, presumably that's what the key was to. And uh, it's out of control, man. Somebody stop this crazy bus. Like, God, Harley. And, um,. And then we see some shots of the others, um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so it looks like it's going to be interesting. Um, 
what was the other thing in there? Uh, that was it, right? Nothing about Jack. It was like Kate and Locke and Saeed, maybe with guns. Uh, they they're in a sort of almost like in a little clearing of sorts, and they're they've got their guns pointed, and either they're pointing it at the others, or they're just sort of got startled by something. I think they just got startled by something, and yeah, probably knowing um, the promos. Yeah, they love doing that. They do love doing that. We promise, guys. Lots of drama. Tune in, please. Can you? Could you even? Okay, well, I'll ask you that in a second. But um, so that's it for the promo. Um, anything else you want to say about the promo? Uh, nah. Uh, okay. Back to the episode. Did what do you think the three mysteries were? Oh, um, in the official podcast, Damon and Carlton pretty much. Um, dispelled the notion that there would be three mysteries revealed. Oh, yeah. They said, you can pretty much count on Jack's tattoos getting a treatment. Everything else, well, you know, that's about it. Did you say that before? No. Oh, sounds familiar. It was a, someone left that as a comment uh, uh, on our page. Oh, okay, it sounded familiar. Yeah. Um, okay. I, well, I'm sorry, good. I don't remember who that was, but, uh, it might have been 420, but I don't know. You don't have all of our fans memorized in your head. Sorry. God. I mean, I have them memorized, but I don't memorize what they say. Oh, really? Okay, so what they say is meaningless to you. <laughs> well, you said. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, so I think that's it for the podcast. Yeah, um, uh, I agree. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, we'll be back next week. We'll be back next week. Uh, again, uh, you can't get rid of us guys. Um, as long as there's loss, there'll be a loss lowdown. That's right. Um, which, uh, which one of our fans, uh, who recently emailed us, um, said that our podcast is like, um, uh, a very long, a very long car ride with great friends. I don't know. Or what did he say? Yeah, the conversations that we have is like conversations he would have on a very long car ride with great friends. And I thought that was very apt Um, and poetic. And 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 poetic. And it made me cry a little. And poignant. And poignant. And uh, respecticant. Yeah, I said it. (laughs) Okay. All right, thanks for listening, guys. You guys know how to contact us. Our website, thelostlowdown.blogspot.com. Email lostlowdown at gmail.com. Join our Frapper Map if you're not on it. Um, oh, you know, we did have a, two other announcements, one of which I remember. <laughs> Maybe you'll remember the other one. <laughs> oh, good. I remember there was two things. Um, um, you know, tracking how many listeners a, you know, a podcast had is... is oh is uh there's only so many ways to do that um the only there's three ways to listen to our podcast you can download it from our website you can subscribe to us via like itunes directly through our like feed burner um uh feed or you can subscribe to us like via itunes through our um through the what's it called the lost podcasting network um and the thing about the lost podcasting network is we get you know our podcast is downloaded every time someone downloads something from the lost podcast network obviously when we have something they get that 
we don't necessarily know how many people are listening to us because that is that isn't factored in. So um, our little um, um, request is that anyone who is you know a, a fan of the show, um, if you could uh, go to your iTunes or however you subscribe and specifically subscribe to our Feedburner podcast versus subscribing to us through the LPN. That would give us a better track of how many of you guys out there there are that are that are specifically subscribing to us and listening to us, and uh, just because we're interested in that. So, um, the link for our feed burner podcast is uh, on our webpage, so you can just get. Uh, I'm sorry, feed burner feed is on our webpage, and so um, I think that's all you got to do is use that instead of the LPN if you you know found us from the LPN. Uh, hopefully it's not too much trouble to do, and that'll give us a better estimate of our numbers. Do you remember the other thing we were going to mention? Uh, no. Okay. I remember that one as you were saying it, because I didn't even remember the, that one. Yeah, I remember there was another thing that we were like, we should mention that in our podcast. Yeah, you're but, right. Uh, I don't remember what it was, but that's okay. start writing those things down. Well, if we wrote everything down... Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> well, thanks again for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the podcast. We'll be back I do next too. week. Um, you do too. I know we, you said we, but <laughs> you enjoy the podcast. No, I. You said we really appreciate it, and then I said I do too. Sorry. Yes, me and Claude appreciate it, and then Justin also appreciates it. <laughs> right. Exactly. My ego Sorry, is, I, just, I guess I felt like it was only coming for you. I wanted to put my own appreciation in there. Well, my ego is so big, I'm two people. So. Oh, okay. That's, you Forgot know. about that. It, it helps when I go in the carpool lane. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Um, hey. <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Uh, that's it for us. Enjoy your week. Enjoy this Wednesday's loss. We'll be back um, with another episode. Uh, thanks and namaste. Namaste and good luck.